When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. You might not have my name, but you have my blood. The things I do for love. Crown for king. Sir Illin, bring me his head. The night is dark and full of terrors. A very small man can cast a very large shadow. You know nothing, Jon Snow. There's our brave men knocking at our door. Let's go kill them. You lost this war. The day you married her. There's horror that's come to my family. All because I couldn't have a motherless child. Valar Yes. All men must die. But we are not men. The Lannisters send their regards. Plenty worse than me. I just understand the way things are. How many stars they got to behead before you figure it out? Winter is coming. We know what's coming with it. We can't face it alone. Have you ever heard baby dragons singing? No. It's hard to be a cynic after. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. I've been worrying about John for years. He always comes back. Shame! <clears throat> for the watch. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. I did what I thought was right. And I got murdered for it. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Let's say I threatened to hit you unless you shut your mouth. But you kept talking. What do you think I do? I don't give a rap. The real war isn't between a few squabbling houses. It's between the living and the dead. And make no mistake, my lady, the dead are coming. You're in the great game now, and the great game is terrifying. You freed me from the monsters who murdered my family, and you gave me to other monsters who murdered my family. My name is Arya Stark. I want you to know that the last thing you're ever going to see is a Stark smiling down at you as you die. The North! Remembers, we know no king, but the king in the north whose name is Stark. I don't care if he's a bastard. Ned Stark's blood runs through his veins. He's my king, from this day until his last day. If you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. Joining me as always out of the mediocre city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, Michelle Ligon. That is me, and you're going to have to forgive me. My son has started to decide to rebel, and I'm having trouble right now breathing. So. Oh, dear. All right. Also joining us out of the mediocre city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Miles Ligon. Howdy. Excitement. And loving finally, it. what? Excitement, loving it. Let's go. Yes. Uh, and finally, out of Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Kenny Pick. Hey, boy, I'm sorry. <laughs> Forgot to put the bypass on. <laughs> nice sound effect. And uh, the effects come on by default. Uh, did you guys, did you boys get it all out of your system? Yep. We're fine. Everything's all right. fine. We're still. I'm. I, I know. We, we're still both alive. I know. I just was looking forward to three hours of, of Game s- of Thrones, but well, it, it'll be all three, three hours. I, I, like I said, unless Schittler starts World War Three at in Vietnam next next week, 
I almost said year because it's like every week is a year with this asshole. I know, uh, I know, but yes. So, uh, you know what? I I figured we would get this started right, and I dug up something we usually used for in a different capacity. But hold on, <sighs> really dusty. Had to pull it out of the closet. Uh, and I figured uh, this would be a good. Here we go. Where's the god of tits and wine? I hear they call him the I hear he hates that nickname. What did you once call me? A drunken little lust-filled beast. I've been a very busy man. You will watch your tongue. Things are expected of me. One word, and I hit you again. I'm telling mother. Death is so fine, whereas life, uh, life is full of possibilities. I like living. Listen, I had to dig. I figured I would dig that up. Man, I love Peter Dinklage. Oh, he's 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 amazing in that, especially in that role. I loved him as Bolivar Trask in Days of Future Past. Anywho, uh, Heck, so there I, we go. I even like him in that movie Pixels. Yeah, Oof, you're brave. You're yes. brave. Hey, it was Adam a Sand fun movie. It was horrible. Adam but it was Sandler. Fun. It was fun. Uh-huh. It was stupid, but it was fun. Oh, I'm sure it was stupid. <laughs> You're, you're, you have, uh, uh, but I like stupid movies, so hey, I, I have watched, I married a, I married a vampire, so you know, I, I've seen some really stupid movies in my life. I even watch trauma films, and I know you hate those, Kenny, but yeah, well, <laughs> I'm rewatching the whole witchcraft series, and those are schlock to the nth degree, so yeah, that series wasn't too terrible. Well, but you, do you know what isn't schlock? Game of Thrones. Exactly. Thank you. You're right. Heck yeah. There are some badass women in that series, and I love them all. Except Cersei. No, she's badass in her own way. What? I, I Cersei's total badass. Hell yeah. She's a murdering psychopath. That doesn't negate badassness. No. She is doing what she can to keep her ideals alive. Darth Vader's a badass, and he blew up a whole planet. Hell yeah! Actually, that was that, that was, was Tarkin. actually Tarkin. Oh, Thank yeah. you, <laughs> Michelle, and I practically collided getting to that. Nope, nope. Well, he was he was on board with it. Well, there was that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he stood by. He didn't stop it. But then again, if you've ever played Star Wars The Old Republic, Alderaan really deserves to be wiped off the face of the Earth. <laughs> because their noble class... Their oh, th their class system sucked, and they were all dicks. The nobles were, anyways. So Actually, the nobles should have been wiped off the face of the Earth. Not Bail Organa. Um, the, his predecessors were. Alright, fair enough. Alright, so let's get started, because <laughs> we're already... Be we're already uh, behind the power curve because, okay. because uh, all right so let's let's set this up first of all uh game of thrones takes place in uh westeros and essos and in this world the thing that the thing that's kind of important is that seasons last for years if not decades and as the series starts we're we're coming in off of what was like an 18 year long summer something like, something like that and it's it's saying in the fall, so that that's you know seasons stuff like that. It's kind of important. Um, 
I couldn't handle eight. Well, actually, you know what? I basically, since I live in Alabama, I do kind of have to put up with, you know, perpetual summer. Not really. Not compared to us. It's not a contest, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> if you want perpetual summer, come down to this hellhole. Yeah. All right. So, as we begin, we see, okay, the, the guy st- comes across a White Walker, runs away, abandons his post at the wall, which gets him a nice execution sentence carried out by Honorable mm-hmm. Eddard Stark, a.k.a. Ned. Um, and one thing, I think the main, we'll get into this, but the main episode, or not the episode, the main point of season one is that being nice and honorable gets you nowhere in this series. Can I say it was just like slightly telegraphed by casting Sean Bean? Yes. <laughs> who dies in almost everything he does. Hell, you guys, you guys, you remember when Civilization 6 He's like the Bill came... Paxton of modern movies. Yes. Yes. Here's, I mean, it's like, I remember when I watched the opening movie to Civilization 6, I was like, oh, Sean Bean might just make it this, ah! <laughs> I was I I was like so close. Uh-oh. We may be having tech problems. Uh what? They're saying that they can only hear you. Oh dear. There we go. Fixed. I'm, in- I'm innocent. <laughs> you, you weren't innocent the day you were born. Look on. <laughs> oh dear. All right, so where was so the one? uh, 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 Let me just jump in real quick because the one thing about season one of Game of Thrones is, yeah, they started off right away with the White Walker stuff, but it was so out of sight, out of mind for so long. you almost forgot that that was the looming threat. You know, but they they gave it to you in that first episode. They spoon fed it to you, but. They put it on the back burner so far that you kind of forgot for seasons, you know? Yes. Yes. Which is brilliant, which is a brilliant way of, uh, you know, doing storytelling and making the threat so much scarier that it's been working behind the scenes while all this shit that, you know, is going to be, you know, you know, deemed as rather petty. Uh, you know, it already has been deemed rather petty from last season, but you know, it's it's gonna uh, put everything into a whole new perspective once it can be rewatched from beginning to end. Right, yes. and all one, eight seasons. One of the things I found out: a lot of people that got turned off on Game of Thrones got turned off because of the beginning of the first season, because there was so much sex. Mm. No. They they didn't like it that much. And you know they wanted they want and and they thought it was too it was too um, graphic, the, graphic. But as I said, I didn't. They're like, not familiar with HBO. <laughs> well, I didn't I didn't care too much for this the original sex and the graph the graphic content. But as I made it my way through season one, I realized wait, there's a really cool story here, and I want to see how it develops because yes. I'm really invested in a couple of these characters. <laughs> And I really want to see what happens. Yeah, sure. All right, all right. So we got all right. So, uh, most of the so anyway, 
as they're, he's taking his children home because we you know what responsible father doesn't have his children attend an execution. They come, a, they come across a a dead dire wolf, and apparently, dire wolves have not been seen in Winterfell in a long time. Yes. And this this dire wolf had pups, and uh, Ned says, "Okay, kids, you can each have one." And and the re- and, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is it's each the the fate of the dire wolves foreshadows the fate of their masters. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty, you know, so, anyway. Uh, so then, we're introduced to the to the Stark clan, which is uh, Ned, his wife Caitlin, uh, Rob Stark, the eldest son, Bran Stark, Rick and Stark, Arya Stark, and Sansa Stark, and of course, uh, Ned's bastard, Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. Huh? Yes, we're concurring. <laughs> oh no! Okay. Oh, you're. What are you just, disagreeing? Oh, I said oh, just, just agreeing. agreeing. Yes. All right. Okay, so anyway. gotcha, gotcha. I misheard. Sorry, my sinuses are really mucked up right now, so maybe it's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Just, just stop mm-hmm. me if I, if you need to stop. All right. So, uh, basically, twenty years ago, something like that, uh, the current king of Westeros, Robert Baratheon, uh, led a successful uh war uh because basically the king was an it was an insane asshole geez <laughs> I, I wonder what that's like <laughs> and had ordered yeah. uh the execution of both eddard and uh um uh, robert and uh john Aris says uh no they're like my sons and you can kiss my ass and so war engulfs westeros robert robert wins and he becomes king and uh you know, it's it's a good time. You know, uh, there's peace, there's relative prosperity, but early on we get to see there are problems, and we'll get to that. So anyway, uh, Robert Baratheon comes to Winterfell with his family. Uh, so himself, his wife Cersei, uh, Cersei's twin brother Jamie, their youngest brother Tyrion, who is of course the best Lannister. And, oh, and I forgot yeah. to mention, Eddard is fostering Theon Greyjoy, uh, kind of like a, uh, this is kind of like a San Kim Kotai situation where he's basically a hostage mm. to make sure his dad behaves. Yeah, it's the same thing in feudal government, other feudal governments, even the, right, even the, yeah. All right, all right so. Joff- Joffrey came too, right? Joffrey, jo- Joffrey and the other, uh, Joffrey, yes. uh, Joffrey, Marcella, and... I forget the third little name. dude, Tommen, Tommen, Tommen. So yes, uh, uh, so Robert and uh, Ned go to pay respects to um, Ned's dead sister, who Robert was supposed to marry, and uh, Robert says, "Look, my, you know, our the man who raised us is dead. He's he was the hand of the king, and I want you to be my new hand of the king." And one important thing to point out is that. For ever since the end of the war, Robert and Ned have been estranged because Ned felt that Robert was went way out there after he got the crown and basically killing anyone with this surname of Targaryen. Yes, and can I can I, can I also say how, how beautifully blonde all the children are? 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So blonde. Is, yes. Beautiful. Blonde. Beautifully blonde. Yes. So okay, where were we? Uh, so uh, Ned, you know, Ned says yes eventually, um, and Robert proposes engaging his son Joffrey to his daughter, his eldest daughter Sansa. They say yes, and they and uh, the the first episode ends with Bran Stark. Uh, climbing into a tower and uh, seeing Jamie and Cersei go at it. And, oh yes. And so Cersei has Jamie push him out the window. The things and, I do for love. Yes, the things he does for <laughs> love. Um, and, and, and you know, I, I'll you know, I will say I think Jamie definitely has a big redemption. You know, he has been having a big redemption arc going on. And I, I, I'm very happy seeing it play out. But anyway, uh, so Bran ends up paralyzed, and he stays in Winterfell while the rest of the Starks go to King's Landing, which is the seat of the government in Westeros. And this is this episode, the I think it's the second episode, while they're heading to King's Landing, is kind of where we get the idea that Robert's not just a, you know, Robert is not a great king. He's also not a great father, because... When Joffrey tries to rape Sansa, um, Arya's direwolf defends her and bites Joffrey. And Cersei demands that the wolf be put, you know, that the wolf be killed. And Robert's, yes, dear. And because the wolf ran away, he orders Ned to kill Sansa's direwolf instead. Now, I'm saying that this reflects poorly on as a leader because it was his edict he should have done the deed. So we're already starting to see he's not, you know, he's not willing to do his own dirty work anymore. And the you guy know, who killed the direwolf is uh, a Ed, pretty Ned. important character, too. Huh? Ned. Oh, Ned did it. Ned did it. There, That's yeah. right. There was... Um, there was that ugly uh, yeah. guy that stabbed the, the butcher's, butcher's son. Uh-huh. Um, the bald dude. He, yeah. He's an important guy for yeah, the last episode. Um, but wait a minute. You're saying Joffrey tried to rape Sansa? Isn't that what happened? It's been a while since I've seen the episode. I don't but, think that was what it was. I think I he was think. trying to impress her, and then they walked upon um, the butcher's boy in Arya fighting with sticks like swords. Yes. And, okay. and then... The, I'm thinking of then, something else um, yeah, and then the the butcher's, uh, uh, and then Arya basically humiliated Joffrey. Joffrey, and, yeah, and uh, and that's why the, and and the direwolf came along to to well, help. Well, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I, yeah. I smeared, no, that, that's okay. I you don't have Joffrey's to apologize. No, I just is, wanted to. I just didn't remember it that way. That's all. Yeah, Joffrey doesn't show himself to be a dick until a little bit later. <laughs> I mean, oh, he, he was his... a dick there. Well, just but not, not as, rape, as much. Just not as rapey and yeah, murdery. Yeah, rapey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, no. God. There's so All many right. rapey people in this. In my point, notes. my point though is, this kind of shows that <clears throat> Robert is not a great leader because he's not willing to carry out his own sentence. He doesn't have the the balls to do it himself, so he forces Ned to do it. And so I think that reflects. I think his- Ned took it. I thought Ned took it upon himself. He's like, if it's going to be done, I should do it. I think I, I agree. I believe that's what happened. I think that it, he I'm was going to have. Horribly wrong, aren't I? 
No, no, it's okay. I, I just, I, but yeah, I mean, you're right though. I mean, if it was such a big deal, you know, um, well, honestly, he's such a fucking pushover that, you know, why, okay, you know, Joffrey, you know, he listened to his obnoxious little fucking brat of a son and did a senseless thing in defense of his little monster is what he did. And he did it at the behest of his evil wife. In fairness to Rob, the king doesn't carry out executions. He has underlings to do that crap. I, Kenny, do we have money in the budget for me to get some underlings? Mm, no. I mean, you go I buy yourself get, some underpants with your own I money. Can, I can't get minions because then I'd have to join the Guild of Calamitous Intent. And, uh, you know. Ah, okay. Continue. Right, so so where get... were we? Uh, there's an uh, there's an assassination attempt on Bran because obviously they don't want him they don't want him telling people he saw the queen and her brother doing the do. And the dagger there was pretty important too, yes, right? Because dagger. it was belonged to Littlefinger, right? Yes. All right. So another that was thing. I'm oh, sorry. Planted somehow. Or it was given to somebody later as a plant. Tyrion, that's right. That is correct. They tried. Oh to, yeah. They tried to pin on Tyrion. All right. So now we got through the Stark, Stark Baratheon thing, but we should mention that as this stuff happens in the other continent, Essos, we are we see we start to see what's going on with the last of the Targaryens, who were the previously ruling dynasty, and basically. Um, Viserys sells his sister to a bunch of Mongolian analogs, the uh, Dothraki, for their in exchange for their and he, army. And he touched uh, her boot, which was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Not if you're not if you're a Targaryen. Yeah, it still was wrong. Well, uh, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. You, the Dothraki are a well, yeah, they were. They're, they're a culture. Oh, yeah. They're, look, the, all you need to know about them is they were inspired Horse by... Horse for Mon- dinner again! Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they were inspired by the Mongols, who were... Barbarian the- rapies. Yep. Yeah. You, know, you gotta give it to Genghis Khan. He had a pretty badass army. Hell, and a, and a lot of people, even in the eastern and western areas, can claim lineage to him. He spread his seed that much. I forget the numbers. At twenty five percent, I didn't need yeah. that mental image in my head, Michelle. But thank okay. you. He was a rapey barbarian. That's all I can uh, say. Yeah. All right. Uh, so where were we? Anyway, so in exchange for for uh, Cal Drogo's armies, Cal Drogo gets Daenerys. Uh, early on, you know, she just kind of puts up with it. And then she, you know, she starts to learn the language, so she can talk to her new husband. And they actually kind of start to develop a relationship. She didn't really put up with it. She suffered it. Well, there was a thing where she learned how to win Drogo's right. affection. Yeah, but beforehand, before she, she was, was just suffering. a piece of meat. Yeah, she was just something for him, a prize, a, a trophy wife, if you will. And yeah. then she learned, you know. I forget, it was one of the servants that said, look, Droko could have had any Dothraki woman he wanted. He wants something different. That's why he chose you. And da- Daenerys gave him something different and won him over. 
Yes. Because oh, Dothraki yeah. sex is very doggyish. I'll just yes. say that. Uh, and she gave him something different. Yes, you're right. All right. So anyway, so this is all getting set up over there. I mean, for the first few episodes, it's just it's just kind of in Essos getting set up for Daenerys' future invasion of Westeros. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's rape, whores, uh, incest, and I can see where people got turned off, but yes. it, gets, it gets a lot better. Alright, so, then they get to uh, King's Landing, and we see start to see, you know, we the, the cast kind of balloons, so we, we meet Littlefinger, Peter Baelish, a.k.a. B- Peter Baelish, who is, um, what's his role? I know he's basically the finance minister. What do they call it? Master, yeah. Master of the he's coin? guy in charge of the Master purse. of coin? Master yeah. of coin. Yeah. We meet uh, the spy master. Viserys? Veneris? Viserys. Varys. No, no, that's the brother. Oh, Varys. 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 Yeah, you're right. Uh, so we're, Love we're, that we're, guy. <laughs> we're learning about kind of how this government works. And again, we're starting to kind of see that while the out, it's like it's kind of like a a car, you know. The the outside looks nice, but under the under the hood, you know, things are not that great. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, the only reason why the kingdom is able to function is because uh, Robert has access to the Lannisters' gold stores. You know, because Casterly Rock Ooh. is full of gold, apparently. Uh, yeah, they are funding, yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, Ned starts to poke around to try and figure out what happened to John Aaron, the man who raised him and Robert. And, uh, he, it gets him on the trail of who the true parents of the princes and princess are. And this is lesson two of the first season of Game of Thrones. You don't want to learn any secrets, folks. Trust <laughs> me, it's not going to end well for you. And uh, Ned puts two and two together, confront and makes the biggest mistake of his life that won't be much longer. And confronts Cersei about it and says, "I'm going to give you a chance to get to get out of here before I tell Robert the truth." And Cersei responds with, the, "You know, because Lena Hetty, of course, British actress, stiff upper lip. She arranges for her husband Robert to have an unfortunate hunting accident." And so uh, Robert has Ned make out his will, and Ned does do one questionable thing. And that is, he changes the will from, to, from you know, to from like uh, what was it, um, my child to my heir or something like that. He basically mm-hmm. he basically didn't want Joffrey on the throne. Yeah. I mean, what would have tipped him off? The whole wool, you know, the whole Joffrey went psycho over a game, <laughs> you know, and forced him to kill a wolf thing. Uh, but anyway. Uh, and, uh, Ned tries to leave, and of course, uh, Littlefinger betrays him, and, uh, he's locked up. 
Um, his his children are being held hostages. Uh, um, by... no, Arya does not get captured. Right, right. She gets away, but Sansa is basically barely. And she uh, barely gets away. Barely, and basically, uh, Joffrey offers Ned the chance to take the black. Oh, and by the way, I should mention Jon Snow has decided to take the black, which means he's going to go do. He's basically going to spend the rest of his life at the Wall, which is what keeps the White Walkers from coming into Winterfell and the rest of Westeros. Kind of important thing for me to gloss over. I'm sorry. Hi, Kitty. <laughs> um, so, basically, Ned is offered the opportunity to take the black. He says yes. And uh, Joffrey, at the last minute, says, nope, I want his head. And Sean Bean dies yet again. That sucked. Shall yes. we talk about the aftermath after the break? Yes. Excellent. So, I mean... Uh, you, so, I mean, and like I said, that's kind of the cliff notes. But again, the two big takeaways from the season are... You don't want to learn any secrets. You don't mess with, or mess with Jim. No, I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. Uh, and... But, uh, and you, being honorable gets you nowhere. But you don't want to pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger either. No, you don't. No, 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 no. And don't tug on Superman's cape or he will fry your brain out with his heck, heat vision. Heck yeah. Because Superman hates his cape being tugged on, especially when children do it. He will murder children if you tug on his cape. Sorry, that line never made well, sense to me. Yeah, no, well, not really, but yeah. Well, he's an American <laughs> icon. The point is you don't mess with an American icons. Um, yeah. I, I get it. I, but I, I'm just taking it very literal. And the Lone Ranger will shoot you in the face with, with a silver, silver bullet. bullet. Yes. All right. So when we go, we'll talk about the fallout from this and season two where things start to heat up. With more murder and mayhem. Yay. <coughs> Excuse me. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. What an ass. He was grinning like an idiot the entire time. What's wrong with that guy? Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
This is Adam Hebert of Mike Check Radio and Midnight Sun, and you're listening to Indie Media Weekly Radio. What? I said you're listening to Indie Media Weekly Radio. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hi, I'm Tim Coromall, host of The Tim Coromall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. It's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. All right, and we're back. I'll be quick. Join me as always on the port seat list for Miles Michelle Lagan. We're here. Hey. And out of Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Kenny Pick. Horse for dinner again. There you go. All right, so... Come yes. on, that's funny. Waka, waka. All right, where were we? Ned got his head cut off. Yes. So... And not Miles suggested discussing the aftermath of that. And also, we should talk about what went on with Daenerys, too, because her character kind of came full circle by the end, and her brother uh, got his crown he was looking for, right? Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So so the repercussions, basically, uh, it basically sets off a war for the crown, for the Iron Throne. Um, because, of course, there's the, the Lannisters who want to keep Joffrey on the throne because... 
family pride or whatever. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Lannisters did kind of get screwed by a um by the Mad King. Um especially Tywin. Uh and of course, uh Robert's brothers uh both claim the throne. Stannis is because because he's older. And Renly is because he can actually, you know, put together a functioning government and make alliances. He he can actually play the Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um and basically the North doesn't literally split off, but the you know, there's like no we're 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 not we're not gonna t- you know acknowledge the in you know the child born of en- incest. Oh and by the way, he killed our guy So Rob goes to war, not necessarily because he wants the Iron Throne, but because, you know, for on again, fighting for honor, folks, does not get you anywhere. Alright. Daenerys. Does anyone else want to add anything to that before we go to Daenerys? No. Any objections to how I put that? No? No. Okay, go good. Ahead. So, in, in Essos, okay, Daenerys and Cal Drogo have, be, have made an act, have started an actual relationship. They're actually in love. Well, they're working on it. Yes. Um, no, she. I think she does start to come around to love eventually. Him. Yes, okay. but it's still a, a marriage born in rape, and it's uh, yeah, ugly. Yeah. All right. So, uh, uh, Viserys does something. I don't remember what to piss off Cal Drogo. And Cal Drogo's super adult response is to dump gold on his head. He threatened Daenerys. Ah, thank you. And you know, her brother always wanted that crown of gold, and Drogo gave it to him. Says, "I want my army and I want my crown." And Drogo said, "Okay." <laughs> okay. Then once Daenerys got pulled away from him, it was over. All right. So Daenerys eventually finds out she's pregnant. Cal Drogo. Uh, and uh, gets uh, some sort of blood poisoning, if I'm not mistaken. He got challenged by an underling because he, the underling was displeased with Daenerys's influence on the Dothraki people. Did, and did we, so there was a duel, and uh, Drogo got injured mortally by infection. Yes, but we sure. also we also coded over the fact that. Daenerys held the dragon eggs that yes, were Daenerys. a wedding gift. They were a gift. Yeah. Yes, Daener- Daenerys <laughs> was da- bless you. Daenerys was sent um, with three, three dragon, dragon eggs. eggs. Now, by this point in Westeros history, um, dragons were extinct. Yes, thank you. They were basically extinct. Dragons were basically the reason why the Targaryens were able to conquer Westeros. They had the mythical equivalent of the A-bomb. A-10 Warthog, but yeah, A-bomb works. Yeah. What 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 about Warthog? More like an A-10 Warthog. Something that could destroy ground troops, considering they had no air support. Yeah. Yeah. Ground support. Yeah. Okay, They're, I'm sorry. I'm stupid about military yeah. hardware. No, it's okay. <laughs> Here's but, the AUG-8 Avenger 30mm gap. All right. Gap, gap. Yes, okay. all right. 
basically right. flying flying flamethrowers that were impervious to ground assault. There you go. Yeah. Or at least theoretically impervious to ground assault. You know, they did go extinct. Yeah, but they found something, and then that was lost in records until it was found again. Uh, continue. Anyway, so she try Daenerys tries to get Caldrogo healed, but the person who does it ends up using the life force of her fetus. They both die. Daenerys puts herself on Caldrogo's funeral pyre with the eggs, and poof, the eggs hatch, and Daenerys emerges completely naked, but unharmed. Correct. Because she has true Trigarian blood in her. Is there anything else important we're missing from season one? I think that's it. Alright, good. Season two. Anyone want to, uh... No, no one. You're doing great. Anyone want to what? Uh, help or start the ball rolling? Uh, you know. okay. uh yeah. Uh, all, all right, right. So, so, uh, so okay. I'll, I'll, I, okay. So, as I mentioned before, uh, Robert Baratheon's brothers show up to uh, claim the throne again. Stannis says, um, Stannis says, you know, Joffrey, my, my nephew, he, I, apparently he doesn't know about his nephew being an evil bastard in, in the, in the literal and figurative sense. Um, and he says, no, Joffrey can't have the throne. And since I am Robert's, um, older, you know, I'm Robert's younger brother, but I'm the older of the two survivors. I have the strongest claim. Renly says, no, I have the strongest claim because people actually like me. Yeah. And so, meanwhile, Rob Stark is leading the armies of Winterfell, including their bannermen. Bannermen are going to be important, folks. Uh, against the Lannisters, and he's actually doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um... And Rob, uh, eventually Rob captures Jamie Lannister, holds him prisoner, and then he realizes we need more help, so he sends Theon Greyjoy to talk to his dad and see if maybe the Iron Islands will, will help them out. And meanwhile... And he feels his sister's boobs. No, he puts his hands down his sister's pants. Theon. In case you forgot about the incest angle, folks. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, um, I Kingsman, think, in fairness, Theon didn't actually realize it was his sister. I know, but he should have. But should have. But should have not been she so also, grabby. She also proves later that she has more balls than he does. Hmm. Well, really, a castration yeah. joke. No. In, in fairness, she is a badass. She is. And All I right, love anyway. her to death. Anyway, uh, anyway in, 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 in King's Landing, Tyrion, look at this. Tyrion, for once, is actually getting a reward for the fact that he's the most competent person. He becomes the Hand of the King, even though his sister, Cersei, doesn't like it. Now, I will say this. One thing, we asked the question, what, you know, between two characters, you know, what characters do we want to see interact more? 
I really enjoy Tyrion's interactions with his siblings because we see, I mean, Jamie, for all his issues, as Sigmund Freud might say, has always treated Tyrion decently. Agreed. And Cersei yes. just has this hatred for Tyrion, and so does Tywin. And the I irony in this is, of all the Lannister children, the one most like the old man is Tyrion. Mm-hmm. I don't. Not, not so much. No, not so much. Actually, Tyrion doesn't really. He doesn't have that that grab power for all it's worth. Tyrion is actually somewhat of a um, an even soul. Yeah, he's a well, pragmatist. Yes. I mean, I think a lot of Tywin's actions are just because, again, he kind of got really screwed over by Aegon, the Mad King. Well, that, then he's also a fascist douche. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Look, we, I, I, we are I don't an think honest Tywin, program. I, I, I just don't think Tywin hates Tyrion on a level that Cersei does. No. I think Tyrion's take on it is correct. The, for, in the first season, he considers... All you know, all dwarves cons uh, fathers consider their dwarf sons bastards, mm -hmm. or something to that effect. Right, because you know he's he's a he's a um, a mirror of his manhood. It it wasn't it wasn't a visceral hatred like yeah. Cersei had. It was more of a family kind of uh, you know. or the fact that I I, I birthed this in an embarrassment. Um, yeah, an embarrassment. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of the issue that Tywin has with Tyrion is that it was Tyrion's birth that killed his wife. And I also yeah. think Tyrion's smarter than Tywin. Well, yes. Look, and, so. and I've said this before. I, you know, anyone who's listened to this program, who has been in this program, has said will will be able to tell you. I have said consistently the almost the entire run that I think that no matter what happens at the end, Tyrion is going to be the hand of the king because the kingdom is going to need a good administrator to stitch everything back together, and that's Tyrion. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I, I think like. He was misused a lot, you know, like people, oh, oh, Tywin says he's smart so he could be a military commander. And, no, he's he, he may be great at making the alliances and, and administering government. That doesn't mean he's qualified to run. I mean, don't get me wrong, he had yeah. some successes. But, but being a smart civil servant, which is what the Hand of the King is basically supposedly supposed to be, and being a good general, don't, you know, don't always have the same qualities. So, anyway... Okay. Well, there are yeah. some important plot points that we need to talk about real quick because yes. Rob was moving towards why was Rob Stark uh, fighting and getting the Bannerman together and and moving towards uh, King's Landing because he was trying to get his sisters back. Yes. Correct. Because they thought Sansa and they didn't oh, know yeah. uh, they they thought Arya was was captured. Um. And uh, and also, Caitlin is uh, seeking out uh, an alliance with Renly. Yes. Uh, uh, and then by the second episode, we get the introduction of a very, very extremely important character. No, third episode. Third episode. Um, and that's Brienne of Tarth. Oh, yes. So, uh, but, you know, there's... Um, but, yeah, so, but it... It's but a little the, too the much to episode, put in all yeah. this little bit of a two hours, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, okay, I get it. I should have asked political talk. I'm sorry. Mm. It's okay. So, uh, but yeah, so she, she tries to negotiate, uh, Caitlin tries to negotiate an alliance, um, 
and then she sees Brienne of Tarth, and uh, and of course this is where Marjorie was introduced because Renly recently married Marjorie. Yes. Uh, this is also where Daenerys is. He, she, and her people are dying in the Red Waste after it looks like oh shit she has dragons that's awesome, and then you know <laughs> right ahead find a city. Uh, guy comes back and he's just a head in a bag. Um, you know, so, uh, what, what was that? Was that, was that Essos? Uh, Okay. Essos is the, that's the country, but she sends out riders, uh, to conduct, uh, reconnaissance. And then one comes back with a head and head in a pouch. Uh, But where was that? Where did he ride to? I don't, was it ever explained? I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah. So it, it, and then uh, Caitlin's also also tries to get the Baratheon brothers to stop fighting amongst themselves and gang up against the Lannisters. Um, and uh, let me see. Oh, and Jamie gets captured by uh, Rob by Rob Stark, and then they try and negotiate uh, a trade. We'll give you Jamie if you give us, um, if you Sansa give us Sansa and Arya. and Arya, yeah, and um, and then that goes south when uh, basically what happened? There was a cousin. Uh, uh, he was locked. They locked him up in this muddy cage with a cousin, with a, a Lannister cousin or something. And Jamie, like fucking, you know, had yep. this little conversation with him, and then just beat the guy to death. Yep. Um, and. Uh, why was that? Why did he beat him to death? What From what was I it? What recall, was just... it was like you know, it, this isn't personal, but they only need one uh, Lannister to send the message. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, because they would have sent the lesser Lannister for sure. Yep. So, and then Caitlin released uh, Jamie to try and make it an offer of goodwill to save Sansa and Arya. Um, and that, oh man, that pissed off Rob Stark. And, uh, the, yeah. So, uh, and this once is also again, the seas. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go we're ahead. also learning no, that being noble and doing the right thing gets you nowhere in this series. Yeah. Because what, is, and, um, what does Caitlin get for releasing mm-hmm. Ra or no, releasing Jamie? Nothing. Yeah. Uh, Daenerys and her desperation of a mother trying to get her children back at him. Yeah, Daenerys and her motley crew uh, arrive in uh, Karth and meets the Council of the Thirteen, and uh, they get to go into the city. That goes well. (laughs) Uh, uh, But uh, but yeah, um, uh, but anyway, that's up to season. uh, episode five. I'm kind of just running, running over stuff. Um, oh, Tyrion learns. Uh, they they learn about wildfire uh, in this episode, and Tyrion yes. takes control of the uh, control of all of it. Yes, and of and course, wildfire no, is kind of green. Too, uh, let's not forget too where uh, Jon Snow in the um, in the uh, the Night's Watch. Um, they uh, they go beyond the wall and find a shelter with Craster and his daughters slash wives. 
And this starts to the, and throughout the this it it um we're we're getting a little bit more White Walker stuff, you know. Yes, and Sam Tarwell, I think, is the first and only person to kill a White Walker. Sam Tarley, yeah, Tarley, yeah, until um, John Snow does it, and that's where he meets the love of his life, Gilly, as well. Um. Oh, and oh, yeah, yeah. And Tyrion basically, uh, um, uh, that's when he sent away, um, Marcella. Uh, and that pissed off Cersei bigly. That whole thing didn't end well either. No, it did not. Uh, but we yeah. won't find that out for about four more, five, three more seasons. Um, so what else happens? Uh, the Red Priestess Melisandre has Renly assassinated through dark yes. magic. Isn't she awesome? You hate her See, guts. Oh, man. As far as bad guys go, oh. She pooped out a shadow demon. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it wasn't, um, like, wasn't pooping. So, <laughs> yeah, well, yes. But the, the thing is, again, the reason why... Renly feels he has a stronger claim on the throne is, again, may I remind you, people actually like him. Yeah. Stannis, is, and the reason why Robert put Stannis in Dragonstone, which was once the Targaryen Seat of Power, which is where, it's where the Targaryens originally landed in Westeros, is mm-hmm. he just did not want his brother near him. He did not like Stannis. Yeah. Because Stannis was just well, I- a dour person. Oh, he was. He he he's, he he was not not good. And let's also uh, not forget that this is what that that assassination is what sent Brienne on the run and ended and she ended up pledging her allegiance to Caitlyn Stark. Uh, and uh, because it you know that he was killed, uh, and then they were they were basically like, yeah, you're going to get blamed for this, uh, the uh, Brienne because she was there. When the shadow demon came in and stabbed him in the back, yes. So, and Caitlyn would, would have been implicated as well. Yeah, and let's not also forget. Oh my God, there's so much that uh, Renly was actually in love with uh, his wife's brother, who was uh, a, a, actually he was the one who was fighting Brienne and got his kind of ass handed to him. What was his name? It's the guy who played uh, Iron Fist. Um, uh, O'Baron Martell, I think? No. Tyrell. Now, uh, no, no, no. The blonde, curly hair. Finn Jones. Yeah, Finn yes. Jones, but the, the, the brother the brother of uh, what's her name? Um, God. Overload. Um... Anyway, go ahead. Just somebody else pick it up. I'll try and figure out the name here. Anyone have anything before we go on? Nope, it's covered pretty well. All right, so Stannis Baratheon attacks King's Landing, and basically Tyrion hands his lunch to him using the wildfire. So Stannis, I mean, again, again, Stannis may be great when it comes to military stuff, but like again, the point is. There's a reason why he's not liked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he didn't know shit about wildfire either. That was like the one of the best kept secrets. 
Uh, that was also where Tyrion was forced out into combat, too. Yes. Uh, w- w- during that, uh, Joffrey ran like a little weasel. Um, Tyrion took an axe blow to the face. Uh, survived. Tyrion, it was an attempted assassination on Tyrion by self friendly fire. Probably. Oh, that's right. That's probably right. orchestrated by Cersei. Yeah. She's the Almost she's suspect number one. Yeah, because it was the it was the the Kingsguard who. Uh, yep. One, one, one of the, of the main guys. Yep. And, and he got um, backstabbed. Oh yeah, so and they so the, we we pretty much thought he was going to be dead, um, and uh, okay, yeah, oh, and and Joffrey decides to not marry Sansa, to marry Marjorie. Yes, and then that's Marjorie, when they, who you were thinking of the the sister Marjorie. Of- yeah, Marjorie's brother is who I'm trying to remember his name. Um, oh. Okay. Who was in love with Renly, um, and I don't know. It, it's kind of a, mi- a minor point, unfortunately. It's alright. Um, but uh, but I thought that was I, I again two characters I, I thought were great, and I was like, yeah, more of the, these guys. These guys are great. Man, I really like them. They're going to be around for fuck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. And, uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm trying to look, uh, yeah, Daenerys' dragons are are captured in Karth, um, and then, uh, that was right before the King's Landing, uh, battle, um, uh, let me see, oh yeah, and Cersei was gonna do, she thought that they were all gonna die. So she like had a whole little family, you know, uh, Jonestown thing set up. Uh, uh, like where they were going to do commit suicide uh, before. Well, you know, to to be fair, she was doing that to protect her and her family. Uh, so you know, basically, they weren't, you know, raped and beaten by you know the the Baratheon hordes. So because that would have happened, um, and. Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, so Cersei almost totally poisoned Tommen. Um, and then, uh, let me see. Then that that's pretty much it. That's pretty much... Uh, but then, you know, um, we've got more of the White Walkers uh, that happened towards the end. And then, of course... Uh, oh, and, and Tyrion and Shay. Tyrion is scared for Shay. And uh, because uh, Tywin replaced him as the Hand, and uh, Bronn, of course, got relief from his command. Um, and of course, Melisandre is still whispering into Stannis's ear that he's the, you know, whatever the the weapon of the Lord whatever, of Light. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, chosen by the Lord of Light or whatever. Um, uh, and Brienne and Jamie are caught by Stark soldiers. They're spotted by Stark soldiers, not caught, and she kills them. I'm sorry, I'm cribbing from Wikipedia. It's fine. Um, and, uh, 
Yeah, Caitlin. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, and Caitlin tries to talk Rob out from marrying uh, the what was her name, Talisa? Yes, the nurse. And, and yeah, and uh, because that was such a good idea, Rob. You don't marry for love in Westeros. You no. Fool. Uh, <laughs> um. And uh, let me see. And then let me see. Uh, what do we got? And then Arya escaped Heron Hall with Hot Pie and Gendry. And uh, she got uh, the, the coin from Hagar. And then that, that's where he changed his face. Yeah, that whole Arya subplot, too. Where she was like, you know, calling, um, calling, a, you know, the the guy from Hagar or whatever, the, you know, the faceless man, whatever. Um, I don't know what his, what the hell his name is. This man but is yeah, no so one. She, yeah, she kept calling on him for favors, and well, you know, he gave her up. three favors. Yeah, yeah, he gave. He basically gave for her three. Free, yeah, he basically gave her three free kills. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so, and that's important down the road too, but not for a while because he kind of wanders off and then, um, and then, uh, it says, uh, and also the white walkers, um, make their presence known too. an array of white walkers surrounds the fist of the first men. Uh, well, I don't know what that means. The fist of the first one? What the fuck is that? Alright, well, 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 we've, well, so does that pretty much uh, get us through season two? That's pretty much it. There's a, we touched on a, a little bit of every episode. Alright, so season three next. Like I said, and I will say, uh, you know, if we're, if we're a little short, we may go into a little overtime. We'll see, we'll see what happens. But again, so far, what have we learned? You don't want to learn secrets, and be, doing the honorable thing gets you nowhere. <laughs> you don't marry for love and horse for, love. for dinner again. Yeah. All right, so that's four things. <laughs> horse for dinner again. Don't marry for love. Don't learn secrets, and doing the honorable thing gets you absolutely nothing. Are there any other lessons for the series up to this point that we need to mark down in our our little notebooks? It's okay to um, have sex with your brother if your king is blind. Yeah. Feeling up, feeling down your your siblings. Oh, yep. it's it's Come horrible. On. Oh my god. Stop that! Stop that! <laughs> it sounds like it should have a Monty Python byline, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't All touch right. the dizzy bits. <laughs> Don't touch her wobbly bits. Uh, <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go. We come back. We're gonna we're gonna cover uh, season uh, uh, what comes after two, three. Three. There we go. <laughs> I can't even count. Okay, Rick Perry. <laughs> Oops. All right, so yeah, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Living proof that you don't have to be crazy to host this show, but it helps. 
Mic Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. You might not have my name, but you have my blood. The things I do for love. Crown for King. Sir Illin, bring me his head. The night is dark and full of terror. A very small man can cast a very large shadow. You know nothing, Jon Snow. There's our brave men knocking at our door. Let's go kill them! You lost this war. The day you married her. There's horror that's come to my family. It's all because I couldn't love a motherless child. Valar Mugulis. Yes. All men must die. But we are not men. The Lannisters send their regards. Plenty worse than me. I just understand the way things are. How many stars they got to behead before you figure it out? Winter is coming. We know what's coming with it. We can't face it alone. Have you ever heard baby dragons singing? No. It's hard to be a cynic after I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. I've been worrying about John for years. He always comes back. Shame! For the watch. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. I did what I thought was right. Let's say I threatened to hit you unless you shut your mouth, but you kept talking. What do you think I'd do? I don't give a rap. The real war isn't between a few squabbling houses. It's between the living and the dead. And make no mistake, my lady, the dead are coming. You're in the great game now, and the great game is terrifying. You freed me from the monsters who murdered my family. And you gave me to other monsters who murdered my family. My name is Arya Stark. I want you to know that the last thing you're ever going to see is a Stark smiling down at you as you die. The North remembers. We know no king, but the king in the North whose name is Stark. I don't care if he's a bastard. Ned Stark's blood runs through his veins. He's my king from this day until his last day. You think this has a happy ending? You haven't been paying attention. And now, on with the show. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't 
take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. All right, and we're back. Join me as always out of Port St. Lucie, Florida. Miles and Michelle are gone. Hey! Rugs and kisses! <laughs> I'm here. And out of Clevesburg, Ohio, Mr. Kenny Pick. Yes, sir. All right, on to season... Th- is there anything from season two that we need to cover before we go to season three? Yeah, I, I looked up what the the fist of the first men was, and that that was actually the... There, there's a mountain um, or stone formation called the fist of the first men. That's where, in the end of season two, that's where the big march of the White Walkers came by, and you saw Sam, uh, what, hiding behind a rock playing dead? And uh, they uh, all basically walk past him, right? Pretty much. And and that was and and shit. Where is that? How is that the ending of that? Is that what that was? Yep. Because I I guess I I, I they they forged forward north right after staying with um, Craster. What Craster was that his name? Yes. Yeah, it, so they they kept going north. Oh, I don't even remember how that panned out. So anyway, there, there's a lot of shit. Go ahead. That's all, all right. I got. All right. So season three, this is where shit gets really fucked up. <laughs> and we and we get to add another lesson to our our list of lessons from Game of Thrones. So oh, so many lessons. Uh huh. All right, so Davos, who is basically when Stannis, if I don't even know how to put it, look, guys, Stannis doesn't make it. Let's just bottom line that right now. Davos Seaworth is supposed to be Stannis's hand of the king when if he takes over, uh, and he survives the Battle of Blackwater, and he decides to try and kill Melisandre in order to you know get her to stop manipulating Stannis because you know who knows why she's doing that. Uh, Marjorie Tyrell is, uh, in the process of getting ready to be married to Joffrey, and, uh, we start to see that Joffrey is, uh, a bit more <coughs> fucked up than we thought when he decides, oh, uh, so fucked up. he wants to see his bride-to-be kill something with his nice new crossbow. Mm. That is yeah. a nice crossbow. Oh, yes. Very I, I, nice. I prefer longbows to crossbows, but, uh, you know, there's just an art to actual archery. Yes. Uh, and the some of the... the, the Tarly and Mormont uh, survived the White Walkers' attack and pledged to return to the Wall to warn the Seven Kingdoms. Jon Snow is brought before, brought before a raider. Uh, the king beyond the wall and pledges his loyalty to the wildlings. Uh, a scarred Tyrion tries to get uh, Casterly Rock uh, from Tywin, who promises other things instead. And you already m- talked about Marjorie and Melisandre. 
And in Essos, Daenerys arrives in the city of Astapor to buy an army of brutally trained slave soldiers, the Unsullied. And the warlocks of Karth attempt to assassinate her. Remember that weird little bug? And she's saved by Selmy, the former Kingsguard commander who pledges his loyalty. Yes. All right. Uh, so... I'm just trying to think what else. Uh, so in King's Landing, Tywin is starting to kind of move his pieces around. He arranges it. He basically, he's making uh, Peter uh, Littlefinger legit by marrying him to John Aaron's wife, uh, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he makes Tyrion master the coin to replace uh, Littlefinger. Um, and and you mentioned the the Unsullied, but we start to kind of see Daenerys go a little dark in this when she basically double play, you know, backstabs them, saying, "Yeah, you can have one of my dragons," and then orders the dragon to kill them all. I oh, don't yeah. call that dark. I call that strategic. Mm-hmm. That was that was. I mean, you're talking about when you say going dark, she's killing slavers. Well, but at the yeah. same time, a queen or queen to be shouldn't be backstabbing people. You know that that's what Cersei Why not? would do. Because that's what Cersei uh, would do, and Cersei's the bad guy. Another another important thing uh, that I left uh, that forgot to mention uh, from season two is when Jamie's released, he's being escorted by Brienne of Tarth. And this is the story of of her, uh, you know, it, you know, escorting Jamie across the Riverlands to King's Landing. Um, he tries to fight her, uh, which uh, is interrupted by Bolton soldiers. This is where we start getting a little taste of the Boltons. Yes, bunch of sick and, bastards like the Flay people. And of course, Winterfell uh, got sacked. It, it, that was by um, Theon. Theon and uh, uh, Rob uh, diverts his attention from the war against the Lannisters to attend to Caitlin's father's funeral in River Run, uh, angering Karstark, who seeks vengeance for his sons who were killed by the Lannisters. Arya, Gendry, and Hot Pie also make uh, make for River Run, but are waylaid by a rebel group, the Brotherhood Without Banners, and are taken to an inn where captured where the captured Clegane. Uh, reveals Arya's identity. Uh, Marjorie and her grandmother, Elena, uh, the Queen of Thorns, convince Sansa to tell them about Joffrey's flawed character. Theon is tortured by unknown captors. Um, and Bran, Rickon, Osha, and Hodor encounter the siblings Jojen and Mira, uh, children of the Stark bannerman Howland. Uh, Jojen, who has been sharing Bran's strange dreams, tells him he's a warg able to enter the minds of animals um so yeah in in this uh the the sacking of of winterfell is important too because uh theon uh they he was uh, he was pressured to kill the uh bran and um oh what's the youngest stark jet uh, no um Rickon. i just said his name yeah and and so they can't they escape they couldn't find him so he went and he just got two two villager boys and burned their corpses and hung them up and so it was believed that he he you know slaughtered the the two youngest Starks. Right. Well, it's two youngest Stark boys. Okay. Yeah. So uh, as as Brienne and Jamie are making their way back to King's Landing, 
Uh, Jenny makes a mistake and loses his sword hand. Yeah. Um, he does. That was brutal. Yeah, yeah he, was. He, he pressed his luck and he hit a whammy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tywin Lannister is planning to uh, wed Tyrion to Sansa. And the thing is that, again, what we see in these scenes between him and Sansa leading up to and after the marriage is that Tyr- of all the Lannisters, Tyrion is the most human, and he actually shows Sansa a fair degree of compassion for her situation. He realizes he realizes she's got you know she's been dealt a bad hand that her father shouldn't have been executed like that that his nephew is a fucked up psychopath, and so. Mm-hmm. You know he's he treats her well for for her situation. Of yeah. course, it would, it would be better if she weren't a captive, but uh, you know uh, you can't always get what you want. Um. Yeah, and uh, also the the um, uh, the the cr- shit goes bad at Craster's keep as well. Uh, <laughs> The surviving Night's Watchmen from the, you know, uh, they're, they're, they show up and they come into conflict with him. And basically, Craster and Mormont. Um, what's what's Mormont's first name? It's. Um, Jorah. Jorah. No, Jorah, Jorah is uh, Daenerys' uh, buddy. Uh, Jorah's dad is. Um, ah, Ron Mormont. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Um. Uh, oh, okay. There's. Sorry, I'm just trying to. It doesn't matter. Uh, G- Gior. It's Gior Mormont. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so Gior is killed, and then that's when Sam makes a run for it with Jilly, and um, and Jilly Jilly gives birth or Gilly gives birth to a son. Who she she named Sam Junior, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, they're basically and, passing um, off as Samsung. Yeah, Samsung. Samsung. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, and of course, Theon keeps getting fucked with. He gets freed uh, and runs off. And then, of course, it, you know the unknown man who comes to save him uh, is actually his tormentor and captor. Um, uh, the the hell's his name? Um, it's a Ramsey. It's a he's named Ram, Ram, Snow, but Ramsey a, Bolton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. He's a eventually. Bolton. Yeah, he tries to become a Bolton, but well, he's he a bastard. Be, he becomes. He get, does get legitimized eventually. He does. Oh, that's right. That's so right. He, get, he gets so, the Bolton just training. in time. Just in time. Just in time to <laughs> to, to to be dog to doggy dinner. Um. So, all right. All right. Spoiler. So during this time, uh. I, after um, he, while Jamie's with Brienne, he tells her because one of the thing, one of the reasons why uh, Jamie is kind of on the rocks, you know, is because he's the one who killed the Mad King, mm-hmm. and no one knows why he did it. He's kept, you know, he's kept that secret to himself, and people just assume, eh, he just felt like doing it. And it turns out, and he tells her, look, he he was about to do something really bad, and the only way to stop it was to kill him. So again, we're starting to see inklings of of 
Jamie actually being a, a decent human being. And it, it basically, a lot of his issues are, one, his sister, and two, that he's still dealing with this thing that he did to save so many people that people damn him over. Because he's... The thing with his sister is screwed up, but other than that, Jamie's actually a very noble knight. He mm. he stands up for what's right. Well, yes. Well, and yes. killing the Mad King was, you know... That's what I'm saying, but though, I think a lot of, uh, some of his issue might be he's just dealing with the stress of people hating mm -hmm. him for what he did, but because mm -hmm. they don't know the truth of why he did it, and he finally tells Bran, look, he was going to do, do this horrible thing, and the only way to stop it was to kill him, and so I did it, and I, you know, so, you know, he, that's why he's called the Kingslayer, and so I think, yeah. like I said, I think, like, I, I think that he, he is suffering from PTSD to some extent. And, oh, and, and, and another thing, and CTSD, another, current stress, dis yeah. current traumatic stress disorder. An another quick thing to mention too is the reason why um, uh, Sansa ended up being married to Tyrion was because the Tyrells were trying to to marry Sansa off to Loras. Loras is Marjorie's brother. That's the name I couldn't remember. Who who is okay. gay? But um, you know, the, but they were you know the the you know. Tyrells were were trying to intervene there, um, and uh, so that was why that happened. Um, th this is also where the the um, Beric Dondarrion we see his uh, uh, resurrection powers by the yes. Lord of Light, um, yes. and uh, Gendry. This is where Gendry decides to stay with the the Brotherhood, uh, and uh, Thoros and Dondarrion plan uh, to ransom Arya and Rob, or Arya to Rob. I'm sorry. Um, and then, um, wait. After being delivered to Bolton, Jamie confesses to Brienne why he killed Aerys. Oh, okay, yeah. So we get the full explanation of of why he killed Aerys Targaryen, and um, Rob kills Carstark. Uh, after the the latter murders two the two captive Lannister boys, and uh, the Karstarks abandon Rob, and um, Rob plans to make a desperate uh, alliance with Walder Frey. <laughs> yeah, Jon Snow succumbs to, and Jon Snow gets it on with Egret, um, and he breaks his vows. And the Unsully select a warrior named Grey Worm as their leader on Daenerys's order. Yes. All right. So we're coming up towards the end of the season, and our next lesson to add to our our little notebook, and uh, that lesson is never go to a wedding because uh, Rob never never marry for true love. Never go to a wedding. Uh, so Rob's uh, Wall of Frey's like, oh, all right, I'll forgive you for screwing me over on this marriage bullshit. Come over to my place, we'll we'll celebrate the wedding. And Rob makes what is his biggest and most fatal and final mistake, which is saying, yeah, sure, I'm in. There gonna be booze. And so he, Caitlin, his pregnant wife, all uh, you know, and his and and a bunch of his soldiers go there. And what happens? The phrase kill everyone. So stabby. Yes, very stabby. So, um, yeah, now, thus, thus is coined the phrase the red wedding. Red wedding. 
Um, now, yep. I will say that this. That was the, the Reigns of Castamere was that episode, yes. right? Yes, and that is, this is, yes, the Reigns of Castamere. And I will say this, that even though, um, who was it that said, you know, the Lanners to send whatever? Was that, was that Walder? Uh, say it again. Who was it that said the Lannisters send their regards? Was that Walder? Uh, I think. I, oh, it was. If it wasn't Walder, uh, it was uh, Roos Bolton. Because well, Roos Bolton, that's where. Because Roos Bolton was sitting next to Caitlyn, and she saw that he was wearing armor underneath his clothes. Yep. He was wearing chainmail, and that was like the big tip off. But it was too little, too late. Yep. But I want to stress that uh, Tywin did not, like, sanction this. This is a big violation of guest rights, okay? And Tywin is a fascist douche, but he's not that big of a fascist douche. You know, there are some there are some bridges you don't cross. There are some bridges you don't burn. And this was one of them. So he, he kind of, you know, Roos kind of credits the Lannisters, but they didn't, the Lannisters did not know this is what Walder and the Boltons were planning. Well, uh, are you? I thought Tywin was the mastermind behind the the massacre, though. Because you know he rewarded he, he he gave the House Frey a seat a uh, seat of the the seat of River Run, and appoints uh, Bolton Warden of the North. Maybe I'm misunderstanding. I'll double check. Anyway, anything else for? Oh, 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 Anything else for season Theon three? Found, Theon, Theon found out he was surrendered by his men in return for safe passage from Winterfell. And his captor is Ramsay, Bol- Ramsay Bolton's bastard. Um, and uh, against Balon's wishes, Yara decides to rescue Theon. Uh, so that's like the big cliffhanger at the end where she's, you know, going out sailing ships uh, to, to rescue him. Uh, Arya and Sandor kill some Frey soldiers, mocking Rob's death. Um, arriving at the capital with Brienne, Jaime is reunited with Cersei. In the north, Tarly's party encounters Bran, uh, Brands and gives them the dragon glass weapons before arriving back at Castle Black, uh, where he and Maester Aemon send ravens to, to the Seven Kingdoms about the White Walkers. Uh, being hit several times, John still managed to escape uh, from Egret because, oh yeah, uh, yeah, she shoots him. That's right, mm-hmm. uh, and returns to Castle Black and Dragonstone. Uh, and Davos helps Gendry escape, while Stannis decides to head north and aid the Watch against the White Walker threat, forging the former, uh, forgiving the former, and keeping him. Um, in Essos, the freed slaves. Of Yunkai received Daenerys as their mother. Pizza, pizza, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, before we go to break, I wanna I wanna go back to the the uh, uh, mocking Rob Stark's death because again, this is to show the depths of depravity that the phrase and the the Boltons will go to because uh, you know again there are rules in this society. And you know you don't kill your guests at weddings. If you invite them in your house, you don't you don't back them. But you you don't mistreat a body like that. And what they had done is they had cut off Rob Stark's head and cut off his direwolf's head and put the direwolf's head on his body. Yeah. So again, uh, what, uh for, so to add another list, 
again, don't go to weddings. And again, the society does have rules, and the phrase and the Boltons have violated two of the big ones. Yeah, but the mm-hmm. rules are the rules are only as good as you will enforce them. Well, yes, yeah. but my point is, yeah. their uppance will come. Yeah, but they get away with it for a while. And another lesson to be learned from this is a don't be cruel to a heart that's true. <laughs> yes. Oh, so wrong. So, so, so wrong. And yet... Yay. Technically correct. The best kind of correct. Look at that. We, 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 we've, we're we we glossing over a bunch of shit, but, you know, we're... we're, we're getting, but we have uh, to. Getting our points <laughs> because covered. Because I'm we're, an we idiot. Season three. Next that's minute. true. This is true. I would never call I'm Adam kidding. an idiot. I'm calling myself an idiot. That though, okay, him that a works. Idiot. Okay. A idiot. No, I'm I'm just kidding. Well, I love you, buddy. I know. Go I, to break. I, I probably should have blinked on this one. We it, have but, to leave the politics behind sometimes, Adam. We really do. It's just. I, mean, I wish I could do this on <laughs> on turn nights. Well, but the thing is that you're going to be able to kind of do it on Turn Up Tonight next week, because next week, to discuss seasons five through seven, <coughs> and to go over theories, we're going to have Joe Santorsa. Oh, good. Can we play my jingle on bumpers? Uh, sure. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, I'm Can not going gonna... go to... Go to... I'm kidding. Go to break. Oh, well, yes. we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. When Ramses destroyed Syria, that was an accident. You are a catastrophe! Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are... From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Indie Media Weekly. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. This company's going to shoot straight to the top and stay there, like Cindy Lauper. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. All right, we're back. I, 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 thought, I thought I heard a yodeling pickle there for a moment. I think I must be mistaken. <laughs> I think you're hallucinating. You're, you're still experiencing PTSD from the Red Wedding. Anyway, join me as always out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Miles and Michelle Lagan. We're here. And of course, out of Cleveland, Ohio, Kenny Pick of the Yodeling Pickle. Uh, you guys should really try Horse Burger Helper uh, sometime if you're uh, getting sick of horse for dinner again. So. Alright. Season four. Horse, bur- horse Burger Helper. Come on. Actually, actually, Horace is a legitimate food source. It may suck. People may think it's gross, but they they eat it in France. So, hey. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I am as a former horse owner. Uh, well, my, my parent, I, I actually had my own pony. I bought my own pony as a kid. Um, $20. It hated me. Oh. I would have eaten that. I would have eaten that thing. Oh, yeah. They bite. Horses are so very biting. bitey creatures. Yep. Yeah. So this one kicked me off it a few times. But anyway, yes. Uh, season four. All right. So. Right off the bat, what do we have? We ha- we learned that uh, Jamie is being expelled from the King's Guard and sent to Castle Lock to rule. He- he's basically becoming Tywin's heir. Um, and he doesn't like Tywin the oversees the re Tywin uh, oversees the reforging of ice, the Stark ancestral sword, into two swords: one for Jamie, and um, you know who's trying to deal with the loss of his hand. And one for Joffrey, who names it Widow's Well. Fuck you, you little prick. Well, I <laughs> yes. mean, he is evil. Mm-hmm. All right. No, um, I, 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 don't, I don't think Joffrey's evil. I just think he's sick in the head. He's oh, so he's, inbred, yeah. he just... He's the product of incest, yeah. for sure. I, 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 <laughs> he's a psychopath I, I, beyond belief. I, I mean, I'm not... I'm not a, a propagator of incest, but that that said, scientifically speaking, it takes a long time for genetic damage from inbreeding to set in. So yeah. I don't think it's the no. Well, I think it's... No, it's I, yeah, it's, it's... Well, okay, well, okay, yeah, let's... None of us are experts on yeah. this. Uh, but I will say, I was really excited because this introduced a great new heroic character that was going to be around for a long time over in Martell. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Miles smelled what I was stepping in there. Yeah. I was really, you know, it's like, oh man, we lost Ned Stark, we lost Rob Stark, but this guy, Oberyn Martell, he is such a badass. There's no way he's going anywhere. Uh huh. Way to spoil it. <sighs> okay. So, anywho, uh, I'm sorry, my brain just kind of... So, uh, Olena and Marjorie Tyrell are planning their wedding to uh, Joffrey the Lunatic. And uh, Joffrey is being a little prick, taunting Jaime for uh, Mm -hmm. not fighting, for being older, and for losing his sword hand. Uh, Mm -hmm. Oberyn makes... uh, Oberyn also makes his uh, uh, reveals the Tyrion the motive for his visit to King's Landing, and that's revenge against the Lannisters for the rape and murder of his sister Elia, wife yes. of Prince Rhaegar. Yes. All right. So I think we can gloss over most of Episode One and go straight to Episode Two. Roose Bolton returns to Dreadfort. Yes. Where he criticizes Ramsay for mistreating Theon. Uh, who has been brutalized into uh, the subservient persona called Reek with added deke. Um, <laughs> I added that. That's not from Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Roos decides to find and kill the remaining Stark children, Bran and Rickon. Uh, obviously, that it turns out that, you know, uh, uh, Theon, by being tortured, never actually killed them. Um, and because Bran and Rickon threaten the legitimacy of his new title. Um, and uh, he orders Ramsay to uh, reclaim the territories under the Ironborn occupation and 
And then in Dragonstone, Melisandre orders people to be burned as tribute to the Lord of Light, to the light, uh, to the delight of Queen Shay, and the disgust of Davos and Shireen. Uh, in King's Landing, Tyrion ends his relationship with Shay to protect her from the family. That worked out well, mm-hmm. and has her shipped off to Pentos. Uh, Jamie begins training uh, his left-handed sword play with the help of Bronn. Joffrey and Marjorie are uh, uh, Tyrell are wed. Uh, later, the royal at uh, the royal wedding feast, tension between Joffrey and Tyrion grow just before the former succumbs to a poisoned wine and dies. Yes, grief-stricken Cersei accuses Tyrion of the murder and has him arrested. While Sir Dantos, a former knight, adv- uh, advises Sansa to leave with him in order to survive. Yes. All right. So, <clears throat> yes. Have we gotten to the burning of the girl yet? That's in season five. Okay. That's good. That was horrible. Yeah. (laughs) I I lose track of this because I haven't read it. Reading to me sits in my mind a little bit better Mm -hmm. than watching it. So. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. And Tywin begins grooming Tommen to be the next king and enlists Oberyn uh, and Mace Tyrell as his fellow judges for the impending trial of Tyrion, uh, who decides to pick Jamie as his witness. Littlefinger, who ha- hired Sir Dantos, kills him and smuggles Sansa out of King's Landing. In the Riverlands, Arya and Sandor encounter a benevolent farmer and his daughter, whom Sandor robs to Arya's disgust. In Dragonstone, Davos tries to figure out how to replenish Stannis' depleted forces in requests a loan from the Iron Bank of Bravos to pay for a group of mercenaries called the Golden Company. Uh, in the north, uh, Sam, fearing for Gilly's, Gilly's safety, has her and the baby moved out of uh, Castle Castle Black to the nearby Molestown. Meanwhile, the wildlings continue to raid the northern villages. Uh, the Night's Watch receive word that uh, the bands of uh, Band of Night's Watch mutineers have set up at Crasser's Keep. They're still at Crasser's Keep. Oh yeah, yeah, the the mutineers. John tell uh, John tells the Watch to organize a party to attack the mutineers, and they cannot risk having any information about the weakness of Castle Black's defenses leaked to Mance Raiders' approaching army, and then Daenerys lays siege to Marine. All right. That's episode so, three. All right. So, so far, what do we have? Again, don't go to a wedding, the purple wedding. So named because Joffrey turned a lovely shade of purple. Um, <laughs> and, and, and during oh, this time... So veiny. Yes. Uh, during this time, it should also point out that Olena Tyrell is encouraging Marjorie to get close with Tom. And so I think someone mentioned that Marjorie was getting close to him, but... Um, and Elena hints she is the one who killed Joffrey, but we don't get confirmation of that. Elena's um, my second favorite character in this entire series. The Queen of Shade. I'm sorry, she is. Diana Rigg? Oh my god, I love oh, she's, her. She's oh. like one of the only characters who, who made it to their end in, with, with dignity and... And um, revenge. Oh, in revenge. She, she put yeah. shade on her end like nobody's business. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Are you going to blast through uh, the, the Wikipedia episode four real quick? Rocket, you turkey. 
Uh, Daenerys successfully captures Marine amidst the slave revolt and immediately seeks justice for the slain slave children by nailing 163 masters to posts. At sea, Littlefinger admits to Sansa that he was involved in Joffrey's death uh, in King's Landing. Olena, who is planning to leave, also implies to Marjorie that she was involved in the poisoning and convinces her to seduce Tommen before Cersei has a chance to turn uh, turn him against her. Jamie meets with uh, Tyrion and is convinced of his innocence. However, Cersei is adamant about Tyrion's guilt and orders Jamie to hunt down and kill Sansa. Jamie instead tasks Brienne of Tarth with finding and protecting her, giving uh, her both uh, his Valerian sword and Podrick as her squire. Podrick with the magic dick. Uh, <laughs> in the north, in effort to get rid of uh, John, uh, Alistair Thorne and Jano Slint conspire to allow John to lead an expedition against the mutineers who have captured Bran's party and forced him to reveal his identity. Further north, a white walker takes Craster's last newborn son to a secret ritual site where he is transformed into a walker. All right. That was an awesome cliffhanger. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Creepy AF. Yes. All right. So we get to uh, later in the season where Tyrion is on trial through combat and he picks O'Baron Martell as his champion. Or, uh, uh, you know. He get he gets uh, Martell to Oberyn. To you know that guy's going to be around forever. Yes, and <laughs> Cersei picks Goes as her champion, or well, is it her as Joffrey's champion? I guess you could say Gregor the Mountain Clegane, who is the huge and psychotic elder brother of the Hound. And you know what? Oberyn really has the advantage in here because he's small, he's quick, and he has poison blades. So he is going to come out on top. Well, Heck yeah, he should have won. Damn it. So... He, well, yeah. Wait, he didn't? He didn't? Well, I'm Hold getting on. to that! <laughs> I'm, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun with Michelle. Okay. Can I so, add that? Anyway. Yes, you can. Alright, so yes. in, a, in a Star Trek moment, <laughs> the Mountain and... Uh, uh, Oberyn, Theo says, uh, foot- hold on, hold on. Theo says he's not getting audio. Uh, I'm innocent. I'm just saying. It was record. Oh no, it wasn't recording. Oh no. It's Susan. Susan's also saying she's. Ha- Is anybody else having trouble? Hold on, let me take hmm. a look. All right, it'll be on the recording. I think. Yeah, it should be on the recording. I will take care of it. All right. Oh, shit. That's cool. <laughs> okay. right. Susan just walked in here. It's cool. He's working on it. It's yeah. Good. Thank you. That's uh, my... Uh... All right. It's it, it should be working, but let's... Uh, let's uh, double check. Is your, good, is your brain going to explode? <laughs> yeah, it's working. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, everybody, that's why you shouldn't go to a wedding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Horse All right. again. All right. <laughs> so we get to the we get to the fight between the mountain and Oberyn, uh, and it, it looks like Oberyn's winning because he is poisoning the mountain with, with what was he using? Uh, he was using like daggers, wasn't he? Or, or like long, like long knives, of, or they a spear. Were, spear. I think a spear was involved. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's got a very potent <coughs> venom. He's using a very potent venom. So oh, it looks like it, what, what do you call it? What do you call that in D and D? It's like a long. It's a staff. A it's not a spear. A, like pike. a pike. Yeah, it's like a yeah. like a pike. But I think it had a curved blade or something on the end. Solid conscious. The speedum, the ransower. There's a, a glaive's guard arm. All sorts. Yeah, of something yeah. along those lines. But anyway, go ahead, Adam. Where was? All right. So it looks like the mountain's down for the count. I mean, the mountain's pretty much done because of all the poison, but. Uh, Oberyn lets down his guard, and the mountain, with the last of his strength, basically squishes his head like a grape. <sighs> and so Tyrion is declared guilty of murdering Joffrey, even though he totally didn't do it. I do not mean that sarca sarcastically. He totally did not do it. He didn't. You're right. You're right. right. And, and it was a, yeah, it was a, a rigged trial of honor. Yep. So, uh, the mountain, presumably, uh, well, he's suffering, and, uh, Cersei's mad scientist guy. A meister? Uh, no, not one well, of those guys. Form, former the, meister. Yeah, the, the mountain technically does pass. Yes, he dies. However, <laughs> the meister becomes the uh, mad scientist of the group and decides to, hey, I can work with this. Yes. There we go. Yeah. He gets Kyburn. Kyburn. And he gets, his, he gets his mad scientist freak on. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Cersei has a new bodyguard who suspiciously... Call Frankenstein. Is, he doesn't what, smell very good, though. What do they call him after he's reanimated? I forget. He has. Oh, a, in the in the movies, name. he was he was Sir John Strong or something like it was. It was a real like in the in the books. I'm sorry if I said comic books. In the books, I remember reading about this. I never read the books, but he had like a really like you know. The, a regal appearance with like rainbow feathers on his helmet and stuff like that and he was like Sir John the Magnificent or something uh, I'll look at Sir John totally not the mountain reanimated by <laughs> evil magic strong yeah yeah so the, but they're not doing that in the in the series uh you know in the TV series right in the right. books let me see uh let me see. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. He should uh, be weeping all sorts of goopy gloop and smelling horrifically nasty. Sir, uh, oh, it, Sir yeah. Robert Strong. I was close. Sir Robert Strong was was his uh, name. So and, and the, but yeah, they they made them all like gaudy and stuff in the books. So they were trying to like uh, pass it off, like you know. Um, but yeah, they don't they don't fuck with that in the no yeah right. yeah yeah here's a pic I'm looking at a picture of him and he has like rainbow feathers sticking out of his helmet <laughs> so oh uh, here I'm not in the chat but I'll get in there I'll uh I'll, I'll uh show everybody what what he looked the, the according to the book descriptions looked like but anyway I'll shut up go ahead Adam all right. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Where were we? Joffrey's dead. Uh, the mo the mountain's dead. Everyone's pretty much dead. Um, <laughs> not everybody. Not everybody, but uh, 
So Kyburn is tasked with saving the mountain because Cersei needs her muscle. Cersei refuses to marry Loras Tyrell because she doesn't want to be separated from her impressionable incest son. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because they were uh, saying that Cersei should marry Loras at one point, which it kind of looked like it was going to go that way for a bit. Isn't the the youngest still alive at this point? Tommen? Yeah. Wait. Yes, Tommen. Yeah, Tommen's still alive. Uh, Tommen is just kind of being groomed as as the next king. Yeah, Um, because (laughs) yeah, they don't know. They know Joffrey's not going to be around long. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh no! Well, Joffrey's done. Joffrey died in episode three. So. Uh, Marjorie is uh, smoothing on up to him. Yeah. All right. That's so creepy. Is it, All right. Well, in the book, he was a lot younger, too, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so uh, to wrap up the season, Egret uh, dies, and uh, Jon Snow uh, gives her a funeral pyre. Um, my glasses are slipping. That's um, so sad. Yes. Uh, Arya Stark goes on a ship to the free city of Bravos. <laughs> She's making oh, yeah. her list and checking it twice. <laughs> um, Brienne, uh, uh, Brienne wants to protect Arya, but the Hound is like, you got a Lannister sword. Hell no! Is this where uh, we're, we're at the, uh, the Airy, too? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Little he was headed that his, way. Littlefinger kills his wife or his new wife after mm-hmm. she tries to kill Sansa. And of course, uh, this is another. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, shit. A, was this season? Was that season three? No, no. This is season four. No, it's a, it's, a, oh. it's it's another incestuous relationship, though. The mother and oh. her child. You know that little boy is yeah, constantly breastfeeding. It wasn't incestuous, but there was, was a breastfeeding. It's horrible. But wait a minute, I'm, I'm confused. Where did it happen? Because did we skip? Uh, was that season two where where Tyrion was in the airy? We totally missed that where he first yeah. meets. Um, where he has where a he whole trial. Bron. The trial. Yeah, where he takes yep. Braun as his champion. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh man, yeah. he, that oh we, always because. Yeah, because Caitlin took Tyrion as a hostage. Yes. Oh God, I can't believe we missed that beat. That that was huge. So I just need to say that it is Indian Media Weekly's official position that breastfeeding is a natural and wonderful thing. Yes. But not after the age of eight. Okay. <laughs> that kid was like twelve or thirteen years old. That's horrifying. <laughs> Mommy, I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, God, no. All right. No, have some, go have some horsey, little Brett. Oh. Again. Horseburger <laughs> <laughs> uh, helper. All right. Uh, All right. Uh, so, anyway, Arya goes to Bravos uh, to try and become an assassin. And oh wait, we forgot the big one. So Jamie lets Tyrion out of prison because Tyrion was in prison waiting to to be executed, and we get a, we get a decent brother you know moment between the brothers. And again, I mean, I, I like I know we were only supposed to pick one you know two people, but I picked three because again, 
it's two sides of the same coin, you know, with Cersei and, and Jaime. Jaime treats Tyrion like a human being with dignity and respect. Yeah. And, and so Tyrion's like, all right, I'm getting out of town. I got to pack my bags, get my bug out bag, my money, my whore. <laughs> and there are. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say this entire series is full of characters that have had, you know, redemptions. Uh, if you look at the Hound uh, and and the path he takes, Jamie, his character starts off as a total. Oh my God, you want to, you know, punch him, you know, and then by the end you're like, okay, he's he's actually kind of, you know, and then the, uh, I love the the way character, even the lady in red, with all the war crimes she committed, you know. But uh, even even Tyrion, he didn't think of her as his whore anymore. He actually cared for her. Yes, I agree. Mm. I agree. He was trying so, to protect her, and yeah. he goes back. He goes back, and finds out his father has been poking the woman, porking the woman he loves, and he deals with it like any rational adult would. He kills Shay, and then shoots his father with a crossbow while his father is on the crapper. Another yeah. lesson in Westeros: lock the toilet door. <laughs> Yes. And his father deserves to die on the crapper. Yes, he d- he, he died, died on a throne. <laughs> he died as he lived. Well, I'll tell you what—that's kind of convenient and sanitary because apparently you <laughs> yeah. shit yourself when you die. So that's what you I know. Hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, w- I wouldn't know for sure. I haven't died yet. Yeah. Wow. I've shit. We all have, Kenny. It's nothing. It's nothing to be proud of. I've I've had a muscle seizure. Everybody poops. Yeah, I've had a muscle seizure where I've lost all bowel bowel control. So, hey, it happens. Oh, that's right. It does. For the first hour, the year about the no. Oh yeah, I I actually had blood. Uh, they they drew blood on me one time, and they kept digging in my arm for the the vein. Ah. And I had a muscle seizure, and I lost all bodily control and it was really really hard I'm like, so and sorry to hear that. it was traumatizing so uh, apparently a lot, so, yeah. a lot more traumatizing than having the strep throat strep throat test shoved down my throat heck yeah you 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 piss and poop your pants in front of a whole room of strangers and see how you like it there you go all right so I, I think we actually did pretty well we got through we got through four hey, seasons. look on the bright side at least you didn't barf too Right. Yeah, that that would have really, really sucked. <laughs> no, it would not have sucked. It was horrible. I was fifteen. How do you oh, feel? Okay. Yeah, how do you feel waking up seeing a whole group of people looking over you and going, "Oh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, you're gonna be uncomfortable because you just pissed and pooped your pants." Thank you. Terrible. No. <laughs> All right, you made your point. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so hey, we actually did. Hey. We actually did pretty well. We had to gloss over a bunch of stuff because I'm an idiot and just couldn't let. No, my... no, this is so horribly rich. This, the entire storyline is is so fraught with daggers and points and love and everybody hating each other. It's you can't, you know, it's not just glossing over. You're gonna miss stuff. You really are. Yep. Sure are. Anyway, 
You know, I, I want to say this before we wrap things up. I know we, we talked about possible predictions and stuff like that. And it, I'll say this. I've only ever gotten one prediction right for Game of Thrones. And that was a zombie dragon. Yeah, it was cool. And, yeah. and I wish I was wrong because I will tell you what. That was probably one of the most gut-wrenching episodes I've seen. That was probably that the death of the uh, I forget what the dragon's name was um, but uh, thank you uh, but that that was probably one of the most gut-wrenching moments of the series for me because it wasn't just the, the fact that I love the dragons but it was like I felt I, con- I, I felt the pain of Daenerys losing one of her children and it didn't just die it came back from the dead. I mean, can you imagine a mother losing her child and that child is immediately brought back to be your enemy? I that's exactly. so that that's didn't so happen fucked up. in her presence. I'm not sure she's actually found no. that out yet. No, I, she I, hasn't. I, but we as viewers, we as viewers yes. know that's coming. And we know the dragons are her children. Yes. Yeah. Because she can't mother have of, children. Mother of dragons. Yeah. But she also can't have children anymore because right. of the. This is true. Yeah. Right. All right. So, so, so next Saturday we'll be going over seasons five, six, and seven. Theories for season eight. Some other talk, uh, and we'll have Joe Santorsa on to to help mm-hmm. uh, help guide guide our ship. Um, I will no say, political talk. No well, political. Well, we well, are well, sticking well, to the plan this time. Okay. Yes. yes, but what? But real quick though, the 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 point I brought up about predictions is that I don't think I'm going to do predictions. I because I've only ever predicted one thing right. I'm going to make a wish list of things I want for the final season. I That's like a good that idea. idea. Yes. I like that idea. So we'll do predictions slash so. wish lists. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't want to do predictions. I want to do what I, I want to see happen. Yep. Well, I think mm. I think I know what's going to be on all of our wish lists, and that's the Clegane Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think that's almost a gimme because it has a fucking name, Clegane Bowl. <laughs> but, that, but that's a fan um, thing. That's not like J.R. Martin yeah. saying, "Oh, there's going to be a Clegane Bowl." Um, oh, I know, I know. Uh, but you know, it's uh, I, it's just funny you you even bring up game Bowl. But anyway, I'm go just ahead. Saying that's, I, I'm just saying I think it's going to be on everyone's list. But, uh, no. Uh, the thing is, is that I, I will say, the reason why I wanted to do two full episodes is, first of all, I wanted to be able to do this series justice. It's one of the... It, it is probably the best fantasy series TV series ever made. Um, it's yeah. not necessarily my oh, yeah. personal preference of style of of fantasy, but I've enjoyed it. Uh, you know, like, there, there are moments that make me cringe. You know, I was one of those people who was kind of turned off by the ultraviolence and the Red Wedding and the the rape. It's like, okay, I get it. These people are savages. You've established that, J.R. Martin. Move on! Well, with me, I, I almost didn't watch it after, like, the first three episodes. But then I started getting involved in storylines. I saw the story behind the sex and the rape and the all the fun, you know, incest and all that crazy ass shit that people think. Oh and, well, this is wait, cool. 
No. Right. Before we get to parting shots, I forgot we have one last <clears throat> lesson from these first four seasons to add to our list. Okay. And that is after the death of Tywin, we learn uh, that... Uh, you know, nasty little fellows such as yourself <laughs> always get their comeuppance. <laughs> they do? Oh, yes. Always. Yes. Wrong there's, franchise. <laughs> I know that, but the, the lesson... It is still, still a viable lesson. Still a lesson. Yes, it is. And we're yes, going to be getting a lot of comeuppance, including uh, some comeuppance, you know, uh, the, for from for people who are ostensibly the good guys, but uh, you know, kill their younger brothers just because he's not liked and the younger brother is. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know. So yeah, the next three seasons or next wait five, six, and seven. Yeah, three seasons. You're going to be getting a lot of comeuppance. Looking at you, yeah. phrase. Looking at you, and I think we're gonna do a favorite. Uh, also, we're we're gonna be. Uh, I think Miles or Michelle, one of you guys suggested we do favorite pairings of characters. Was that it? Miles did. Yes. He, yeah, I was talking about it. it was, yeah, I mean every character. Uh, not every character meets every other character, but there are times when they travel together or have an yeah. interest. A, a good. Uh, uh, dialogue or or you know yeah and unlikely uh, what, what, what unlikely pairing or unlikely um it doesn't have to be unlikely i mean you can yeah, like yeah, okay. you, you can like the uh i mean at, when arya rescued the assassin and she, and he gave her free uh three kills and then he left yeah but he gave her the coin for example yeah. you knew she was going to use that so that wasn't unexpected. That was that was a likely you know result. So you, you I think, think we should yeah. I, I also want to suggest that we do our top five battles ranked. You mean oh. fights, not just battles, but fights. No, I, I would say lar- large large scale battles. Oh. Or maybe maybe three, maybe maybe three. If you I want to do a couple on air, I think three is going to be more realistic. Yeah. I, I, I my, just had like five flash in my head, so yeah. I have my best interaction, but large scale battles, not really. Well, we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, well, you know, it could be con. We could we could go favorite conflicts, right? You know, um, but you know, battles, large scale, small scale, whatever. I, I don't care. I'm 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 leaning towards large scale battles myself. So okay. Actually, I have one or two. All right. Uh, don't forget Midnight Sun tonight. I've got a special treat. They finally released the soundtracks for the Dragon Prince. Woot! So nice. And and I, if you have Kenny, if you haven't checked out the season, you know the series yet, at least watch the first couple episodes. Episodes and see the se- the setup is brilliant. Okay, all right. We we're looking for something to watch, so I'll, uh, Susan's listening, so she might she might. I I enjoy it. I mean, let me put it this way: you guys know yeah. that I have the ADHD really bad. I finished season two in one day. Ouch! There you go. There you go. And I want more. All right. Well, let me do my parting shot because I got to run to the boys' room. Oh, wait. Um. But uh, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing three hours of this. Because I really want to get into the nitty gritty of, uh, again, a, a wish list. I and actually, I'll uh, you know, if you guys want, I'll make a list of large scale battles, and you can rank those. And then maybe I'll make a list of 
small battles, and maybe you guys can rank those too. So that'd be cool. Know, and, and maybe then we'll we'll uh, do a scoring system on it to see what our preferred battles are from the first seven seasons of this. So that I'll I'll I'll, I'll do that. I'll make the list and I'll submit. Have you guys submit your votes? Um, and uh, maybe post that over on uh, uh, the turnips page or something for other folks. But anyway, um, that's all I got. I'm not sure what's going to happen on Turn Up the Night on Tuesday, but uh, everybody have a terrific weekend. I'm going to go pee. All right. You, you, yeah. We'll see you on the, after we... All right. Uh, Michelle, what do you got for us? I do not have much. However, I did post a link in uh, the chat room and in Skype that Britt sent me. Just to give you an idea of his cosplay little shenanigans yes so. and, and of course if anyone from uh brit wolf's channel was was listening tonight thank you we really enjoyed having him and uh yes you know it, it was a lot of fun all right uh miles what do you got for us well um i'll i'll just make a prediction you know this is my my parting shot my prediction and it won't come true but it'll, it's still my prediction <laughs> That the Southern District of New York or New York State or whoever's in charge of it is going to buck the Justice Department's standing rule that you cannot indict president, a, a sitting president and they're going to find something to indict him on. And that's going to happen this upcoming week. And so we won't be talking don't, about that next Saturday because we'll be talking about it. Because I'm going to... No, happens. I'm just saying. That's my prediction. I don't know. <laughs> Don't jinx it, he says. <laughs> Look, I don't want there to be oh. any news next week. Good luck I, with that. Hey, I got I got something more disturbing than all that right now. Susan put in the chat room um, that uh, uh, if anybody wants the dragon update, uh, there's a YouTuber out there that's predicting Daenerys is pregnant by Jon Snow and will lay a dragon egg. <laughs> She says she's disturbed. <laughs> I don't play. So her. there's, uh, but yeah, dragon eggs, human eggs. Is Daenerys going to sit <laughs> sit and roost on the egg for weeks, or will she outsource the dragon? Putting, uh, to, outsource putting, it to a dragon. You're putting way too much thought into this pick. I'm sorry. Su well, that's Susan. That's Susan. Uh, I'm reading her comments. So, um, but yeah, so Daenerys might lay a dragon egg. We'll see. All right. <laughs> And what if a wolf comes out of it? Ah! All right, everyone. Have a nice week. Midnight Sun tonight. Uh, like I said, going to get some cut. Going to run some cuts from the Dragon Prince. And again, if you haven't watched it, watch it. I need people to talk about it with. Wars watched it. We've been talking on on Discord about it. So, uh, so everyone, have a nice week. And again, unless Schittler manages to start World War Three over the next seven days, it's all Game of Thrones next week, even if it kills me. And it just might. So everyone have a great week. We'll be back next week. And uh, goodbye. Time for go to bed. Right, it is late. Shall we retire? Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye to you all. I'll never forget you. Live in peace. Goodbye, all. Stay happy and good luck. On our way to great adventures. Get out of here. Gotcha.
disgusting worm. Push the button, Frank. Catch you next time, Gadget. Next time. Visitors, thank you for your attendance. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win, or you die. There is no middle ground. You might not have my name, but you have my blood. The things I do for love. Crown for king. Sir Illyn, bring me his head. The night is dark and full of terror. A very small man can cast a very large shadow. You know nothing. There's our brave men knocking at our door. Let's go kill them. You lost this war. The day you married her. There's horror that's come to my family. It's all because I couldn't love a motherless child. Valar Mugulis. Yes. All men must die. But we are not men. The Lannisters send their regards. Plenty worse than me. I just understand the way things are. How many stars they got to behead before you figure it out? Winter is coming. We know what's coming with it. We can't face it alone. Have you ever heard baby dragons singing? No. It's hard to be a cynic after I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. I've been worrying about John for years. He always comes back. Shame! For the watch. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. I did what I thought was right. Let's say I threatened to hit you unless you shut your mouth, but you kept talking. What do you think I'd do? I don't give a rap. The real war isn't between a few squabbling houses. It's between the living and the dead. And make no mistake, my lady, the dead are coming. You're in the great game now. And the great game is terrifying. You freed me from the monsters who murdered my family. And you gave me to other monsters who murdered my family. My name is Arya Stark. I want you to know that the last thing you're ever going to see is a Stark smiling down at you as you die. The North remembers. We know no king, but the king in the North whose name is Stark. I don't care if he's a bastard. Ned Stark's blood runs through his veins. He's my king. From this day until his last day. If you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. Good evening, everyone. Uh, this is Mike the Mike Check Radio Game of Thrones special part two. Uh, and uh, that was another brilliant opening by Kenny. Uh, you know, for, for, I gotta say that was better than uh, than. Uh, well, no, I, I think it was as good as the Infinity War special intro. There's a special place in my heart for the Infinity War intro. But anyway, join me as always of the of the I'm supposed to, mediocre city of Port St. Lucie, Florida. The rogue DM, dungeon master, mother of cats, first for a name, queen of the universe, etc., etc. Michelle Legon. Michelle Legon. 
Uh oh, I think maybe their internet is going wonky. Oh dear. I didn't notice because I was like, uh, all right. Well, anyway, joining me out of Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Kenny Pick. Thank you for uh, that's for, right. I'll uh, helping va- with I'll, this. I'll, I'll vamp. Yeah, I'll vamp whilst you uh, sort that out. But yeah, I I will say it was very fun to put together the the intro, going through all the different clips uh, from Game of Thrones. But it was a little bit more laborious than just going through a dozen movies versus going through. Um, you know, well, I mean, I didn't have to go through the movies or the episodes, but narrowing it down to what I needed included. And then of course, you know, snapping my fingers after it was done and saying, damn, I should have put in, put in this or damn, I should have put in that. But I think for our pur- purposes and it's long too, it's a very long intro, yes. Yes. two and a half minutes. So yep. I will um, say, I, I, you but, know, I, yeah. I loved hear I loved hearing Leona Mormont speech again. Oh, good. sure, sure. That's great. That kid's so, got a future ahead um, of her, and hopefully she'll live to see it. All right. Looks like, uh, oh, yeah, they they, uh, they they had some router issues. But it looks like Miles has just rejoined. Not really. I'm on my phone. I'm still trying to get my oh, computer up. Oh, dear. Oh. All right. All right. So just some quick announcements before we get started. Uh, of course, uh, Joe Santorsa out of Scram Pennsylvania will be joining us for the last hour, although if he decide, gets well here and decides to join us early, he is more than welcome to do so. And this yeah, is... Yeah, he probably won't. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I know. You know uh, and uh, this is a very last minute thing, but uh, uh, the, the <laughs> Southern Progressive Revival is off until next Sunday. There will be no live show in their time slot tomorrow. In the in its space, in its space, we'll be running the complete. Uh, I think it's going to be at least five hours of mm-hmm. the of the Mike Check Radio Game of Thrones special. That is literally hot. The press is because I asked right before we started. <laughs> and I said, of course, yes. So, so um, it looks like Mile just uh, Michelle just popped back up too. Ma- Michelle, are you Michelle, there? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Our internet went down for a moment. Oh dear. Oh don't. No worries. It happened to me just what a, a week or so, two weeks ago, uh, on my show. So. Yeah, it happens every once in a while. It's just like the 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 box to our you know the connection to our house flickers and the router mm-hmm. goes down for a few moments and then comes back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a, it's not like it's the the red wedding. Uh, you know, you can come back from this. Yeah. Yes, we can. <laughs> uh, and I will I will say it was like all week long. It was like there's some conspiracy. I think J.R. Martin does not want the show to happen because we had all that news. <laughs> so, but I was like, nope. News. I made. I, made I, a, I haven't I heard made of a, anything that happened. I've not been prom- paying attention to anything at all. <laughs> and I am totally ready to not talk about how badly Michael Bowen's become <laughs> school Trump today. Oh, uh, anyway, way to, date, so, way to date the show. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll I'll edit that in post. <laughs> uh, uh, but. Uh, uh, well, do it upright. Welcome them in, uh, since they're both here with anyway, us. Anyway, join me, as always, out uh, of the mediocre city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the rogue DM, dungeon master, mother of cats, first of her name, etc., etc., Michelle Ligon. That's me. I am here. And also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the DM, uh, no, the GM, Galaxy Master, uh, Miles Ligon. Hey, hey, hey. 
All right. So as I was saying, uh, we will be running this the like I said all. It, it's going to be at least five hours. Unless we'll see what happens yeah. when I when I stitch everything together. You know, create this Frankenstein's monster. But it will be the complete special. Uh, and it'll be running. I think we're I, once I know exactly how, what the running time is, I'll we'll know for sure. But I think we're gonna have to start at least at uh, five Eastern. So there you go. That'll be fun. Yes, that'll be fun. Uh, any any other uh, announcements that we need to to uh, get to uh, real well, quick? Well. Uh... Towards the end of the show, uh, 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 Joe is coming on for the last hour because we're going to do predictions, wish lists, what have you, any kind of speculation on on the next season. And also, uh, I don't know if you guys are all ready, but I have uh, my lists of my top five um, major combats and then person versus person combats. So my top five list of, of big battles and top five list of verses. And I, I thought maybe we could use, use it as a ranking system to see if any of ours uh, coincide um, and we can figure out, um, you know, whoever, you know, whatever uh, battle is, you know, has the highest score is the least popular and the lowest score is the most. Because, you know, we'll add if it's some number one on somebody's list, whatever, you know. Yep. So, so that could be fun. Yeah. Uh, and again, as I mentioned, Tuesday, we, uh, I updated the WordPress. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. They're saying they can't hear you in the chat room. Well, I know I'm recording, so let's take a look and see what the problem is. Uh, mm. hold on. That should uh, do it. Let's double check here. Uh... Okay, I think that does it. Uh, you know, s screw you, wind blows. I updated my I updated it last night because it was bugging me too. And what does it do? It screws up all my settings again. Alright, uh, well, hopefully we're we're in a good place. So Yeah, alright. So um as I was saying, we updated the uh the website to WordPress version five point one. If anything doesn't work the way it should, I need I or Kenny need to know as soon as possible so Kenny can tell me, Adam, fix this right now. So Yes. Um in, in a polite, respectful way, because that's all that's how you how you roll, Kenny. Yes. Alright. So, so last we left off, unless yes. you had anything else to add, well, our first nothing season on this, nothing this, that can uh, be added later. On this uh, show is to recap season five, and we season we can go at a little more of a leisurely pace tonight because yes. we only have three seasons to recap within the rest of the, the these two hours. So, yes. um, so uh. Would you, would uh, Michelle or Miles, would you have any interest in starting? We could kind of rattle off, you know, different episodes. Uh, you know, I'm just, 
going from Wikipedia to jog my memory in all the ep- different episodes. Uh, so, you know, I, I, there's way too much information for me to keep straight <laughs> in um, my aging, my aging noggin. I'm already have forgotten so much that I am also about to pull up Wikipedia. So you're one now step ahead of me. Now we're starting season five, right? Yes, we're, we're picking up on season five. So if you guys want to, Adam and I leaned pretty heavy on uh, reading these synopses. So uh, if you want, uh, you can read some of these out and we'll uh, we'll chime in where necessary. And I, I just kind of read headlights. If there was something that seemed a little, you know, not every, I, you know, I just didn't deem everything worthy of reading, but up to yeah. your guys' discretion. So... Miles, would you like to uh, start with the the first episode, forty one, the wars to come? Uh, wars to come. All right. What am I dealing with here? Oh, <laughs> King's Landing. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, you know when you talk about things and it comes back to your mind, you know. But when you're when you haven't watched it, and God, it came out what three years ago? Two, four, four at least. Maybe isn't it even five? Because I think nothing came out in 2018. They said they delayed the eighth year, the eighth season for a whole year, if I recall. This was released April 2015. Okay, so four years ago. Ah, uh, wars to come. First episode. Prologue. Circe meets Maggie the Frog. It I have a, no memory of this. It was a flashback, there, hon. It's flashback. Yeah. Oh, oh, in a flashback. All right. I'm reading. I'm reading too fast. I'm igno- I'm. I'm skipping over important details. <laughs> I am the wrong person to ask to do this. By the way, well, um, um, well, yeah. And, and what's important is the the Maggie the Frog. Uh, is that what her name was? Um, yes. She. Yes. Uh, that's where you know she's told that you know the, basically the fates of all her children. So it, it, this is a kind of a to me. A very important episode to to show that what the power of prophecy is in the series. That does some very because, heavy foreshadowing. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So she's told. I totally uh, forgot uh, about that. Oh yeah. my god! I'm reading it now. It's awesome. So, <laughs> so basically, she's told all three of her ch- all of her children will die, or is it just three? All three. Well, yeah. yes, but but did they specify a number? Because there's a fourth one. Yes. Oh, okay. So they said three. Her three children will. Oh my. Well, that kind of. Anyway, we're getting too hard. Uh, all right. So, uh, and she's also told that she will eventually be killed by I forget the word, but um, something no. in in High Valerian was it for younger brother. I, I don't remember that the exact details of that, honestly. Well, I don't remember I the word, but that, I know that's the prediction. Yeah. You know, she's she's told mm-hmm. her th- her children will die, and she will be killed. She will be strangled to death, basically. By again, I don't know what the word is, but it's, I think it's High Valerian for younger brother. And uh, this might also account for some of her irrational hatred of her brother Tyrion, who is the baby Lannister. But yeah, but the thing is, is that Cersei actually has two little brothers. Tyrion and Jamie, who was born second, so that could be uh, important. That could be important. Season eight, very important, very important. I don't think, honestly, uh, you know, and this gets into prediction territory. I don't think uh, Tyrion cares enough to kill her. Uh, but this 
this episode also has uh, some other important Lannister story stuff where Tywin is buried in Lancel. Remember Lancel? He returns. We didn't talk about Lancel. Uh, but Lancel returns as a devoutly religious man and member of the Sparrows. Yes. Right. Yes. And also recall that Jamie Lannister does have a history of killing mad tyrants. Yes. Yeah. That, yes. Yes. He is a Kingslayer. That's yeah. the title, Kingslayer. And, and, you know, and it how you know? I mean, it, it's possible he could also be the king and queen slayer. Uh, all right. Yeah. So what else? So Tywin is dead again, killed by a crossbow bolt while on the can. Yeah. <laughs> please, please, if anyone wants to kill me, don't kill me that way. Didn't it's, that happen? That happened at the end of four. See, that happened at the end of season four. Yes. Yeah. So. Yes. Good way for him to Tyrion's die. On the, Tyrion's yeah. on the run. Tyrion is on the run. You know, he he's fighting the law, and, uh, you know, so far the law has not, in fact, won. <laughs> uh, so he's on the run. This just in. Man fights law. Law wins. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. It's just uh, too funny to say. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, all right. So, uh... Things are starting to unravel for House Lannister. They've been, uh, they've been, you know, they've been doing good the past four, you know, for well up until Joffrey died. <laughs> Thank you, whoever did that. We're not going to spoil that just yet, but uh, <laughs> whoever did that did the world a service, and so a real rose. Yeah. All right. Uh, so is that episode one? They're also saying you're well, a little bit quiet in the stream. Of course they do. All right, one second. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, the Tyrion going on the run uh, is important here because this is where he makes his way to uh, Team Danny, to Team Daenerys. Yes. Um, and she's traveling. He's traveling with Varys. Um, All right. How's that? Yeah. Uh, uh, it sounds louder to me here, so it probably too loud. Too loud, or no, no, it sounds good. It sounds good. So we'll wait for the ch- chat to chime in. All right. Um, and and of course, uh, in Marine, the insurgent sons of the Harpy murder an unsullied, forcing Daenerys to launch more restrictive measures without respecting the old traditions. Missandei gets suspicious when she realizes that the unsullied visit brothels. Um, uh, Daenerys uh, locked away uh, dragons to convince. Uh, um, locked away her dragons, uh, Daenerys, locked away dragons, attack her, uh, <laughs> locked away dragons, attack her when she goes to check in on them, uh, in the Vale, uh, I'd Baelish, be pissed too. yeah, yeah, uh, Baelish puts, uh, Robin in the house of, uh, in the care of house Royce and leaves with Sansa after the wall, Stannis seeks to enlist wildlings in his war against Roose. Jon Snow is uh, unable to convince Raider to accept Stannis' authority when the latter has Mance burned alive. Jon Snow ends his suffering with an arrow to the heart. Yeah, so we're starting to see Stannis descend into, I don't want to say madness, but just, I think we can say rampant douchebaggery. Yeah. Like uh, Renly said, he doesn't have any friends. <laughs> right. I mean, and, and again, we talked about this last, uh, you know, in in the uh, previous show where, you know, the reason why, you know, Stannis felt that he should be king just because he was, 
you know the you know the next in in line due to age whereas Renly people actually liked him and, and again I want to stress this okay yes Stannis is a great military commander but he is a total douche and so Robert doesn't like his didn't like Stannis and he said oh, you know what all right, you're you're good in the field. I'll give you that, so you can take Dragonstone, which is the ancestral home. Which, well, it's not the ancestral home of the of the Targaryens, but it's where they first came to Westeros. Just don't show up at King's Landing. I'm gonna trust you're not like trying mm -hmm. to kill me. Yeah, and, and that's yes. No, I'm sorry. You, you were. You, I was just gonna ask. Wasn't Stannis the one that was under the sway of the Red Lady? Yes, Melisandre. Yeah. All right. In uh, fairness, a lot of his douchebaggery was due to her influence. Well, you know, unfortunately, his douchebaggery is going to come back to haunt him later. No, I'm not denying that. I'm just saying yeah. she was the one that really pushed him to do these things. Well, well, yes. You know, and he only has himself to blame for, you know, listening to a religious fanatic, too. Well, but the thing is that, yes, he was being, you know, he was being manipulated by Melisandre. That said a true king would have said no I'm not going to burn this man alive just because he doesn't want to go fight in my war No, I, I understand that he, he has his faults I'm just pointing out that Melisandre is the one that really goads him to even burn his own daughter We were well, that's later you're welcome forget you heard that folks it's okay it's alright if anybody's listening to this they already know everything well yes um, for the most part all right, so I'll blow through the, the next one. Unless, Michelle, do you want to blow through one of the next synopses from uh, Wikipedia? Um, at the moment, my sinuses are really bugging me. I'm going to have to go get something okay. to clear them up real quick. All right. Sorry. So, All right. That's fine. So, to the House of Black and White, Ari arrives in Bravos and is accepted into the House of Black and White by Hagar, who calls uh, himself and his colleagues no one. Uh, Jamie Lannister tell or t Jamie tells Cersei he's going to Dorne to seek out Marcella, their other daughter, their only daughter, uh, yes. who is promised to Prince Doran's son, uh, and recruits Bronn to assist him. Podrick recognizes Baelish and Sansa in a tavern. Uh, Brienne offers Sansa protection, but is rebuffed. Baelish insists Brienne stay with them, but she refuses and escapes with Podrick. However, she decides to follow Sansa secretly. Stana offers Snow legitimacy and lordship of, over Winterfell if he leaves the Night's Watch to help him, but Snow declines. Tarly nominates himself as a candidate for Lord Commander, and he is elected uh, by the casting vote of Aemon. Uh, Daenerys faces a riot after she decides to execute for a former slave murderer who captured a member of the Sons of the Heart... Uh, who murdered a captured member of the Sons of the Harpy before he could be tried. Drogon reappears, but leaves again. Yep. All right. And where does this take us? Uh, I just want if you want to comment, either of you guys want to comment, and then I can just Let me, blow through uh, the next one. If the, hmm? Well, okay, so... <laughs> sorry, I'm just gathering my, gathering my thoughts. It's been a rough day. Lots of screaming children. Cool. Uh, yeah. It's Dr. Seuss's birthday. <sighs> Alright, so yeah, we've got we've got uh, Arya training to become a badass. Well, I mean, she was already pretty damn badass. I think we can all agree on that. Um, and, uh... 
There's different levels of badassery. <laughs> she gets a lot better. She's about yeah. She's about she. I'd say before she go gets Bravos, what about seven? I think we get seven on the badass badass meter. Uh, she has gonna, the will. She just lacks the. She's going to turn that up to an eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's going to go to ninja school. Oh yeah. Yep. Black ninja school. She's going to be a black ninja. Yeah, battle beast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is important. And, of course, you know, this is uh, um, kind of a, you know, well, I don't want to get too much into it. But she doesn't work well with authority, much like a lot of the Stark kids, you know. Right. Um, and she's always shown that tendency. She's been a bit more upfront about that tendency the entire series. Yeah. And um, all right, um, the, the the there's a lot of fun and you know not fun. There's a lot of fun minutia in this episode, but it's not really one that super advances the overall plot line. Um, Hi Sparrow, episode three. Marjorie, newly married to Tom, and manipulates him into planning um, to send Cersei to Casterly Rock. The, don't mess with Mama Bear. Um, Baelish uh, conducts uh, Baelish conducts Sansa to Winterfell uh, to cement an alliance with Roos through her marriage to Ramsay. Oh, Boltons. Uh, behind the Lannisters' back, Brienne decides uh, to train Podrick um, to adapt uh, in the House of Black and White. Arya throws all her personal effects into the river except for Needle, which she hides in a pile of rocks. At Castle Black, Snow names... Um, Thorn first ranger, but Slint refuses to follow Snow's orders that uh, uh, that he left to rebuild the gray gray guard ruin. Snow executes Slint himself. Lancel finds the High Septon in a compromising situation in a brothel, punishing him by forcing him to walk the streets completely nude. Ding, ding, ding. Ring any bells, folks? <laughs> um the High Septon uh, complains to Cersei, who imprisons him instead. She meets the High Sparrow, uh, proving the Sparrow's actions. Uh, Tyrion and Varys arrive in Volantis against uh, and visit a brothel where the former is abducted by Mormont, intending to take him to the Queen. And I just want to stress, I, there is there is absolutely no way Cersei is going to regret working with the High Sparrow. None at all, right, guys? None. Oh, None. What possibly go wrong? It's always wonderful when you let a religious fanaticism take over your own government. That is always great. Looking at you, America. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anybody else have any comments on that episode? Adam, no. do you want to read the Sons of the Harpy one? I, li uh, I like the one where how uh, Tyrion is now on the way to Daenerys. At the end oh, of yeah. three, High Sparrow. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Jorah Mormon. I like that character. Oh, I love Jorah too. He's excellent. All right, so. all right. So we're uh, we're up to uh, episode four, correct? Four. Yes. All right. So Cersei again. Again, she's not nothing. I'm sure nothing bad is going to happen to her. She is uh, giving uh, weapons for the for the Sparrows, who decide that they're going to arrest uh, Loras, and uh, 
Marjorie actually sticks up for Loris, but uh, Tommen does not back her up, which makes her angry. You know, I can understand that. And uh, Melisandre is trying to seduce Snow, and if you know what she actually looks like, this this kind of borders on creepy. <laughs> it's definitely a December, uh, what, a June-December romance. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, um... Anyway, uh, Littlefinger gets ready to go back to King's Landing. He tries to tell Sansa, you know, um, don't worry about being married to Ramsay. Yeah, he's a total psychotic douche asshole, but I'm sure Stannis is going to beat the Boltons. And even if he doesn't, Ramsay is going to be putty in your hands. Uh, Bronn and Jamie. Bron and Jamie get to Dorne and they kill four horsemen. And the Sand Snakes learn that uh, Jamie has come to get uh, Marcella. And Ilaria Sand convinces the Sand Snakes to uh, avenge. Oh, again, the theme of the se- it's like the theme of the season is things coming back to bite you in the ass. Because Ilaria uh, yeah. says, hey, they killed o- Oberyn. Uh, so, uh, let's get revenge by, uh, getting, uh, Marcella before Jamie can. So, um, anyway, uh, Mor- uh, Jorah Mormont decides to, uh, give Tyrion to Daenerys as a prisoner in the hopes of regaining her favor. And Anne-Marine, uh, Lorek, uh, tries to get Daenerys to reopen the fighting pits. And the Sons of the Harpy ambush... The Unsullied patrols inside Citadel, and oh, uh, Grey Worm is hurt very badly, and uh, Sir Selmy is killed. Nesselmy, no! He was three days from retirement. You know, I love that scene too, where Cersei was providing weapons to the sparrows, and one of them was like, "Hey, do you have a real big clanky bell we could have too?" <laughs> That scene didn't really happen. Just I know. I know. Real big clanky bell. You got any of those laying around? You know, like da-dang, da-dang, something like that. We got we got plans for it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's hit. Party. Yeah. Party. Bell ringing party. Always fun. Uh, <laughs> so that takes us to ep- – we're, we're caught up to episode five. All right. So we're going to go on break. When we come back, we'll start with episode five. Uh and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, so far so good. Um, and like I said, it's like the, it's like the theme of this season is getting bit in the ass by the stupid things, by the stupid shit you've done. <laughs> oh, and and yeah, and those sand snakes bite hard. Uh-huh. Oh, they right. actually kiss kiss kind of hard too. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> All right, anything before we go to break? Nope. All right, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. What an ass. He was grinning like an idiot the entire time. What's wrong with that guy? Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
meeting at five and some guy's got money A 6 a.m. egg with Niles facing it's running A four highball lunch just to get me to do it But the gin and the moose got a vein running through it What the hell? I'm a short little crap, my toupee is all greasy Don't mind working hard if I'm taking it easy Can't take my eye off that blonde at the table No upper lip, but she's willing and able What the hell? Y'all surrounded now, dogged and hounded now Maybe you will wait for cash Your attention span ain't no business plan For 35 fat guys and one mustache Set down in Dallas The software is ready to make them believers Behaving and raving like golden retrievers 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 You're surrounded now, dogging hounded now Maybe you're waiting for cash Your attention span ain't no business plan For 35 fat guys and one mustache Surrounded now, dogging hounded now Maybe you are waiting for cash Your attention span ain't no business plan For 35 fat guys and one mustache Radio and Midnight Sun. Did you know that you're currently listening to Indie Media Weekly Radio? I did. I know everything. Indie Media Weekly Radio. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Stay with me and experience the glory of Plaid Sundays, two gigantic hours of grunge running from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Indie Media Weekly. Whether it's the distorted guitars or the emotive lyricism, few can deny the lasting influence of a genre that dressed down a generation. 
So turn it on and get inspired. It works for me, and I know that I'm not the only one. Plaid Sundays, only on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Ciao. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new 2016 episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. You'll notice he's incredibly fast. And for some reason, he likes grooming eyebrows. Immaculately! Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. That's right. We're back. How fast am I? I'm so fast that during the break, I single handedly, delicately, groomed Miles Lagan out of Port St. Lucie's eyebrows to resemble the banner of House Targaryen. Sure. Let's go with that. What? Should I pick a different one? No, Targaryen works. Okay. Uh, and then I also immaculately groomed Michelle's to resemble House Mormont. Okay. I'll take that. <laughs> And finally, Kenny Pick. His eyebrows now are now the banners of the mighty House Stark. You know nothing, Adam Hebert. All right. So where were <laughs> <laughs> where were we? We were at we were at. And I episode- also I was going to say I, I I also was going to say I drink and I know things. That's what I do. Hey, you know everyone needs a, a hobby. <laughs> so episode five. Yes. Michelle, are you ready to hop on? Um, uh, episode five. How are you um, feeling, buddy? I'm 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 feeling better. It was kill uh, the boy. Yeah, um, I'm trying to get back to where it was. Yeah, um, well, um, in short, um, in Marine, Daenerys has decided to, how to deal with the former masters after the death of Sir, um, Barastin, Selme, and the injuries inflicted upon Grey Worm. She decides to round up the head of the 13 richest families in the city and introduce them to her dragons, which I approve of. I like the dragons. Anytime the dragons are in the picture, I'm happy. Um, Jorah Mormont and Tyrion Lannister approach the ancient city of Valeria and 
And after witnessing something quite incredible, they're set upon by the stone men, and Mormont does not escape unscathed. Sansa finally fi- sees what has become of Theon, courtesy of Ramsay Bolton's jealous mistress. Ramsay is particularly cruel with Theon at, di- at dinner, much to Roose Bolton's displeasure. At Castle Black, Jon Snow tries to convince Tormund Giant Bane to move his people south of the Wall and settle on lands that will be made available to them. Most of the men of the Watch object to the plan. And that's and, it. Nice and, and concise. I- all right, very good. Before we go on to episode six, I do want to say uh, a small correction. Uh, last week, I said that apparently it seemed like Tywin did not know about the Red Wing. Apparently, he did. He just he was all for killing uh, Rob Stark, but killing Caitlyn was like a step too far because Caitlyn, of course, had value as a hostage. So I correct. I I am mm-hmm. correcting my the record. Yeah. Much appreciated. All right, episode six. Who 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 next? Uh, go ahead and take it. All right. So, uh, Hagar takes Arya to a chamber that has that has the faces of all the people who have perished in the House of Black and White. Kind of, you know. This is this is what goes, you know. This is what goes on here. Uh, so you might want to brace yourself. Uh, Jamie and Bronn reach the water gardens and they find Marcella, but they're attacked by the sand snakes. Uh oh. Uh, the fight is broken up by Dornish guards and everyone is arrested. What is it with Jamie getting captured and or arrested? It's uh, part yeah, of his trial. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's got to go through that to become somewhat of a decent person <laughs> hopefully nope. alright Jorah Mormont and Tyrion uh, run into slavers and Tyrion convinces them to take them to uh, Meereen and uh, Littlefinger informs Cersei that Roos plans to marry Sansa to Ramsay and mm. again, again Littlefinger little, that little weasel <laughs> Pitting, pitting people. Uh, so anyway, uh, sir, uh, darn it, I shouldn't have stopped. Um, uh, he tells Cersei about this, and he manages to convince her to allow him to lead the Knights of Vale to Winterfell to uh, basically clean up the mess of the fight between uh, Stannis uh, Baratheon and Roose Bolton, and. He, if he, if he does this for Cersei, Cersei is going to name him the Warden of the North, uh, which is the traditional title of the Starks, basically, of the of the mm-hmm. head of House Stark. So, Cersei is just wow. Uh, anyway, uh, Olena Tyrell uh, gets um, gets to King's Landing and tells him, "Hey, you uh, you allowing." Loras to be uh to be arrested and paraded nude through the city. Uh we're reconsidering our alliance. And uh at uh Loris's request, uh Marjorie denies his homosexuality. Uh however, a male prostitute says, No, no, the the guy's totally gay and uh Marjorie is arrested for perjury. Lying to the gods. Yes. And in Winterfell, Sansa marries Ramsay, who uh, 
basically rapes her in front of Theon. <sighs> you know, it's it's hard to... I mean, on one hand, it's hard to feel sorry for Theon. On the other hand, he's he's been through a lot. Yeah, I... Uh, ugh, uh, and he's kind of redeemed. I, re I fucking hate Theon so much. You mean Ramsay? Or both? Uh, both. Both. I hate Theon and I hate Ramsay. I mean, obviously, I don't hate... No, I don't know. Just because everything that went on at Winterfell and, you know, him butchering those innocent boys, you know, just to, you know, to cover and, you know, just trying so hard to be a big man, you know, and he was always unpleasant with dealing with, like, Jon Snow and everything, so, um, yeah. He was just always rude to him. You remember when he gave him the direwolf and he called Jon Snow a runt or whatever? It's just like fuck you. So I mean, he's he was he was kind of being held captive. <laughs> he was, uh, and I don't agree with you know chopping somebody's wiener off, uh, you know, and then eating a sausage in front of him. Isn't Ramsey the best? Ramsey sucks. <laughs> oh Ram, when it comes to bad guys, I mean, you can hate Cersei and hate you know, well, Jamie. I'm actually starting to like now, but. J but I don't consider Jamie a bad guy. I, I don't consider I don't him either. a villain. I well, when you first when he first threw uh, what's his name out of the window, Brand. Was, yeah, Brand. Uh, you know, eh. but Ramsey is the kind of bad guy that makes you just really root for the good guys. I mean, he makes he makes Theon look normal. I know Theon did bad things, but Ramsey takes it to a whole new level. Of, and of, of and again, evil. there's re there's redemption for Theon. Yes, there yes, is there never is. redemption for Ramsey. Well, he eventually does become dog food. That's not redemption. And that it, it, it is. In That's that it irony. Sustain. Okay, whatever. I'm being. I was just being facetious. Proceed. All right. Who wants episode seven? Uh, the gift. Jon Snow leaves Hardhorn with Tormund and some Rangers. Aemon dies shortly thereafter. Oh, Aemon. Uh, Aemon, uh, of, of course. Yeah, uh, who is one of the last people, last living Targaryens in Westeros because he was spared, you know, he's been kind of a minor character, so we haven't mentioned him before, but he was spared death by Robert Baratheon in exchange for taking the black, mm -hmm. more or less. Uh, yeah, Gilly is attacked by two Watchmen. Um, Charlie intervenes and is overpowered until Ghost arrives and forces the duo to leave. Awesome. I love Ghost. Um, Charlie and uh, Gilly consummate their romantic relationship. Sansa asks Theon to help her escape Winterfell, but instead he informs Ramsay, who flays the woman working for Brienne. Um, uh, at Stannis. The, uh, oh, fucking Ramsay. Ramsay and Roos, they both suck. It's Santa's army camp. Melisandre suggests uh, sacrificing Shireen, uh, which he refuses. Mormont and Tyrion are sold to a slaver, Kagaz. Uh, Kagaz. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Um, the both are uh, uh, brought to a local fighting pit that Daenerys and her consort happen to be visiting in preparation for the coming games at Daznak's pit. Mormont defeats the two other slaves and reveals his identity to her and that he brought Tyrion as a gift. 
Um, in Dorn, Marcella tells Jamie that she wants to marry Tristane, uh, Doran's son. Olena's uh, demands for Loris and Marjorie released uh, is declined by the High Sparrow. Later, the High Sparrow arrests Cersei due to her former incestuous relationship with Lancel. Uh-oh. Lancel Lannister. Yeah, Darn. yeah, because uh, she was getting some on the side with her cousin for a while. And here I thought this was that the, the whole High Sparrow thing was never going to come back to bite Cersei in the ass. She shouldn't have given him that bell either. The big clanky one. Yeah. Alright. Uh, episode 8. Hard home. So uh, Cersei learns her uncle Kevin is the new hand of the king to Tommen. Um, and, uh, she's not being treated well by the sparrows. She's basically being, uh, left to, uh, left thirsty to get her to confess, and she refuses to. Um, Arya in, uh, Bravos, uh, takes on the identity of, uh, Lana, an oyster merchantess. I, every time I hear the name Lana, I think of Archer. Lana! Uh, and Hagar asks her to study, uh, a man who sells boat insurance but has committed fraud. Uh, she watches him. She learns everything. I, it, this is the guy with the who bites the coins, right? I think this is the guy who bites uh, the yeah. coins. And she poisons him by poisoning a, co- a coin that he bites. Uh, Theon, meanwhile, tells Sansa he faked the deaths of her brothers, Brendan and Rickon. Uh... And Ramsey talks to his dear old dad. Let me say, okay, everything you need to know about House Bolton is their their banner is a flayed man. Or, well, I'm yeah, assuming yeah. it's a man. It's a flayed human being, okay? Their, how, yep. their slogan is, our knives are sharp, referring to the fact that they use them to flay people. Okay, uh, so... Uh, Naked men have few secrets. Flayed men have none. Yes. All right. Uh, Ramsey. Uh, w- w- okay. And he asks his dad for twenty skilled men. Uh, and Meereen Tyrion Silvertongue manages to get Daenerys to spare Jorah Mormont's life, but she exiles him again. Uh, Jorah goes to Yazan and asks permission to fight, uh, and Daenerys accepts Tyrion into her council. Uh, probably the best move she's made in a while. Well, in fairness, Tyrion also accepts her as a leader worthy of advising. Well, yeah, that too. Tyrion, Tyrion, uh, you know, I, like I said, Tyrion is probably one of the few, you know, one of the most sympathetic people in the whole story, in the whole in the mm-hmm. whole series. I mean, all right. Uh, anyway, in Hardhome, Jon Snow and Tormund uh, convince uh, 5,000 wildlings to join them. But uh, Hardhome is attacked by an army of whites. Uh, Jon Snow kills a White Walker with his new Valyrian steel sword, which was, what is it, Longclaw, right? Yes. Yeah, it was given to him by, uh, what, Gior Mormont? Yes, Gior. Yeah, the previous Night's Watch commander. Yes, yeah. Uh, And and, uh, uh, he, Tormund, and the survivors managed to get away but they witnessed the Night King reanimating the deceased wildlings as whites. I'll tell you what, that episode 
that episode made my fucking jaw drop. The hard home battle. I, I it, that that was absolutely one of my favorite episodes of this entire series, just because of the hard home stuff. So, um, uh, Michelle, do you want to do uh, the Dance of Dragons? Huh? Sure. Um, episode nine. Yeah. Um, fairly, uh, you know, a fairly quick, concise one about the Dance of Dragons. Things are not going well for Stannis and his army. Winter's upon them, and they are attacked in the night, losing most of their stores. Um, unable to move forward or back, he dispatches Sir Davro Seaworth to help to seek help from Castle Black. Um, Jon Snow and the survivors of the attack at Hardhome make it safely back to the wall, but the reception they get is anything but warm. In Dorne, Doran Martell takes diplomatic route, t- t- telling Jamie that Marcella can return to King's Landing with him, provided that certain conditions were met. In Bravos, Arya seeks Lord Tyrrell, who arrives to speak with represent- two representatives of the Iron Bank. He's accompanied by Marin Trant, one of the men on her list. In Marine, the great games begin, but the needless killing is not to Daenerys or Tyrion's liking. Sir Jorah defeats his opponents in the arena, but a trap is sprung and the sons of Harpies attack. Rescue is an hand, however, as the errant dragon comes back to his mother. Oh boy, that was a great scene. <laughs> that was... Uh, yeah. That's one of my top uh, fives. <laughs> that, another one of my favorite episodes. Yes. Yes, and uh, but you, for, you missed the very important thing. What the, the 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 bonfire? Yes. No, I did. Yeah, I glossed over that because that really pissed me off. Well, yes, and I don't blame <laughs> you, but it's still an important moment. Again, yes, it was not in that current little little <coughs> synopsis that I was reading. Right. But yes, there uh, is the bonfire there. Yeah. She, uh, ba- um, so I mean, so basically, the whole this whole season, you kind of seen the the gradual downfall of Stannis Baratheon, and this kind of is like the the shit icing on a shitty cake. Uh, he's basically talked into sacrificing his daughter by burning her at the stake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that uh, directly affects uh, the beginning of episode 10, Mother's Mercy. Shireen sacrifice leans Selyse hanging herself uh, and half of Stannis' forces deserting him. After Melisandre flees to Castle Black, Stannis is defeated by the Boltons and subsequently killed by... One Brienne of Tarth. Um, they did. I was always suspicious of that, though, because it was not an on-screen death. Uh, so I, I always wondered if she might have spared him. But that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, Sansa attempts to escape, but is uh, confronted by Miranda, whom Theon kills. In the duo leap uh, the outer wall together. Cersei confesses her former relationship with Lancel and is forced to, to face atonement by walking in the streets fully naked. Uh, upon reaching the Red naked. Keep, Kyburn introdu- yeah, uh, introduces uh, Cersei to a new member of the Kingsguard uh, with complete loyalty, Sir John Strong in the books. Um, oh, yes. But uh, is actually uh, the Mountain, Franken Mountain. Um, <laughs> Jamie, Marcella, Braun, and Tristane sail from Dorne. Marcella got a kiss. <laughs> before they got on board from uh, um, 
uh, who was that? Which one of the? Uh, Elaria. I forget. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but yeah, she got a kiss, and then she dies uh, soon after uh, they board the ship. Arya infiltrates a, a brothel and kills Trant, the guy Adam was talking about. Uh, she's blinded for violating the terms of the Faceless Man. Varys arrives in Marine to rule the city with Tyron, uh, Grey Worm, and Missande. Well, uh, Naharis and Mormont leave for uh, in search for Daenerys, who far away is found by a large group of the Dothraki. Uh, Tarly and Gilly have uh, uh, Gilly have her child leave for Old Town for for the former to become a maester. Um, Tar, I'm sorry, Tarly, Gilly, and her child. Okay, I got it. Uh, Snow is stabbed several times by the mutineers, including Thorn and Ollie. Ollie, that little kid. Uh, but yeah, after the pit, after the fight in the pit uh, from Dance of Dragons, which wasn't mentioned in the synopsis. Daenerys gets on. Uh, which dragon was that? Drogon. 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 Her, fav- yeah, she- her favored dragon. Mounts Drogon and flies off. And uh, that was that was too cool when the Dothraki ran into it. That was awesome. So that another fantastic episode. Um, but uh, yeah, season five definitely. I'm. I'm. The more we we talk about this, you know, uh, definitely one of my favorite seasons. I think. But yeah, that's it. That's uh, we we got right up to the hour. We'll we'll go a little quicker when we come back. Yes. For for six and seven. I think we can do it. We're getting into a stride now, and I don't think there's as many episodes in that's the other half, season. Half an hour per season. That's yep, why I've been doing... trying to do the lighter synopsises just to keep we're, it more. Consistent. Well, yeah. but at the same time, you know, we we want to make sure we want to be thorough. All right. Uh, so yeah. Uh, we're going to go to break. Uh, I think that just to be on the safe side, we, we won't do the full three minutes. Uh, we'll probably, I will probably just, especially since the opening is, is uh, uh, too many. I think we're going to, you know, we're just, so basically. You can just only, use the opening for the break if you want. Uh, yeah, sure. That works for me too. Let's do, I'm excited to be a part of this plan. Uh, so yeah. Uh, we're 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 making pretty good time. Again, reminder that uh, Joe Santoris will be joining us for hour number three, and uh, LA. So we're gonna have, be having a bunch of great nerd nerd specials because we got Avengers Endgame coming up. I'd like to do something about the first um, the first uh, Critical Role campaign as well, because that's a, you know that's some amazing storytelling, right, Michelle? Yeah. Yeah, very nice. All right, so we're going to go to break, and uh, when we come back, we'll just uh, jam and see what happens. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. That's the end of Act One. Intermission time. Go get some snacks! Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win, or you die. There is no middle ground. You might not have my name, but you have my blood. 
things I do for love. Crown for King. Sir Illin! Bring me his head. The night is dark and full of terrors. A very small man can cast a very large shadow. You know nothing, Jon Snow. There's our brave men knocking at our door. Let's go kill them. You lost this war. The day you married her. There's horror that's come to my family. It's all because I couldn't love a motherless child. Valar Mugulis. Yes. All men must die, but we are not men. The Lannisters send their regards. Plenty worse than me. I just understand the way things are. How many stars they got to behead before you figure it out? Winter is coming. We know what's coming with it. We can't face it alone. Have you ever heard baby dragons singing? No. It's hard to be a cynic after I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. I've been worrying about John for years. He always comes back. Shame for the watch. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. I did what I thought was right and I got murdered for it. Oh no, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, let's say I threatened to hit you unless you shut your mouth, but you kept talking. What do you think I'd do? I don't give a rough. The real war isn't between a few swaddling houses, it's between the living and the dead. And make no mistake, my lady, the dead are coming. You're in the great game now, and the great game is terrifying. You freed me from the monsters who murdered my family, and you gave me to other monsters who murdered my family. My name is Arya Stark. I want you to know that the last thing you're ever going to see is a Stark smiling down at you as you die. The North remembers. We know no king, but the king in the North whose name is Stark. I don't care if he's a bastard. Ned Stark's blood runs through his veins. He's my king. From this day until his last day. If you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. Alright, and we are back for our number two. Join me as always out of the mediocre city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the rogue DM, mother of cats, queen of the universe, first of her name, etc., etc., Michelle Lagan. Hold on. Hey. Uh, can what? you, could you, uh, small hiccup, could you repeat that, please? Okay. Never forget what you are, for surely the world will not make it your strength, that it can never be your weakness. Armor yourself in it, and it will never be used to hurt. Now, I wish I could go by those words, but those are those are really, really potent words. Yeah, like I said, Tyr- like you said, Tyrion, he drinks and he knows things. Yes. <laughs> All right. And just you know, just Martin's a great writer too. <laughs> you know? but they're oh, yeah. all a great writer to put those those yep. quotes together because there's a lot of really nice quotes as your little intro and uh, shows. All right, and also out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Mr. Miles Lagan. Miles, how how hard was it to watch all this news this week, knowing we weren't going to be talking about it? It wasn't hard for me. No, I enjoyed it regardless. I mean, if we don't talk about it, we don't talk about it. But as far as a nice nifty quote to say, all right, here we go. Um, 
you will always find that which you seek in the last place you look. <laughs> All right. And finally, exactly. Anna, yep, yep, that's how it always works. Uh, and finally, out of Clevesburg, Ohio, the roar by the shore, Mr. Kenny Pick. It is known. That's it? Yeah. I, I was expecting more. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was spoiled. Okay, so we're up to season six. Yes. Um. Yeah. And that, it, it, oh, actually, the premiere of this one was actually called one of the best premieres of the entire series. Wait. Most anticipated, I yeah. think, too. We Yeah, because we forgot a key point about the end of season five. Well, jo no, I mentioned that Jon Snow was stabbed. He was killed. I yep. must, I, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a quick, but yeah. So anyway, uh, I'll, I'll I'll bang out this one real quick. Uh, episode one: The Red Woman. Jon Snow's corpse is found by Sir Davos. Uh, Ed and a few other loyalists, Davos and the others, take him inside and lock themselves behind the door with him while Ed goes for help. Uh, Thorn assures the um, assumes command of the watch at Winterfell. Ramsay mourns for Miranda while Sansa and Theon escape through the woods. Ramsey's men catch up with them and are about to take them captive when Brienne and Pod arrive! Yay, Podrick with the magic dick. Uh, kill the men, and the former is accepted into Sansa's service. In King's Landing, Cersei receives Jamie, who uh, arrives with Marcella's body. Jamie promises Cersei that they will take their revenge. Obara and Nymeria murder Tristane um, on his way home from King's Landing, while in Sunspear, Doran and uh, Ario Hota are killed by Alana and Ty, uh, Ty, Tyne, Tyne. Um, after the former learns of Marcella's death. In Marine, Tyrion and Varys find all the ships burning in the harbor. Jorah and Dario continue to track Daenerys, who is taken by the Dothraki to Cal Moro. In Bravos, Arya lives in the streets as a beggar where she is beaten by the waif in her chamber, Melisandre removes her bejeweled necklace to reveal her true appearance as an old crone. That's what it says in here. Yes. I didn't. All right. And, and after uh, Jon Snow dies, his uh, ghost, his direwolf, keeps howling every morning at sunrise. You know, and again, they want to... Yes. It's the first time ghost ever made a sound, too. That's right. You know, and again, all the wool, all the direwolves had—I don't think ironic—appropriate names. And ghosts is more appropriate, just because again he never makes sounds, correct? But also because his master died and came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. There's there's a, a lot of speculation on the names. Of course, I don't know how Shaggy Dog works with, uh, uh what's his name, um. But, uh, yeah, so uh, you want to blow through Home, Episode 2, Adam? Why, sure. Okay. So we have uh, Jon Snow uh, resurrected. He's back, baby. He's back. Um, why do they have to have these long, elaborate... <laughs> just give me a basic summary. If you just there is a basic summary. If you just click on the season on Wikipedia, there's uh there's episodes and it. It's like each one's like eight sentences. Fair enough. Let's go. Let's go back. Okay, so we're at home. Okay. Uh, Brandon is uh seeing visions of past Winterfell, 
and he sees his father, his uncle, and their sister, Liana, the one that uh, was engaged to uh, Robert Baratheon, and he sees a young Hodor. Um, Ed arrives with Tormund and a group of wildlings and imprisons Thorn and the other mutineers. Uh, Tommen asks Cersei to teach him to be strong. Uh, you know, Cersei... <laughs> I don't think she'll teach him to be strong. I think she'll teach him how to be a, a, a psychopath. Yeah. Uh, Tyrion learns that Astapor and Yunkai have reverted to slavery and uh, releases the Krakens, I mean dragons, to uh, fix the problem. And in uh, Bravos, Arya is attacked by the Waif again before Hagar appears and uh, recruits her. Um... Attacked isn't quite accurate. She's being trained to fight blind. I see. Well, I'm I'm just... Anyway, anyway, back in the north, I don't know if this is Winterfell or um, Dreadfort, uh, Roose Bolton's wife gives birth to a baby boy. Uh Uh-oh. And Ramsey Ramsey, uh, murders Roose, her, and the baby. Uh, nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brienne reveals uh, that Arya is still alive to Sansa. Sansa permits Theon to go back to the Iron Islands. And his uncle, Euron, uh, shows up and murders King Balin, who is Theon's father. Um, oh, jeez. I kind of put the cart before the horse. Davos, man... Uh, right. Wait. Am I reading that? Uh, Davos gets Melisandre to uh, try to resurrect Jon Snow, and at first, it seems like it didn't work, but uh, as soon as Arwen leaves the room, he wakes up. And that's where the episode ends. It's like trying to get a cat to do a trick in front of a bunch of people. (laughs) (laughs) The only trick my cats uh will do in front of other people's peon stuff! Oathbreaker. Who wants Oathbreaker? Miles, are you ready to read one of these, or, or do you want Michelle? Uh, I can give it a shot. I'm not as good at it, uh, Oathbreaker. You'll be fine, uh, Miles. Alright. Um, let's see. This episode starts off with Sam Tarly feeling seasick? Okay. Oh, this is him going to uh, what's that place? That Citadel. Old Citadel. Town? Yes, the... the, the no, uh, is it Old Town? No, it's the Citadel. They're not welcomed at the. They're not welcomed at the Citadel. He intends to leave with his family at Horn Hill. Oh God, Horn Hill! What a nightmare that is. <laughs> Bran Stark, his training as the Three-Eyed Raven. Love that. I like the character of Bran Stark. It's such a cool, you know, because he starts off being paralyzed, and he thinks his life is effectively over, you know, and and he's learned that no. He has a great deal more to do, and the, being the, the three-eyed raven is quite the power. Uh, what happens when is this the well, one where the, the 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 just to backtrack a little bit? They were on their way to Old Town because uh, Tarly was going to leave Gilly and the baby with his uh, with his family at Horn Hill. At Horn yeah. at Horn Hill, yeah. And the, and then uh, well, he trained to be a meister at the Citadel. So right, Old Town, which is where the Citadel is at. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And this has Bran, the big vision for that Bran has too. 
Right. And so Bran, Bran has the visions of the guy that is part of a tree, as I recall. Howland yeah. Reed. That was weird. Bran, Bran has, uh, sees Eddard and Howland, uh, Mira's father, to defeat a group of Kingsguard uh, loyal to the Targaryens at the Tower of Joy in Dorne. Uh, so this is the big important flashback. The R plus L equals J. So this is where this stuff starts coming to fruition. Okay, R plus L equals J. That means nothing to me. <laughs> is that supposed to? Is that significant? Yeah, the parentage of Jon Snow. Oh, that is yeah. definitely an issue later. I think that's uh, at the end. Yeah, yeah, that's de- oh, that's no, an exciting. I don't know what you're. I don't. Where, what are you reading from for your synopsis? Because we're, I, I think Wikipedia. you're on the Wikipedia. Are, are you on the actual season in the? Uh, in yes. The okay. Yes, I'm just very bad at reading it fast and being able to process it oh, in a, that's in a right. manner that talks that that words come out in a way that is you know. All right. Vase Dothrock. Let's see. She rises at the da, escorted to meet Dosh Daenerys. I'm sorry. Daenerys is escorted to meet with Dosh by Moran's Blood Riders. Uh, hmm. Okay. That doesn't look very exciting at all. It's what? about Daenerys. Okay. I think she's going to marry the Great Call or something like that. It's a political move. Right. That all doesn't right. sound exciting. Well, we'll... Here, here. All right, so over. <laughs> we we we've got some revelations, and this we learned that Cersei's new bodyguard is the Mount is a reanimated Mountain. Uh, yes. Arya continues training with the Waif and eventually gets her sight back. And in Winterfell, Lord Umber asks Ramsay to help protect the North from the Wildlings, and he gives Rickon Stark and Osha as a gift, as well as the head of Rickon's direwolf, Shaggy Dog. Uh, so yeah. uh, again, foreshadowing. Remember the 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 fates of the wolves mm-hmm. match the owners, uh, and uh, Jon Snow executes Thorn, Ollie, and the others who killed him. He then renounces his oath because basically, if you take the black, you're bound by it for the rest of your life. Well, his reasoning is, yes. I've already died, and I've come, you know I've got a new life, so I'm not bound by my oath anymore. And he puts mm-hmm. Tullet in charge. I almost mispronounced that. In charge of the Night's Watch. All right, uh, Book of the Stranger. Michelle, you want to jump on that one? Sure. Um, after John makes a statement about already giving his life, a horn sounds, visitors arrive at the gate of Castle Black. Sansa, Brienne, and Pod. Sansa and John hug each other warmly. Later, they share a soup and reminisce. John's tired of fighting, but Sansa wants help taking back the north. They decide to take go, to go take back their home, Winterfell. Davos and Melisandre talks. She says John is the prince that was promised. Davos asks what happened to Shireen Baratheon. Brienne joins them and states bluntly she was she executed Stannis. Um, Robin Aaron, the young lord of the Vale, House Aaron, feebly tries archery. Littlefinger arrives and presents the teen with a gift of a gear falcon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. I hate that fucking kid. Yeah. <laughs> Jan Royce wonders why he had returned. The two men bicker. Baelish gets an agreement from the Knights of the Vale to help Sansa. In Marine, the, the, the four ruling council, Tyrion, Varys, Grey Worm, uh, Missandei, discuss 
upcoming negotiations with the slave masters. The slave masters want Daenerys and the rest gone. Tyrion offers them seven years to end the practice, that there would be some compensation, and if they cut off, and that they cut off the sons of the harpy. The men are given female escorts and told to consider the offer. When Tyrion meets a delegation of upset former slaves from Mirren, they don't trust Tyrion, but Grey Worm and uh, Masande support the Lannister. Alone later, Grey Worm urges Tyrion not to trust the slavers. Jorah and Jorah and Dario walk through the hills. Jorah is tiring. Dario brags about being the one chosen by Daenerys. They overlook vast Dothrak and plan their entry. Jorah says that they need to remove their weapons as they unload. Dario noticed the gray scale on Jorah's forearm. At night, they sneak into the Dothraki city. They need to kill two locals to keep quiet. Jorah is beaten up. In the tent with the other widows, the Dothraki women talk. There is a meeting of the calls. The next day, when Daenerys' fate will be decided, walking outside with another woman, Dario and Jorah appear and urge escape. Danny refuses for now. In the Sept, Marjorie Tyrell is brought to the High Sparrow. He questions her and feels that she's not ready for atonement. He recalls his past as a cobbler who worked hard for money and fine goods until he realized it was all pointless. He takes Marjorie to see her brother Loris in a dark cell. Loris is completely broken. His sister tries to boost him up. Cersei tells Grandmaster Pycelle to leave King Tommen alone. Tommen is worried for Marjorie and seems to be willing to appease the High Sparrow. Tommen is then then trusts his mother and tells her about a private conversation he had with the High Septum. Cersei and Jamie meet with Olene and Kevin. The four plan a combined Tyrell Lannister action against the High Sparrow during Marjorie's upcoming Walk of Atonement. In the foggy north, Theon rides at the Iron Isles. Yara is not happy to see him. She is still upset that he betrayed her earlier when they tried to save him from Bolton. Theon weeps and says he has no wish to be king, only to help her rule. In Winterfell, Osha is brought to see Ramsay Bolton. Osha attempts to downplay her role with the Starks. She tries to seduce Ramsay, but he knows from torturing Theon, he knows all from torturing Theon and slits her throat, then wipes the knife and continues to eat an apple. God, that guy is a dick! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Ew, bloody, bl- bloody apple meat. Okay, a bolt message yeah. arrives at Castle Black under a light, white flag. The letter is brought to John, who is dining with the others. Ramsay has written a letter challenging John and noting that he has a Rickon prison, prisoner. Ramsay s- signs the letter, Lord of Winterfell and Warden of the North. It's not to say Ramsay has 5,000 men, Tormund only has 2,000, but they have to go and take back Winterfell. The Dothraki king brings Daenerys to them in a large hut. She tells them her plans. They hear her out, but then laugh, insult her, and threaten to take turns raping her. Yay! Calmly, she tips the burning braziers, and the hut erupts in flames. The Dothraki calls, scream, and burn. As the other Dothraki citizens come to see, Daenerys steps out of the raging inferno, completely nude and unharmed. Everyone bows to her in awe. Jorah and Dario come forward and bend their knee. All right. Um... There we go. Uh, episode five, the door. Sansa meets Baelish, who offers to support uh, the support of the Vale, um, and tells her that Brendan Tully, her great uncle, is gathering an army at River Run. She initially refuses to help. John and Sansa, Sansa leave Castle Black to gather support from other northern houses. Uh, with her sending Brienne to Brendan and Bravos, Arya is given a second chance to prove her loyalty by killing an actress named Lady Crane. Beyond the Wall, Brandon learns that the White Walkers were created by the Children of the Forest 
protect themselves against the first men. Uh, in the Iron Islands, Euron wins uh, uh, the king's moot uh, despite confessing to kill in Balon, um, causing Yara and Theon to flee. In Essos, Daenerys learns about Mormont's grayscale, ordering him to find a cure in return. In Marine, a red priestess named uh, Kaniva meets um, uh, Kinvara. Kaniva. <laughs> Kinvara meets Tyrion and Varys and promises to support, to support Daenerys. Uh, she believes that she's the princess who's promised um, Azora High. Uh, Brandon's unaccompanied vision um, uh, causes him to be touched by the Night King because the Three-Eyed Raven wasn't with him when he was having the vision, making the, the cave vulnerable. The Night King, along with the White Walkers and hordes of whites, attack the cave, killing the Three-Eyed Raven, several children, Summer, and Hodor, whose younger self is shown to uh, have been rendered mentally disabled by Brandon's interference with time travel. And may I also point That's out this right. time that the Three-Eyed Raven, played by wonderful actor Max von Sydow, a.k.a. also known as uh, Mean the Merciless. Yes, and he was uh, in uh, Force Awakens, too, in a small role in the beginning, right? Yes, that's that's right. He was was the the guy who had information about where Luke Skywalker was. Yeah. Um, And then uh, Adam, Blood of My Blood. Yes. As soon as I... uh... Blood of my blood. Okay, let's do this. All right, so uh, beyond the wall, we learned that uh, Bran and Mira Reed are uh, running away from whites who uh, are trying to get them after the incident in the cave. Uh, Bran having visions, he he sees several things, including Jamie Lannister uh, killing uh, Aerys Targaryen, the Mad King, and a dragon flying over the Red Keep. And he also sees uh, poor Bran. He has to see his fall again. Uh, the Night King transforming Craster's less son into a, a wind walk, a white wind walker. What, wrong series, White Walker. Um, and the massacre at Hardhome. He has to see. Oh, Ned Stark's beheading again. Oh, the murder of Caitlin and, and Rob and the Red Wedding, and uh, wildfire exploding beneath King's Landing. Uh, the White Walker, uh, the Whites close in, uh, and, and a black-clad rider shows up and destroys some while per- pulling Mir and Bran onto his horse and gets away. He, uh, Bran wakes up to find out that the rider is his uncle, Benjen, who, uh, went missing while exploring beyond the wall. He learned, uh, he, ex- uh, Benjen explains that he was stabbed by a White Walker during a, ra- a ranging and was left to die and become another White, but he was, uh... Saved by the Chosen Forest by being impaled with dragon glass, which is a fancy word for obsidian. He tells Brandon he needs to become the Three-Eyed Raven and control his wargame before the Night King comes south. Um, Sam, Julie, and little Sam arrive at Hornhill, which is the ancestral seat of House Tarly. Uh, Sam tells Julie, do not mention you're a wilding because uh, his father, Randall has a very happy future i'm sure hates wildings and they are greeted uh nicely by sam's mother melissa and his sister tella uh during dinner randall don't basically calls his son a nerd fat and he can't fight and uh 
Julie says, oh, no, he's he's killed a White Walker. And uh, Sam's brother, uh, Dickon, insists that White Walkers don't exist. Uh, and Julie says she saw it herself, but she reveals she's a wildling. So uh, Randall insults Sam and Julie and uh, Melissa and Tella leave pissed off at uh, Randall. Um, Randall tells Sam that Julian will Sam can remain at Hornhill, but he must never set foot in Hornhill again. And uh, Sam gets ready to leave, but uh, he changes without them. But he changes his mind, and decides to bring her and Little Sam with him to the Citadel. And uh, Sam takes House Charlie's ancestral Valerian steel sword, Heartsbane, as well. Oh yeah, stealing from dad. Now I'm not sure where you guys are reading from because your synopses are vastly longer and different than mine. So oh, I put on. the link in the chat. I put I, the link I, in I the chat because read... mine are very short. Okay. So all right, well, I'll read the short. Finish, I'll read the short. One. I'll read the short, 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 short version. Uh, anyway, um, Arya warns Lady Crane that uh, she's coming to get her. Returns to the house of black and white and recovers needle. Hagar uh, said, uh, approves of the wait's request to kill Arya. Jamie attempts to rescue uh, Marjorie from the Faith Militant, only to find she rep- she has repented. And Tommen has forged an alliance with the Faith. Oh, this is not going to end well. Um, Jamie is removed from the Kingsguard and is ordered to help Walder Frey, who is holding Edmure Tully hostage, and to uh, take River Run back from Brynden. Uh, Brandon and Mira learn that the man who saved them. Oh wait, we already covered that. Uh, da, 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 uh, Daenerys mounts Drogon and declares to the Dothraki they will sail across the Nail Sea to conquer Westeros. And that is the end of the episode. Next up is The Broken Man. Uh, Miles, you want to take that? Uh, go, uh, I think we, we should we should be able to get these last four before we go to break. And then the we only have seven man? on the other side. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, Marjorie convinces Elena to return to Highgarden after the High Sparrow says he'll pursue Elena. Uh, following her attempt to engage the faith. John, Sansa, and Davos recruit the Wadlings and House Mormont to their cause, but remain... Now, House Mormont, that's the one that's led by that little girl. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah the house, like with the house. Bears, with the bear band. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that house. Uh, but remain outnumbered by the Boltons. In desperation, Sansa writes a letter begging for aid. <laughs> Jamie <laughs> arrives... Yeah. Jamie mm-hmm. arrives in River Run. Uh, well, you know who that letter goes to, and he can't say no to Sansa. Yeah. Where where was I? Jamie arrives in River Run with Bronn, uh, assuming uh, control of the siege. Oh, that's right. And uh, the former goes to parlay with Brendan, ultimately being unsuccessful. Theon and Yara spend their last night in Volantis, deciding to sail to Marine to ally with Daenerys. In Bravos, Arya prepares to return to Westeros, but is attacked by the Waif. Arya is badly wounded, but escapes. Oh. No, I believe she kills the Waif. Later. Later? It's not there? Oh, no. all right. Sandor yeah, is... Okay, Sandor is revealed to be alive. That's Craigorn, the, the Hound? No, no. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the Hound. The Hound. Sandor, the Hound, Clegane. Cl- cl- yeah. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. saved by it, it the and his yep. followers, the, the Lord of Light uh, followers. Uh, when men from the Brotherhood threatened, eventually sought of the group, 
and Sandor gets revenge on those sad, sad folk. <laughs> okay. There you go. Yeah, this is a much easier thing to read compared to what uh, I was reading. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know how we got on different uh, different things. I should have been more specific. But uh, uh, you want to take the next one, um, Michelle? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, too, that I got so verbose on the last one. I just I felt like no I was worries. making don't Adam upset by not being so thorough. So. No, you're good. <laughs> well, but I, was the, I, reading, mean... I was reading from IMDb on that one. So. Gotcha. They're a lot more detailed. Okay. The, no one. Episode 8. Tommen abolishes trial by combat, much to the dismay of Cersei, who planned to use... Uh, sorry, planned to win using Gregor. So Brienne cheating. arrives... Yeah. <laughs> Brienne arrives in Riverrun and attempts to persa- persuade Brynden to surrender without success. Jamie threatens to kill Edmure's young son... He enters the castle and orders the Tully forces to stand down, but Brynden is killed fighting the Lannisters. Brienne and Podrick escape. Varys departs Marion on an unknown mission. Meereen comes under naval assault by the slaving cities, but Daenerys, re- Daenerys returns. Sandor kills the outlaws who sacked his village and encounters Dondarrion and Thoros, who explain that the outlaws were renegades. They try to convince Sander to join the Brotherhood. Arya is taken by Lady Crane, who heals her wounds. In the morning, the Waif arrives, kills the actress, and chases Arya through the streets of Bravos. Arya leads the Waif into catacombs and kills her. Now, that, just, just that, just little thing, snuffing the lights. Yeah, <laughs> that's one even, of my five favorites. Yeah, that's on my list. The, it is on mine, too. Evening the playing field. Then she returns the waif's face to the house and declares that she is Arya Stark of Winterfell and she is going home. <laughs> All right. Adam, do Battle of Bastards and then I'll do Wins a Winner. All right. So Daenerys meets with slave renders to negotiate their terms of surrender, but uh, they say no. She rides Drogon as uh, Rhaegal and Viserion assist, and Daenerys attacks and burns the slaver fleet. Grey Worm Yay. kills two of the masters, leaving one to tell of what he has witnessed because, you know, you only need one messenger, as we learned in uh, uh, Mulan. You only need one person <sighs> to deliver a message. Uh, after the battle, Theon and Yara meet with Daenerys and Tyrion and agree to an alliance. And in Winterfell, the Stark and Bolton armies meet on the battlefield. Uh, at, at this point, um, as far as I know... Ramsey has been legitimized, correct? So he is he is legitimately Ramsey Bolden, not Ramsey. Yeah, Snow. he legitimized himself. <laughs> oh, he legitimized himself. Wow, can I do that too, Kenny? Uh, I don't know. I mean, because basically he was a bastard, and then his and then Roos had a son, and then he was like, "Oh, you're all dead," because I'm not giving up. Because he want because before Roos had a son, he was going to make Lam- Ramsey a real Bolton. Instead of snow. <laughs> You're a real boy. All right. All right. So, and, and I really, I really don't think you want to go through the extremes he did to become a, the, the you know, the Ramsey. All right. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. this big fight. Uh, Ramsey pretends to set Rick and Stark free, but kills him with an arrow to the back. And I'm sure Ramsey is not going to pay for this in the slightest. Uh, the start uh, during the battle. The Stark forces are pinned by Boltons, but are rescued by the Knights of the Vale. 
Ramsey flees inside Winterfell, but the Wilding Giant One One, who has been heavily wounded, one, manages one. break who manages to break down the gate before dying. Uh Jon Snow beats the living shit out of Ramsey and takes him prisoner. Oh, yeah. And uh Sansa later visits Ramsey's cell in the kennels and feeds him to his dogs. His starving dog. Dog sister. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, Chuck Wagon. Uh, all right, last one. Wins a winner. I'll do this as fast as I humanly can. Before her trial, Cersei destroys the Sept of Baylor by wildfire, killing the High Sparrow. Marjorie, Mace, and Loras Tyrell, Lancel, and Kevin Lannister, along with hundreds of King's Landing nobles and, fa- uh, and faith militant, um, while Kyburn and Pycelle, uh, while Kyburn has Pycelle killed. Uh, Tommen commits suicide. That was fun. Uh, in Dorne, Varys meets with Olena and Alaria, seeking to form an alliance between Daenerys and their houses against the Lannisters. Davos confronts Melisandre over the death of Shireen. Jon banishes her from Winterfell. The Wildlings, the Knights of the Vale, and the surviving houses of the North pledge loyalty to Jon as the new King of the North. Uh, Sansa stops Baelish from uh, becoming intimate with her. Arya it kills Walder Frey and Sons. Yay. Um, Sam Altarly and Gilly reach the Citadel in Old Town. Benjen tells Brandon and Mira to pass uh, the wall without him. Brandon uses his powers and learns that John is actually the son of Lyanna Stark, being adopted by Eddard after she died during Robert's Rebellion. Jamie returns to King's Landing to find Kyburn crowning uh, Cersei, uh, the new monarch of the Seven Kingdoms. Daenerys leaves uh, Naharis uh, and the second sons to rule Marine uh, before she sets sail for Westeros and her other companions, armies, and dragons. And I gotta say, that, is an, that is an amazing ending scene for the season. Oh, god damn it. And it, it, it. Because, I mean, how long had we waited for that? Yep. Good things for come Daenerys to those... For Daenerys to take the dragons to the West, into Westeros, yep. yeah. Good things come to those who wait. <laughs> Not really in Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> but for us <laughs> yeah lower your expectations folks alright um, uh, we got through it we only have seven episodes for the next one so make this a short break fuck all promoting every, all their shows We're, this is us <laughs> alright uh, sure we can do this no no, pro, no promos just station ID and the music alright we'll be right back after this You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Living proof that you don't have to be crazy to host this show, but it helps. <laughs> Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. It's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Stuff. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. All right. And we're back. Join me as always out of the mediocre city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master Miles Lagan. Hi. And also out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master Michelle Lagan. That is me. Excuse me. <clears throat> and finally, out of... <laughs> out of Cleveland, Ohio... Don't eat a bratwurst during break, kids. Uh, out of Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Kenny Pick. Hodor. Alright. <laughs> so, Episode 1, Dragonstone. Well, that, seven. that answers my question. Oh, okay. I'll blow through it. At the Twins, the remaining lords of House Frey are poisoned by Arya, disguised as Walter Frey. The White Walkers march towards the wall, where uh, Tallet allows Bran and Mira inside. At Winterfell, despite Sansa's disapproval, Jon secures the loyalties of the House Umber and Karstark, who fought alongside Ramsay at the Battle of the Bastards. At the Citadel, Samwell steals books that reveal a large reservoir of dragonglass and dragonstone and sends it to Jon. He later finds Jorah in a cell, uh, in the Riverlands, uh, uh, Arya uh, meets a group of friendly Lannister soldiers who take her uh, intention to kill Cersei as a joke. Uh, Thoros shows Sandor a vision in the fire. Uh, the revelation leads him to believe in the Lord of Light. In King's Landing, Jamie, I keep wanting to say hi, me. <laughs> uh, Jamie uh, tells Cersei the crucial need for allies. Uh, she welcomes Euron, who proposes to marry her in exchange for the Iron Fleet. Uh, and a chance to kill Theon and Yara. Cersei declines, uh, citing trust as a concern. So Euron promises to return with a gift to prove his loyalty. Daenerys arrives at Dragonstone, the home of House Targaryen, once occupied by Stannis with her army of dragons. Episode 2, Stormborn, Adam, go. All right. Daenerys sends the Dornishmen uh, with the uh, fleet of Yara to Sunspear and the Unsullied the Casterly, Casterly Rock. Uh, you know, never divide your party, folks. Uh, anyway, she she just decides to uh, place King's King's Landing under siege. Uh, she questions Varys's uh, loyalty and threatens to burn him alive if he ever betrays her, which is ironic considering how much he's done for her in the background. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Melisandre, Melisandre arrives and encourages um, Daenerys to invite Jon Snow to Dragonstone. And uh, Grey Worm and uh, Masande uh, get it on. Cersei gathers several lords, asking for their fealty and elevating Randall uh, and making Randall Tarly the Warden of the South. Uh, Kyburn shows Cersei a prototype ballista that can harm dragons. Arya meets with Hot Pie and learns that Jon Snow has become king uh, in the North and decides to... Uh, decides to uh, forego traveling to King's Landing and instead go to Winterfell. Jon Snow receives Samwell's letter and goes to Dragonstone and 
in hopes of convincing Daenerys to support the fight against the White Walkers. He leaves Sansa in charge of Winterfell and aggressively warns Littlefinger to back the fuck off his sister. <laughs> I, I take it you approve of that use of the, of the F word. Yes. Oh, I do okay, too. Okay, okay. Samwell applies a forbidden treatment on Jorah's grayscale infection, and uh, Euron's fleet attacks Yara's. Obra and Nymeria are killed, while Alaria, Tyen, and Yara are captured. Theon shows flashes of his time as Reek hesitating to challenge Euron before. Euron, I, I should, probably should pronounce that a bit better, before fleeing the carnage by jumping into the sea. So he's a little PTSD I, going on here. Yeah, yes. I gotta say too the the yeah the uh, the the grayscale treatment scene real hard for me to watch. Oh, oh yeah. wasn't it wasn't it just cutting it away piece by piece? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and uh, all right, uh, Michelle, you want to do the Queen's Justice? Sure. Uh, Queen's Justice, episode three of season seven. Uh, John arrives at Dragonstone. Daenerys demands his fealty. Yeah. He refuses and focuses instead on convincing her to fight the army of the dead. Following Tyrion's advice, Daenerys grants John access to the island's dragonglass. Melisandre hides her presence from John and leaves for Voltanis. Bran arrives at Winterfell and reveals his newfound role as a three-eyed raven to Sansa. In King's Landing, Euron returns with Alaria and Tyene uh, as gifts for Cersei, who promises to marry him after the war is won. She also awards him co-control of her military alongside Jaime. Cersei administers to Tyene the same poison used to kill Myrsala, forcing Alaria to watch her daughter's impending death. In Old Town, a healed Jorah leaves to find Daenerys um, Ebros forgives Samwell. Grey Worm and the Unsullied attack Castlery Rock, only to find it mostly abandoned. Jamie <laughs> that was awesome. Yes. Jamie led most of the Lannisters' forces in an attack on Highgarden, while Euron's fleet ambushes and destroys the Unsullied ships. The, Lannisters forces, the Lannister forces overwhelm Olena's army. Jamie offers Olena a quick and painless death by poison, poison it. After drinking it, she confesses, confesses to poisoning Joffrey like and ball. just, just awesome. twist that knife. And, yeah, like I said, <laughs> the queen, lo, long, uh, the queen of shade goes out as she lived. All right, oh, yes. uh, oh, yeah. a couple notes about this episode. Uh, this is because I mentioned before I have I've had concerns about Daenerys's character in season seven, and and I kind of saw her kind of slight slipping a bit and this is one episode where i really felt that where she she doesn't care about the white walkers if she really cared about if she really thought she was the best for westeros she'd be worried about the white walkers and she's just obsessed with forcing Jon snow to bend the knee so i, I again i'm kind of seeing her like she's going she's kind of going down a bit in my estimations you know, still maturing. You're presuming yes. that she believes they exist, and White Walkers are a myth to the vast majority of people in Westeros, except for those that yeah. see them. Why would yeah. she commit her army to fight a myth? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Not, uh, spo Miles, the spoils of war. Spoils of four. war. 
Arya returns to Winterfell where she reunites with Sansa and spars with Lady Brienne, both of whom are unnerved by Arya's exceptional fighting skills. Yeah. Bran unemotionally, yeah, she kicked ass. Bran unemotionally fun. bids farewell to Mira, uh, divulging he is no longer the boy she accompanied through the north. Littlefinger presents Bran with a dagger that was previously used in his attempted assassination. <laughs> the cat's Seriously. paw dagger. Yeah, Cersei assures the Iron Bank a full return of their investment as a train carrying gold from Highgarden is on its way to King's Landing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. In, uh, in a cave uh, filled with dragonglass, John reveals ancient paintings depicting the first men and the children of the forest joining forces against the undead. Uh, later, Daenerys learns of the sacking of Highgarden by Lannister and realizes her attack on Casterly Rock was a distraction. Uh, despite uh, Tyrion's protests, she decides to take action. Led by da Daenerys riding Drogon, the Dothraki army catches the Lannister army by surprise and kicks their ass. Drogon is wounded during the fight by spear, fired by Scorpion Ballista. Uh, Jaime, desperate to uh, salvage something out of the fight, charges at Daenerys and is thwarted by Dwargon, uh, Drogon spewing fire. And Bronn saves Jamie by tackling him into a nearby river, saving him from the fire. All right. Who's next? Adam, do Eastwatch, because you do Eastwatch, because I want Beyond the Wall. Okay, fair enough. I get, but this is good, too, because I do, this, this ties into what I was talking about, my concerns with Daenerys. All right. Uh, Jamie and Bronn return to King's Landing. Uh Daenerys offers the, the Lannister army the choice to either bend the knee to her or die. And uh, Tyrion says, you know, it's not the best idea to just go around wantonly killing people, but she does it anyway to Randall and Dick and Tarly, leaving Samwell as the Dick. sole... Re Dick on. I, I just remember the... <laughs> yeah. Um, Are you Rick on? Dick on. Sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, she has... Uh, she uh, goes to Oh, I'm sorry. On... One, real quick, too. The actor who played Dick on Tarly... Actually, is the actor who plays in Shadow, or I'm sorry, the Umbrella Academy as the the big gorilla tough guy. I have to check that out. All right. Yeah, continue. All right. Uh, Jorah Mormont arrives at Dragonstone, reunites with Daenerys. Uh, Ma uh, Maester uh, Wolcon alerts Jon in the Citadel about the approaching white Whites to Eastwatch, and uh, Jon decides to travel beyond the Wall and capture a White in order to defend Cersei f to commit to a temporary alliance. Uh, Sir Davos Seaworth smuggles Tyrion inside King's Landing, and he meets with Jaime and offers an armistice, which Cersei accepts, informing Jaime that she is pregnant. Dun dun dun! And this is this is why I was asking earlier: Did the prophecy specify three or all of her children? You see why I was asking that? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, where was I? Uh, da, 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 she's pregnant. Damn it. <laughs> there we go. I, I got it. Uh, Davos uh, re, uh, meets with uh, Gendry, who is we didn't mention him, uh, Brathian's bastard, and returns him to Dragonstone. With the Citadel ignoring Wolcon's letter, Samuel steals several books and leaves with Jillian Little Sam. At Winterfell, Littlefinger notices uh Arya spying on him and leads her to a letter written by Samza from his room um and this would be the letter while, written while she was you know held prisoner 
Yeah. Uh, John, John Joran and uh, Gendry joined by the Hound, the Brotherhood, and a group of free folk led by Tormund leave Eastwatch and pass the wall, intending to capture White as evidence for Cersei that the army of the dead is real. And then we get to Beyond the Wall, which is absolutely one of my favorite episodes of all time. At Winterfell, Littlefinger plots to isolate Sansa. Tensions between Arya and Sansa grow following Arya's discovery of the letter Sansa sent as a child begging for Rob's fealty to Joffrey. Sansa discovers Arya's bag of faces she took from Braavos. At Dragonstone, uh, Tyrion uh, counsels Daenerys about her upcoming negotiations with Cersei. Beyond the Wall, John leads a raiding party to capture a white to bring south as evidence of the White Walkers' existence. After successfully capturing one, the group is besieged by the White Walker army. John has Gendry uh, return to Eastwatch because he runs good um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and send a raven to Daenerys to request for help. Thoros freezes uh, to death overnight. Sucks. Uh, Daenerys arrives to save the group from the whites with help of her dragons. The Night King, a leader of the White Walkers, throws an ice spear at Viserion, one of Daenerys' dragons, and kills it. Daenerys flies off along with the raiding party, but is unable to save Jon. Benjen Stark intervenes and sacrifices himself to allow Jon to escape. When Jon and Daenerys are reunited, Jon pledges himself and the North to Daenerys as queen. The Night King resurrects Viserion, making the dragon a part of his army. As you do. All right, just a couple things. One thing that sticks out about this episode is it's pretty clear that the White Walkers planned this scenario to some extent. They they clearly intent- wanted to get, you know, it's clear that the Night King wanted a dragon, needed a dragon because it's the only way over the wall. Um, so we're getting the idea that the White Walkers are thinking things. Absolutely. You know, you know oh, they're, they're, so. they're capable I've of... I've never doubted them capable ca- of thought. They're capable yeah. of strategizing because there's no... Like I said, you know, the Night King's just waiting until Daenerys shows up and he picks what is, you know, I, I what who the dragon that is arguably, arguably the easiest target, the weakest dragon, and one-shots it. So again, well, yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm really excited for the the third hour because I want to talk a, a fair amount about White Walkers, um, and it's something that never really people talk about what goes on in the series, the actual Game of Thrones, and forget that this is a Song of Fire and Ice, and of course, you know that's interpreted many different ways. The most popular being the the parent of parentage of Jon Snow, but. Nobody really ever talks about the motivation of the White Walkers, and I want to talk about that All right. after the break. But, Michelle, you can have the last episode, The Dragon and the Wolf. Yes, I like the title of it. Two of my favorite creatures. My favorite mythological creature and my favorite natural creature. So, um, Yeah, I wish Ari- wolves were real. Arian, appro- <laughs> Arian approves of your choice of mythical creature. Uh, okay. At King's Landing, the White is presented by to the Lannisters. Cersei demands Jon's neutrality in the Great War, but he upholds his oath to Daenerys, provoking Cersei to leave. Tyrion meets privately with Cersei, apparently persuading her to ally. Cersei later reveals to Jaime that she was lying and instead intends to use the gold company of Bravos to secure her hold on Westeros. Disgusted, Jaime deserts her and rides north. Bound for White Harbor, John and Daenerys make love. 
Oh, oh there's something wrong with that, too. Yeah. <laughs> At Dragonstone, Theon earns the respect of his men and leads them to rescue Yara. At Winterfell, Littlefinger sows dissent using Arya's threatening demeanor with Sansa, leading to a trial. To his surprise, Littlefinger finds himself accused of murder, treason, and betrayal, with Bran confirming the extent of his crimes. Yay! <laughs> Deserted by the Lord of the Vale, Littlefinger is executed by Arya. Samwell arrives at Winterfell and meets with Bran, where both discuss John's parentage. Again, ew. <laughs> John, they, they realize John is a true-born Targaryen named and more, Aegon. In more than the one way. <laughs> Yes, and legitimate heir to the Iron Throne, as is his parent, as his parents, Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark, married in secret. At Eastwatch, the Night King rides the undead dragon Viserion and collapses a section of the wall with blue dragon fire, allowing the army of the dead to march through. Dun dun dun. Yeah. And <laughs> did you notice? I don't know. Did you guys notice that someone took a still of that? The army made the Stark Banner Wolf. That can't be a coincidence. What? That that has to be a deliberate. The, the army marched in the shape of the Stark Wolf. Oh, oh, that's got oh, oh. that's well, got to be a deliberate there, choice on the part of the directors. There are there are some theories though be, that um uh that that a lot of the um White Walkers are actually Starks. Could be. And, so, and... Be, because the the White Walkers essentially were, you know, it, it, White Walkers and Whites are different. White Walkers are actually living creatures that are turned into White Walkers. Right. Um, you know, it, it, you saw um, Craster's, it, you know, Craster gave his um, male children. children. Yeah, male children, and they were turned. But anyway, Michelle, go ahead. Either that or some of the, the CGI guys were just having a lot of fun. Well, yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's not you know, just a random choice. It's like putting the, a symbol of a rubber ducky on the, uh, on, on the control panel in the, in the Enterprise. You know, it, <laughs> <laughs> they do stuff like that. All right. So I, I bet you I bet I haven't seen that. But, I've, yeah, that's that's uh, I bet you that is significant because I don't with Game of Thrones. I, I really don't think they put a lot of stuff in there by you know, mistake. Except the one time they did put George W. Bush's head on a spike. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> and Littlefinger learns a valuable lesson, which is... You know, nasty little fellows such as yourself always get their comeuppance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They do? Oh, yes. Always. But just the look of complete, like, you caught me? How the hell did you catch me on his face? And, and, he had I mean, such a look of disbelief on his face, like nobody could catch me. <laughs> and, I mean, he died like a dog, just gasping for breath, because that, guys, when you, when you, when your neck is cut, you're not dying due to blood loss, you're suffocating to death. Blood loss comes later. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's no. kind of a simultaneous thing, really. Well, yeah, but anyway, uh, so basically we learned, you know, we saw, I mean, it looked like the Starks were turning on each other, but they were, they were, they were going after Littlefinger. 
So there we go. Yeah. They outmaneuvered Littlefinger. There you go. Yeah. Which, can, I which... say, can I just say a good job to all you guys? We got through every episode synopsis, uh, at least for the episodes we talked about tonight. Uh, it was a little rougher uh, last weekend, but look at that. We got through all the episodes, and it's a couple minutes before nine, and Joe yeah. Santoris is going to come on, and now we get to have some real fun. Well, once we got into the groove and we got the source material, you know, um, yeah. synced between us all, it got a lot easier. Yeah. And it helps that I didn't give him the temptation to talk about the, the great stuff that happened this week. You will have time later. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, oh. Game of Thrones, not Game of Bonehead. Uh, <laughs> so. And to think, we could have been talking about CPAC all night long. Darn. All right, uh, so, again, uh, you know, that takes us up to the end, and it turns out that the fans were right about uh, their theories about Jon Snow. Um, R, R, uh, R plus L. I don't know why, but the phrase uh, R plus L equals J, when I say it, I want to say R plus. <laughs> I, for some reason, I can't say R plus. <laughs> But uh, but can you to, say I, rubber baby buggy think, bumpers? Rubber baby buggy bumpers. 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 Okay. Rubber baby. You made your point. Bumpers. Thank you. You met you met the challenge. My mom taught me well. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go. Mm. Having some leftover Valentine's Day chocolate. I'm sorry. I got a wild theory about the White Walkers when we come back. All right, so we're going to go. When we come back, we will have Joe Santorsa, blooming nerd, uh, also of the Tim Cormel, Tim Cory, Coriander, Cora <laughs> show. From House Cormel. From House, yeah. from, well, House Santorsa, which is a banner, which are bannermen to House Cormel. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> House Santor is a bannerman for House Cormel. And uh, and also, uh, um, I don't know, um, I mean, Warden of that. House Pick. <laughs> or Warden, or Warden, I mean, Warden of uh, Turn Up the Night of Rose. Uh, we, may, we may have to clip that out and send it to Tev and see if he'll run it tomorrow. Okay. So, Ed, are there any thoughts about season uh, seven before we go to break? No, just lots of thoughts about season eight. Yeah. Oh. It's, you know, as, as far as, as as an Aria season, I enjoyed that as well quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Ar so. Aryan has become, I'm t and I will say this, uh, I forget the name of her actress. What's her name? Uh, Maisie Williams. She's oh, going to go Williams. far. She is going to go far. She is a She's brilliant actor. She's already got a lot of well, other movies. I'm not saying she hasn't, but she, I mean. I have enjoyed I, the stuff I've seen her in. Let me put it this way. I would not be surprised I think she's going to get even bigger. I wouldn't be surprised if in a decade or so, she returns to Doctor Who in a bigger capacity. Yeah. Well, that would be cool. Let's, uh, let's get going to the break so we don't keep Joe Santorsa waiting. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, all right. So yeah, we're gonna go to break, and we, we'll, like I said, very we we got through it. We did it. Eight, uh, seven seasons of Game of Thrones. We'll be right back after this.
You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. This company's going to shoot straight to the top and stay there, like Cindy Lauper. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. You might not have my name, but you have my blood. The things I do for love. Crown for king. Sir Illyn, bring me his head. The night is dark and full of terror. A very small man can cast a very large shadow. You know nothing. There's our brave men knocking at our door. Let's go kill them. You lost this war the day you married her. This horror that's come to my family. It's all because I couldn't love a motherless child. Valar Mugulis. Yes. All men must die. But we are not men. The Lannisters send their regards. Plenty worse than me. I just understand the way things are. How many stars they got to behead before you figure it out? Winter is coming. We know what's coming with it. We can't face it alone. Have you ever heard baby dragons singing? No. It's hard to be a cynic after I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. I've been worrying about John for years. He always comes back. Shame! <laughs> for the watch. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. I did what I thought was right. Let's say I threatened to hit you unless you shut your mouth, but you kept talking. What do you think I'd do? I don't give a rap. The real war isn't between a few squabbling houses. It's between the living and the dead. And make no mistake, my lady, the dead are coming. You're in the great game now, and the great game is terrifying. You freed me from the monsters who murdered my family. And you gave me to other monsters who murdered my family. My name is Arya Stark. I want you to know that the last thing you're ever going to see is a Stark smiling down at you as you die. The North remembers. We know no king, but the king in the North whose name is Stark. I don't care if he's a bastard. Ned Stark's blood runs through his veins. He's my king from this day until his last day. Do you think this has a happy ending? You haven't been paying attention. And we are back for the final hour here of the Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert Game of Thrones special. And I think we're going to have to revisit this special uh, after Season 8. We're going to have to do a, a very deep, deep dive. But uh, anyway, joining me as always out of the mediocre city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM, Dungeon Master, Mother of Cats, Queen of the Universe, First of Her Name, etc., etc., Michelle Lagan. <sighs> yes, that is me. All right. And... Uh, and also, uh, joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the 
GM Galaxy Master, Mr. Miles Lagan. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. All right, all right. There you go. And out of Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Kenny Pick. A pickle slimer always pays his debts. <laughs> and finally, out of Scranton, Pennsylvania, Joseph of House Santorsa, Bannerman to House Coromall. <laughs> I love that. Um, I do my uh, impression of uh, Theon Greyjoy. Greyjoy. Yeah. Don't say no penis in this house. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh, wow. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> I just ouch. No, it, no, it's a pork sausage. You think I'm a monster? <laughs> <laughs> you do that so. Uh, <clears throat> uh, thank you. Oh, I, I don't know if we should take that as a compliment or not. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you so, have some uh, Bolton in you. That's what it is. I, I, I'm. Oh shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay. Should we should we go through our uh, before we get to predictions and all that stuff? Should we go through our quick lists? Uh, does everybody have their top five uh, battles? Uh, yeah. Let me get it. I yeah. wrote it down. Yeah. yeah. We don't. We don't have to go into a whole lot of ceremony for it. We could just start with five, and then we'll we'll see if if uh, um, we'll, we'll tally them up. I'll try and tally them up as we read them off. Um, I'll jot down uh, notes. Okay. But uh, 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 Joe, as our guest, what's your what's your uh, top favorite big battle? I'm uh, not top favorite. Your number five big battle. Number five. <clears throat> Let's see. Let's see. I would say number five would be. <sighs> They're tough. They're tough because I like them all. Oh yeah. I guess of the five top ones I have here would be Daenerys, Drogon, the Dothraki versus the Lannisters. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm gonna try and uh, Miles. What about you? Number five. Um, I like um when Daenerys took over the Unsullied. And had them turn on their former masters. Oh, okay. So I think this is going to vary a lot. So I don't know if we're going to be able to get, keep score. I think we might be able to find some commonality in our list, though. Yeah. Michelle, uh, you're number five. The battle at Green Fork. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. Uh, Adam, what's your number five? A uh, battle of the Blackwater. Just, I mean, I love the idea of you know. Again, J.R. Martin likes to use a lot of. Um, historical analogs and clearly black and clearly black fire is his world's version of greek fire which was just an awesome weapon in the worst way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nice uh my uh number five is battle beyond the wall it was it was awesome I, i i had a hard time placing that one but the other ones I liked a lot more. But come on, zombie bears, man. They fought a fucking zombie bear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Joe, what's your number four? I would have to say um, the uh, Greyjoy naval battle. Oh, that was a good one. Miles, number four? Battle of the Bastards. Ah, okay. All right. Uh, Michelle, number four? The Uprising at Dasnak's Pit. 
the pit. Oh, the yeah, the, the pit with the. Uh, yeah, with the dragon um, coming in and rescuing her from the the uh, the attacks uh, of the, uh, the the sons of the harpy. Yeah, Adam, number four. The fall of High Garden. Oh, okay. Uh, Michelle, my number four was the pit as well. Oh, very cool. So, uh, number three, Joe. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Daenerys versus the White Walkers. Oh, uh, you're talking. That's uh, that's Battle Beyond the Wall. Well, see, commonality is your. There you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Battle Beyond and, the Wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's when she lost wow. the dragon. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And there was a fucking zombie bear. Um, <laughs> and a zombie bear, yeah. <laughs> uh, Miles, what's your number three? Red wedding. It was a very one-sided fight. Yes, it counts. It counts. It counts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Adam, what's your number uh, three? I'm going to go with Battle of the Bastards, Alex. I mean, Kenny. <laughs> All, right. All right. Believe it or not, that one didn't even make my list. I went uh, Battle of Blackwater for mine because the introduction of Wildfire was so impressive. And, of course, uh, um, Tyrion's rallying speech. And, of course, uh, Sandor, uh, the, the hound Clegane, saying, fuck the, fuck, the, fuck the city, fuck the king, you know. Um, somebody gave him water, and he's like, fuck water, give me wine. <laughs> So that was that was all very good. Um, uh, this is, number. This is number, number three. Uh, that was number three. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, I didn't give you mine. Oh. Oh, Michelle. Sorry, Michelle. I'm sorry. I'm go ahead. That's okay. The siege of Mar- um, Marine. Oh, very nice. Very Dragons nice. raining fire everywhere on ships and buildings. It was great. <laughs> that was really good. So, all right, number two. We're closing in here, Joe. What was your number two? Uh, Daenerys versus the Slavers. I'm uh, picking up a trend here, Joe. <laughs> you should. <laughs> uh, Very Miles. good. <laughs> Miles, what do you got? Uh, it, it was ju- it, it was a raid. The one Ramsey took twenty men into Stannis's army and destroyed it all the supplies, effectively destroying the army by logistics. Yeah, that was that was fucking awful and 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 awesome, uh, but awful. Uh, Michelle, what's your number two? My number two is Battle Beyond the Wall. Uh, excellent, excellent. <laughs> uh, Adam, number two. Uh, my my number two is uh, hold on, I gotta read the. I'm trying to write my notes. My number two. <laughs> what was my number two? Because I can't find my notes. I. <laughs> We're just gonna. Say, I'm gonna go with uh, the battle at the gold gold road. We get to see some uh, badass. Number two. Hey, two bros. Battle of gold road. You know, where, where uh, fucking Daenerys and her dragons come in and basically say, "Oh, you thought that gold was yours, huh?" Yep. <laughs> <laughs> did they even take the gold, or did they just fucking decimate everything? Just melt. I think she just. I think she just. I think she just destroyed it all yeah and that was uh that was something else that was something else um all right so uh uh here here we go drum roll please our number ones (laughs) joe what's your number one uh big battle battle of the bastards wow nice uh miles your number one big battle 
the uh, John Snow at the Wildling camp when the Wildlings get wiped and they have to escape on this on the ocean. Whatever that fight. Hard home. Hard, Hard home. home. Yeah, Michelle, number one. Battle of the Gold Road. Nice, Adam. You're number one. Battle beyond the wall. Nice, and mine is Hard Home as well, Miles. So, looks like uh, judging from this, it looks like uh, Hard Home, Battle of Gold Road, and Battle Beyond the Wall. I think are, are on everybody's list. Just, uh, just about. Well, most most people's list. So, yeah. So it, I'm guessing that maybe Battle Beyond the Wall is probably the the favorite here of everybody. That seems to be mentioned the most. Yeah. I noticed. It's- well, it's an amazing sequence. I mean, tragic for Daenerys. Tra- you know, very mm-hmm. tragic, but at the same time, it's an amazing fight sequence. It reveals a lot about the White Walkers. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it, it sets... I think there was a more gut-wrenching death for me. Um no. You know, was that... Was that uh, uh, the dragon's name is Viserion? Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, it was Viserion that died. Yeah, Viserion. I mean, the the death and resurrection there was just so sickening, you know. I mean, to see, you know, because you know, they're they're her children and her pets, you know, and and of course, you know, if if you had a pet that you rode into battle with, that kind of loyalty and then that kind of, you know, butchery from the enemy, and then the resurrection to use that child slash pet. Uh, 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 against you, mm. yeah. Not just that's, that. We that's... we know the White Walkers deliberately let them get away solely so they could get that dragon. They get. They had a goal going into that. Oh if yeah, that was true. Then why did the White Walker pick a second spear out and get ready to throw it? Because one dra- you know, one dragon is nice, but two are better. Okay. So we'll we'll see we'll see. All right. With two dragons, um, he probably could have taken out the entire wall. All right. What? Uh, uh, let's do this quick. Our our favorite one on one combats. Let's see how much we intersect here. Uh, Joe, uh, who versus who? Number five. Let's see. <clears throat> Number five. I'm gonna say Cal Drago versus Mago. That's a good one. That's a good one. I Miles. like the way it ended. I like the way it ended. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. <laughs> yes. Uh, Miles, uh, your number five versus Hodor's last stand. Oh, Hodor holding the. Uh, yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Michelle, who versus? Um, oh, Brianna, Brianna Tarth versus those three unpleasant Stark soldiers in episode two dot ten. <laughs> you know, Valar, Margulis. <laughs> Cause I, just yeah. the just the banter that happened, it was just like, oh, you guys are in so much trouble. <laughs> oh, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> like that line from the Shazam trailer. <laughs> yes. um, you're dead. Uh, all right, uh, Adam, who's your number five one-on-one combat? The Beyond the Wall expedition versus a zombie fucking bear. <laughs> Good one. Love the zombie bear. I, yeah. I I almost put that on my list, but I didn't. I um, uh, my number five is Jon Snow versus Ramsey Bolton, where he beats him to a bloody <laughs> fucking fall <laughs> yeah, before he turns nice. him into Alpo. Um, Joe, number four. Number four. I'm gonna go with uh, 
Brian versus the Dothraki. Oh, wow. I forgot about that one. You remember when the Dothraki cut Brian's horse's leg off? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. On foot and he, and he's, Dothraki is chasing him all over the battlefield? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, I forgot. Man, I, I, I need to rewatch this whole series now. Uh, Miles, number four, one-on-one combat. Uh, Jon Snow against that uh, Nightwalker guy that he killed with his Hillarian steel sword. That was... In hard, hard home, yeah, yeah, In yeah. hard home. In that one fight, that's where you see Valerian steel and what it's worth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm with you there, brother. Uh, uh, Michelle, what's your number four? The Mountain and the Viper. Oberon Martell versus Gregor Clegan. Nice. 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 That is on my Poor list as well. Oberyn. Yes. Uh, Adam, uh, what's your number four? Or number, yeah, number four. Theon Greyjoy versus Harag. Oh. <laughs> the nut kick scene? Pretty much. <laughs> uh-huh. well, and that, that rousing speech yeah. of his, you know. I... <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, 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 I'm the same with, with Miles Jon Snow versus the White Walker from Hard Home. That's that action sequence was so great. Mm-hmm. Um, you win Jon Snow, basically the White Walker fucking just I, I don't know if he kicked him or knocked him or whatever, knocked him down off in that burning building, knocked him down. And Jon's like, you know, gets a wind knocked out of him and everything. And it's looking bad. It's looking so bad. And then um, and then things take a turn, like uh, Miles said, Valerian Steel, uh, worth its weight in more than gold, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Number three, Joe, what's your uh, number three versus? That's it. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. The White Walker, yes. Very nice, very nice. Miles, your number three? My number three is the Samwell against the Nightwalker when he stabs it with the, the dragon glass, proving yeah. the value of dragon glass. That almost, almost made my list. That, that, it, it was between, uh, it, but Jon Snow and Ramsey Bolton beat that one out. Uh, Michelle, what's your number uh, three? Bronn versus Ser Vargas Egan. And that, <laughs> yes. That one fight around that whole. You don't fight with honor. Yes. No, nope, he did. Is someone gonna fly? <laughs> <laughs> Adam, what's your number three? I'm hungry, my mommy. No, my number three is Ari. Uh, Ari, I almost said Arian. Arya versus the Waif. Uh, yeah, uh, Arya versus the Waif. It, it was. It was not. It was so close to be on my list. It really was. Um, but, uh, I will say, uh, <laughs> Michelle, I am the same with you. Braun versus Cerveris Egan, oh, cool. uh, or however you say his name. And, uh, in so much, I actually, uh, have that audio clip. Um, uh, let me, let me grab that real quick. Uh, come on. I love it when this, I love it when the sneaky little bastard beats up the big, big, you know, holier than thou night. So. Oh yeah, and then he's kicking over candelabras. And yes. like, you know. uh, but yeah, so the but this 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 is one of my favorite lines of all time from Game of Thrones. You don't fight with honor. No. 
He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, number two. Uh, Joe, what's your number two? Uh, Bri- Brianna versus Arya. Ooh, nice. Tr- this is season That's seven, cool. right? Yes, this is when uh, Arya displays her water walking technique. Yeah, she uh, shows her ninjas. versus versus Brianna's strength and agility. Yeah. yeah, they fight to a tie, actually. Yeah, yeah, and that was well, of course, and that was last season because that's when Arya finally made it back to uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winterfell. Winterfell. All right, Miles, uh, what's your number two? Arya Wave. Excellent, excellent. Michelle, number two. Arya Stark and Sandor Clegan versus Pulliver and the others. Oh wow! And two swords. That was, yes, that was brutal. That yes. was brutal. Um, uh, I think I'll eat all these fucking chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat every fucking chicken in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I won't say what he referred to a guy's mouth as, though. Um, oh, uh, God, the number of times he says that word in the show. Yeah. yeah. Adam, you're number two? Uh, Jon Snow versus Ramsey Bolton. Excellent. Also on my list. My number two is Brienne of Tarth, Tarth versus Sandor Clegane, the Hound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Such a good one. Uh, all right, here we go. The drum roll again. Drrr. Joe, what's your number one versus? Bran versus the Hound. Excellent. All right. Uh, Miles, your number one. My number one is with a character that I am so desperate to see back into the show. Serial Pharrell against the, the house uh, guard of uh, Lannister or King's Landing when they came to arrest Arya. Oh yeah, yeah the the dance instructor. That's right. You know there is only one god, and his name is Death. No, not but not today. But not today. Love that fight. <laughs> god, did he, he schooled yeah. him with a wooden sword? <laughs> it was very that that was a very Princess Bride kind of like uh, uh very much reminiscent of Mandy Patinkin as um uh what's the character's name Adam um Inigo Montoya. Inigo Montoya. Yeah. Yeah, so very, very much reminiscent of Inigo Montoya. The six-fingered man? or uh, Yeah. Uh, all right, so Michelle, what's your number two? Or one, this is number, number one. one, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, oh, my apologies. It's no surprise on what my number one is. It's Arya Stark and the Waif. I just, I love the ending of that fight. You know, just with the little candles going, yeah. the, the, the lamp going up. <laughs> and then... Yeah. The shit kicking happens. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was fantastic. All right, Adam, what's your number one? Uh, Ned, St- uh, it's a flashback a fight, but Ned Stark, Helen Reed, and uh, Party versus Sir Arthur Dane. That was pretty awesome. That was real. That 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 all all of it, I mean the the Arya and the Waif. That one they were so close to making my list, but they didn't. Uh, because my number one, hands down, wish it would have turned out a little better, Auburn Martell versus Gregor Clegane, the mountain. Um, because, you know, just, you know, who gave the order? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was so good. 
It was so good, and you thought it. it in the choreography on that, in the in the guy who did uh, Oberon Martell's uh, moves, his stunt double, whatever, like when he like spins and jumps and slides, you know, you hear his boots skid across the 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 stones, and you know he's whipping around that that pike or spear or whatever he has. So good, so good, and of course, and it was it was seeking justice against you know the the brutality of the Lannisters so um so yeah so that was that's my number one so yeah looks like uh we were all we were kind of all across the 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 map on that but there have been so many battles uh but it looks like um Brienne and Sandor we had some repeats uh Jon Snow and the versus the White Walker and that's just about it or well um wait Brienne and the Hound have... yeah Brienne and the Hound yeah um, and and then uh, uh, oh yeah, Oberon Martell, Michelle, you had yes, that one too. That was my number four. And then uh, and then uh, Braun versus Cerverus uh, Egan. Arya and the Wave were on like what three or four of our lists. Oh yeah, yeah, Arya and the Wave. I'm sorry, I was just going from what I wrote down. My apologies. Um, but yeah, Arya and the Wave definitely. So all right, all right, we're we're done with my the, those lists there. Break time. Yeah, uh, yeah, actually it is. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, we we so what next next is theories and wish lists. So yeah, I think that's gonna be fun. Definitely. Uh, so and, yeah, and we'll make sure everybody fights with honor. You don't fight with honor. No. He did. There you go. Ah, <laughs> <Yep. laughs> oh, the hound. No, that's Bron. Oh, I, it's that's right. And I when I think it was the the hound sounds like something he'd say. They're both kind of badasses. You yeah, know. that is true. Yeah. Well, in two different styles. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All yeah, right. Street scrapper, street scrapper versus. Uh, uh, brute strength. Yes. I'm going to go with the scrapper every time. Brute strength can only get you so far. Now, he has wits, too. All right. He is Break a very smart and pragmatic man. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm stoked. I'm stoked about theories and wish lists here. Uh, I got one that I think might blow your guys' minds about... Uh, the prince it was promised. Uh-oh. Fair enough. Uh, anything else before we go to break? I'm guessing that's a no. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. I won't argue that it was a no-holds-barred, adrenaline-fueled thrill ride, but there's no way you could perpetrate that amount of carnage and mayhem and not incur a considerable amount of paperwork. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Welcome to the labyrinth of the world. It's a land of free letters. 
This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of metal and monsters of rock right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. 
Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. All right, and we are back for the final segment here on Mike Check Radio. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Join me as Shame <laughs> Join me as always out of the great out of the mediocre city of Port St. Lucie, Florida the GM Galaxy Master Miles Lagon Also out of Port St. Lucie the rogue DM Dungeon Master Mother of Cats etc 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 Michelle Lagon That's me And out of Cleveland, Ohio the boss Mr. Kenny Pick Valor Margolis. And finally, out of <laughs> Scranton, Pennsylvania, Sir Joseph of House Santorsa, Bannerman to House Coramal. And the hand of the king. Oh. King from Coramal. Scranton. From Scranton <laughs> fell. From <laughs> Scranton fell. Yes. <laughs> yes. And tomorrow, and pe- winter, is, winter is coming tomorrow. In Pennsylvania, Os. Oh, you getting some more uh, bad weather up there? Yes. Oh. Yeah, we're probably getting it here too. It's well, coming. I... Dad said it's hitting uh, Youngstown area too, so we'll probably oh, okay. we're probably gonna get it. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Right All right. So, how what what are we gonna do? Well, I, I, I'm gonna uh, let me let me throw this out at you guys real quick, uh, and and I'll, I'll be as brief as I can, and I want to get you guys' take on this. This is not my theory, but it's a guy, it's a video, uh, uh, a dude on YouTube that I subscribe to. I'll try and find out who he is. Um, I just subscribed to him, so I don't quite remember his channel, but he had a theory that I found really compelling. And again, I, I talked about this earlier. Nobody really ever discusses the motivations of the White Walkers in the Army of the Dead. You know, well, obviously the Army, the the White Walkers, you know, Army of Whites, you know, they have no motivation except for being fodder in their their wars. All right, so the White Walkers were created by the the children of the forest uh, by, you know, plunging a, a shard of dragonglass into the heart of one of the first men. So they're a supernatural race, right? So I don't think their motivations to, like, head south, 
you know, you know, Susan speculated, well, maybe they're like Cicada and they come out and they just want to come and overrun things, whatever. But I, I really think there's some kind of motivation, uh, you know, outside of them, you know, just being like a migratory force or something like that. Or just being, we're evil and we'll kill you. Nah, I got you, He-Man. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's it, it, because George R. R. Martin has admitted he doesn't like writing straight up good or evil characters. Um, and uh, so my, I watched this video and this guy was talking about the prince who was promised, the prophecy of the prince who was promised or Azora High. And what... I what what he said and what I'm I'm really smelling what he's stepping in here is he's saying that maybe this is a you know the prince who is promised isn't the prince who was promised for man maybe it was the prince who was promised to the white walkers maybe this is some royal blood that was promised as a replacement to the night king you know the heir to to become the next night king that maybe john snow being you know uh, the the song of fire and ice himself uh maybe of being of stark and targaryen blood that he was supposed to have been given to the white walkers and once once that was that promise was unfulfilled the army started marching south and now, possibly with Daenerys, maybe possibly being impregnated by Jon Snow, and you know the Night King, obviously has some similar powers uh, to Bran, who can see through time. Maybe this was coordinated to go and take the offspring of Daenerys and Jon. And you know, since John wasn't given to him as the prince who pro was uh, the prince that was promised to the White Walkers, and now he's like, okay, this is, you know, you didn't give me him. We're coming for his offspring with Daenerys Targaryen. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Hmm. Well, hmm. The, the whole thing with Jon Snow is a fire and ice thing. Yeah, you know, you know the, you know, as you said, the Targaryen blood and the Stark blood, you know that that's that's dragon fire and and winter, uh, winter snows. There you go. His name, Jon Snow. Yeah, you know, and you know his trial by fire. You know to you know and 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 everything that he's he's done. You know being resurrected and all that. So it's 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 an idea. I mean, the imagery is always there around Jon Snow. Mm -hmm. So and, he's, and he's not only, connected with it. Yeah, and not only that too, but uh, I'm thinking maybe, you know, the the um, the idea of a song of fire and ice is okay. So John John Snow um, is essentially three quarters Targaryen. Oh no, wait, no, he's no half Stark, half Targaryen. No, I'm sorry, he's he's half and a, yeah, he's half and half. His child would be three quarters Targaryen, essentially, and one quarter Stark. So that could be just enough to temper the the fire aspect of the bloodline for the the White Walkers to actually take his offspring as well. I don't know. 
Um, you know, uh, but there is uh, some speculation too that Craster actually has some Targaryen blood. I guess this is a thing for book readers. Um, but uh, but uh, it, 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 so we know that sac- giving a human sacrifice to the White Walkers kind of kept them at bay for a while. And um, and again, um, Michelle, you mentioned the uh, the the formation of the the uh, undead army at the wall, looking like no, a Stark. No, that was Adam that mentioned that. But I. Oh, just, I'm sorry. I, I I just said it might have been the CGI oh, guys right. having fun. <laughs> but uh, but well, yeah. So Adam, you mentioned that, and, and that's a possibility too that. A lot of these White Walkers that maybe this was for a very long time. The Starks were making sacrifices, and it maybe fell by the wayside, and all those Craster sacrifices weren't enough. And actually, because the you know Craster was killed, that whole thing you know Craster's keep was completely decimated for the most part. Um, that could be motivation too. It's like you took away our human sacrifices to create more white walkers. So anyway, so I'm, I'm just throwing it out there because nobody ever talks about the motivation of the white walkers and they are an intelligent supernatural race, you know? And I think there's been a, a fair amount of confusion or intentional, um, uh, intentionally not explaining the difference between white walkers and the whites. That they're just like, oh yeah, they're just all zombies, kind of thing, you know, because they, they, there's no exposition about them, you know, not like we get with all of the different houses and this and that and the uh, bannermen and the allegiances and whatever. So uh, I don't know, Adam, what do you think? It's plausible, uh, you know, uh, it's possible because a lot of this stuff has been kept vague, and I would say, you know, deliberately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think those books that Sam's uh, Sam stole are gonna reveal a lot. Um, and of course, uh, Bran, Bran, and mm. Sam are basically gonna tell the story of this season. And yeah. uh, so, Miles, what what say you on all this? Bran's very important. I see him as being. Uh really the the storyteller of what it was what is and what is to be so mm-hmm. um I, I i i can see i see him being the one that's going to be making big reveals at really yeah. awkward moments <laughs> so yeah and um, and there's also speculation that bran stark is the same bran all through you know bran the builder and and everything that that bran actually took his time travel abilities uh, even further, and uh, it, because there have been lots of Bran Starks, and there's speculation that you know the, this Bran Stark is all of the Bran Starks, and that Bran built the wall, and you know, um, you know, uh, all of that. But uh, Joe, where are you on all this stuff? So, <clears throat> I never thought of the White Walkers needing a motivation. Other than <clears throat> just to kill people, mm-hmm. to tear down the wall, um, 
They were originally made by the children of the uh, forest, yeah. Forest and and uh, the first men, right? Yeah, one well, of the by first children men. of the first. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, could it be they're coming back? I don't know. It could be that they're coming back to find their creators, who put up a <clears throat> who put up a wall to prevent them from coming. Uh, well, that that the children of the forest are. Uh, I think they're essentially the last of them. Pretty much died at the, the Three Eyed Raven, um, you know, compound or whatever that was. Because um, there was only, I think there was only a few left. Unless they're in hiding, of course, they could be like wildlings, you know, and be scattered everywhere. But yeah, that's that's a you know that's a good point. But if they're searching for their their creators, they need to look for the children of the forest. Forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and wasn't it the, the children of the forest and the first men were the first to raise the wall? Yeah. Uh, well, the the I think it was the first men who raised the wall, or I don't even know. But the, I, it, you know, that's the thing. Nobody knows where the wall came from at this point, you know, and, and that's why a lot of people are speculating that maybe Bran was the guy who built the wall, you know, uh, with all of mm-hmm. his, uh, you know, uh, supernatural abilities and time travel and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. um, Michelle, where do you fall on any of this speculation and weirdness? Um, all I know is that, yeah, the, the White Walkers are intelligent. I mean, do they, they? I don't know what their game plan is, if if any, or just conquest to get rid of all the living. You know, maybe they've evolved yeah. past the task that they were sent for, which were children of the forest to protect themselves from the, you know, the the deforestation and the destruction of man. Mm-hmm. So maybe they've evolved past that. Maybe since they are an undead creature, that live the living are you know their their bane, and they just seek conquest. Yeah. Like any any intelligent creature does, you know, for the most part, you know, they they seek seek to control their environment, and that's what these guys are doing. My take on yeah. the White Walkers it's uh, similar to um, a, a race that creates the ultimate fighting machine. Like in Star Trek, you have the Doomsday Machine that was designed to fight the Borg. I mean, the race died off, but the machines fought on. The, the big cone-shaped thing that was attacking the Enterprise yeah. and the other ship. Or, uh, like the Cylons, where the, um, the the humanoid race created these robots to do fight their battles for them. Oh, oops! And things go out of control, as they do. But, um, so yeah, I, I see the, the, the children of the forest as being this, you know, they found themselves in a pickle, decided, hey, we're gonna tap into this dark force to protect ourselves, and... And it's uh, it's they set it loose on the world, and it doesn't stop. It's on like Donkey Kong. Um, Adam, uh, you got any final thoughts on the motivation of the uh, uh, White Walkers? Nothing in particular. I mean, it's clearly have some purpose that has yet to be revealed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, we know they're intelligent, and they're not. You know, I mean. Uh, they may be doing what they were created to do, but we still don't know the reason why. And I think that's going to be yeah. important. What do you think about the twist on the prince who was promised? You know, at this point, it wouldn't surprise me. 
Yeah. Um, because you need to, again, you need to, you know, uh, subvert your expectations from this series. And, and, and honestly, the, the, the next thing I wanted to, uh, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to, uh, steamroll or anything, but I kind of wanted to ask everybody, uh, for the wish list portion is who do you hope isn't compromised by the end of all this? Who you do you turn hope... into a white Walker? No, no, no. Who do you hope come? Who do you hope comes out of this with clean hands? Because Tyrion. so many characters, uh, so many characters, have um, done things that are um, untoward, you know, uh, or or you know, done ugly things, you know, based on the old ways, or you know. Uh, uh, whatnot again, you know, going back to J, uh, you know, uh, George R. R. Martin saying he doesn't want to write a completely black and white characters being, you know, strictly good or strictly evil. There, you know, so, so who, so Adam, you're saying Tyrion is somebody you want to see, but you know, Tyrion's done some, you know, he strangled, uh, his, his lover with her necklace. He's already kind of come out of this. Uh, you know, although she betrayed him, um, but you know, there's there are a lot of people. I think there's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of betrayal in this final season. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a huge betrayal by someone, and I guess I'm saying, who do who do you guys hope comes out of this not making a huge betrayal? Because I really think Tyrion is going to betray somebody. In season eight, I think Tyrion is gonna break our fucking hearts. In in season eight, I I I don't know if I would put it that way. Um, I think he has legitimate concerns about Daenerys' stability after her actions in season seven. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna suddenly switch sides and support Cersei. I think he's. Uh, come on, he's smart enough to know Cersei is no good for the Seven Kingdoms. But no, same- I'm leaning more towards he witnessed John and Daenerys um, yeah. bumping uglies. Yeah. Um, and now, also, uh, just from that, do you there. get you get him, you know, thinking ahead, like you know, like what does this mean, or how's this going, or do you get from Tyrion that he has feelings for Daenerys and is jealous? I don't think it's jealousy. I, I don't. I, I, you know, uh, I'm not going to bank on that. I, I could maybe kind of see that, but I think his, uh, you know, being such an intelligent guy, I think maybe he's seeing this alliance as possibly being. <sighs> them becoming uh, um, uh, uh, emotionally and, and sexually involved. For some reason, I, I, I don't know. There, there, it, it strikes me that it, it, there's no, it's no coincidence that Tyrion witnessed them doing the dirty. The, you know, for for the purposes of storytelling, and I, I I do write my own stories. Michelle can vouch. The purposes of him witnessing those two characters doing that may be nothing more than the author having a need for someone to witness it. Because when the big reveal comes out that Jon Snow is a Targaryen and Daenerys is his aunt, 
that he, they're uh, having a witness to that can create drama. Yeah, which that's true. For, that's true. Like, but oh. yeah, I, I I concur. Yeah, I concur. And but uh, I I will tell everybody. I think that uh, I predict now that uh, Tyrion and Jon Snow are gonna fucking do something that is gonna make us all like be like god damn it (laughs) you know i really think that there's there's this is you know if you haven't been been paying attention there this doesn't have a happy ending uh in the words of uh ramsey bolton um but yeah michelle uh what say you on all of this? Uh, what? what uh, who are you? Who do you want to see come out of this with as clean of hands as possible? Um, I may be totally off on this. Um, I'd like to see Arya just, you know, uh, she's done some bad things, but she's uh, the the depths of her her bad things are not nearly as much as most of everybody else's. Yeah, and I, yeah. I'd like to see her come out of this as clean as possible. I have a really horrifying suspicion, and it's in the pit of my stomach, and it just may be something I ate today or something. But I think Bron, uh, gonna Bran's gonna have to do something that's gonna be truly horrific in all of our eyes. He's gonna have to say something, or you know, um, uh, come out with a piece of information that's gonna hurt a lot of people. I I would say you're that that that's that's a safe bet. That is a very safe bet. Right. So that's um, that's what I see him being set up for, and that to me that'll me will be heartbreaking for me because it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be mm-hmm. it's gonna be devastating. Yeah. But yeah. that's just that's just I, my I mean, feeling. So. Yeah, because I mean we 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 know the score. We know this the this season is just gonna fucking. Uh, wear stiletto heels with a fucking ninja knife on the end of them and stick it right through our heart with brute force. (laughs) For for time's sake, I'll just rip through mine. Uh, I I have two characters that I'm looking at that I like their, their path of redemption. And one is Jamie Lannister and the other is Mm -hmm. the hound. Yeah. So I want, I don't want to see them revert back to bad and ugly. I want to see their characters paths continue on the, Honorable well, side with with uh, Sandor uh, Clegane, uh, we we have uh, hopefully, as everybody says, the Clegane Bowl. Hopefully, the Clegane, Clegane Bowl actually happens with the Hound versus the Mountain. They and, have been uh, setting that up. There's no guarantee it'll happen, but yes, the story is yeah. definitely leading to that. And as for Jamie, I really. Uh, 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 I, I, wouldn't it be interesting if Arya were to take Jamie's face and go to uh, King's Landing? Ooh, yeah. So that I'm throwing. My I hadn't considered in. that. Yeah, and then uh, you know, uh, and then the arms of the lover that he or arms of Jamie says he wants to die in the arms of somebody he loves, and I think he might die in the arms of Brienne of Tarth. A lot of people have talked about that. Uh, I'm I'm worried he might die in the arms of Cersei because he can't bring himself to kill her, and Arya's the yeah, one. That's why I'm saying Arya, Arya, you know, could you know take his face. No, no, go, no, 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 no. He's uh, no. Uh, Jamie is dying in 
Circe, in front of Circe. There's no time to take his face. And Arya comes from the shadows as somebody else and, and takes Circe off her list, personally. Well, you got to think about the geography, though, with uh, uh, because Jamie marched north um, to, to, you know, fight uh, yes, against... Yes, going uh, to Winterfell. Fight. Yeah. So, uh, but Joe, uh, do you, any wish list predictions, anything like that? Well, uh, who I'd like to see come out unsullied, as we say, um, probably Jon Snow, <laughs> unsullied, <laughs> Jon Snow. I think he's been the consistent, uh, in my, my view, the consistent, uh, uh, hero in this whole saga. Yeah, I agree. And um, he, he, like I said, they've all done things that uh, are not quite um, right. But um, I think Jon Snow, I would like to see come out uh, to be the the unsullied one. Uh, not unsullied, really, though, but <laughs> in the un- untainted. Game of th- untainted. untainted. Not unsullied in the unsullied sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you want to see him keep his uh, what's been reported as a, a tiny penis. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> whatever. And it could be uh-huh. it could be that it could be that that the union of of uh, of Jon Snow and Daenerys um, produced the child who's mm-hmm. destined to be to take over. You know. Westeros take the throne and it could be the Lannisters return home to roost and yeah. return to their La- Lannister uh, roots and that it's uh, Tyrion and, and Jaime go back to Cersei and ally against the Targaryens for one final showdown eh, maybe Maybe uh, uh, I, I will say this uh, about Jon Snow is uh, I really, really, really think something rotten is going to happen. It has everything to do with the sword called Lightbringer. Um, and um, do you, uh, Michelle? Do you know about Lightbringer? Um, doesn't sound familiar. I I may have okay. missed that. No, it, it's um. Let me just say this. Lightbringer is a sword that can be used to defeat the army of the White Walkers as long as it's bathed in the blood of someone you love. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who so, has that sword? Um, uh, I don't know who has it presently. Um, uh, I'll look. I'll look. But Adam, g- vamp for me while I look this up. Is sure. it Jamie? Because he promised to kill Tyrion, and he's on his way to Winterfell. He's not trying to kill Tyrion. Why would he try to kill Tyrion? We kn- we just went he's... over this when he when he was the one. Oh, that, killed, that was it was the, it was Tywin. it was Stannis's sword. So who has Stannis's sword? You don't you don't it's remember a... Jamie saying he was going to kill Tyrion when he met him again? After finding out that he's the one that killed Tywin, um, I thought they kind of got went, beyond. We just went over that. Just, I thought they kind of. Was... He's not going north to kill Tyrion. He's going north because he's disgusted by Cersei. He's not going north to meet Tyrion. He doesn't know where Tyrion is. Okay. 
Okay. Okay, Lightbringer was the sword of Stanith, uh, Stanis Baratheon. Okay. Is it a normal sword um, of Valerian steel? Yeah. Stannis was killed by Brienne, wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't? Uh, yes. In the, in the books, uh, Lightbringer is a sword of legend forged and wielded by Azor Ahai, chosen by the Lord of Light to fight the, uh, the darkness. The sword uh, is said to glow and radiate heat, burning whatever it touches. Um, as in the TV series, Melisandre enchants Santa's swords and dubs it. Oh, he, she dubbed it Light Lightbringer, so it's she was fake. wrong. Yeah, it's a fake. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, it says it's unknown whether the real Lightbringer is just a legend or if it actually exists, and if it does, what happened to it? There are fan, uh, but. Anyway, um, but yes. it, it says there are fan theories that it's not actually it's not a sword, but a metaphor. It can even be a person. Right. So this also could be something that Sam brings in the books that he stole from the Citadel too. Right. So. They're they're saying that Ram that there's a theory that Ramsey may have taken the sword as a trophy after he found Stannis's body. Oh, because okay. he he All claimed right. to have done that in the novels, so that it could be wherever, you know, in in Ramsey's trophy room or, you know, that sort of thing. So well, All I'll right. tell you what, it, we're a little we're a little bit over. I'm gonna shut my mouth, and if you guys have any other stuff, uh, uh, theories or or whatever to talk about, well, Adam obviously suss it out of them. Well, I'm gonna start with saying I think that. At some point, ice is going to be reforged. Uh, of course, it won't be the same ice, but I think th I think that there will be a new ice. The ice being the ancestral Valerian uh, great sword of the Stark family, because I think that uh, the, the story is bending towards you know again being the White Walkers, but also not the redemption of the Starks, but the salvation of them. You know, mm -hmm. so I think we're going to see. Uh, Ice reforged. Um, my gut tells me Daenerys is going to put down Viserion, and uh, okay. it's not—it's not. It's not gonna, I, I, my original theory, if you guys remember, was that um, maybe they would use a a, a Valyrian steel-tipped uh, scorpion bolt, but. Viserion isn't a White Walker; he's a White. So Dragonglass should do the job. Viserion is not a White. Viserion, Viserion is, is not a White. Viserion was he raised. Was raised he, uh, a Viserion was okay. The uh, think about this: the uh, the, the Viserion the isn't a White Walker. He's a he's a White. Uh, no, he is a White Walker. Um, uh, white or, Walkers or, are created from the living. I know, I understand that, but listen to this. Okay, look how he was raised. Look how he was raised. The white, the the Night King went. Uh, look at the Battle of Hartholm. When all of those whites were raised after the battle, what did the Night King do? Did he go over and touch him on the face? Did he go over and touch each one of them on the head? No, he didn't. He just raised his hands, and they all came up. Fair enough. Viserion, he raised him out. They dragged him out of the water. If he was a white, all he had to do, unless water is some kind of barrier for his powers of raising whites, all he had to do, you know, they actually had to use whites to drag Viserion out of the water. 
and then he put rested his hand on his face, and then when his eyes opened, they were bright crystal blue. Whites have cloudy blue eyes. So, well, then in that case, maybe, uh, maybe my original theory about Widow's Will being used to make a scorpion bolt to put Viserion down is right, because uh, you know, in death, Joffrey will serve the purpose. Oh shit! There you go. I'm thinking the key to kicking Viserion out lies with Bran. Why? Bran. Well, as I you know said, Daenerys is, is one of his, her, uh, her children. She, as you said, it's going to be difficult. She may choke. She may not be able to do it. And Bran may be able to tap into the feral mind of a dragon, take it over. Just as you took over Hodor and do what needs to be done. Okay. Just a theory. That's Just interesting. Point. No, mm-hmm. that is interesting. What about you, Joe? I like that theory. Because of Bran's ability to over to take over an animal's thinking. He's had, there for a reason, other than I, just telling us yes. who John's parents were. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but that is a good theory. I like that. All right. Uh, so we know Cersei is not getting out of this season alive. Uh, my theory, I think I'm, I'm all in. Uh, I, I think it's going. I think it's going to be Jamie. Really. I think Jamie's going to do the job. I think that he, you know, he's had to do it once before. He had to kill the Mad King. It's possible. That's definitely possible. Well, there, there's, you know, uh, like Daenerys always talks about the wheel, you know, the cyclical uh, nature of, of things that happen. Um, but, you know, maybe the wheel will be broken before that can happen. Um, but... Anywho. It'll be a climactic fight where Arya, Jamie, and the Hound all confront Cersei in the, the mountain. And uh, the Hound takes care of the mountain. Uh. Jamie confronts Cersei. Arya stabs her in the back. Well, you know, who knows? <laughs> and, Ho- and zombie Hodor comes in and, and says, Hodor, 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 Hodor. A 50 times fast. Zombie Hodor. Makes her brain explode. So... <laughs> Oh, poor Hodor. I poor Hodor. I felt bad for that man. <laughs> yeah. yeah I know. Great character. I loved when Bran jumped into his mind, and you see this harmless little giant who's so shy and timid, and all of a sudden start kicking ass. I love that. Uh, Susan wants to say something real quick, because she's been listening. Jamie Hi, Susan. Kin killer. King killer. Kin killer. Well, no. Oh, King. Well, no. He's the uh, King Slayer. King Slayer. Cersei, Cersei is his kin. Kin Slayer. Kin Slayer. Oh, Kin Slayer. Oh, she, she's buying into uh, the Lightbringer um, idea, I think. Yeah, add, add another oh. title into it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. But yeah, and also Kid Pusher out of, or uh, Pusher out of Window or Kid. All right, Kid Defenestrator. <laughs> Defenestrator, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that word. You want to know how I learned what that word? That word, you know, I learned that word from Mystery Science Theater three thousand. <laughs> yeah, that's one of Miles' actually, favorite words. 
I learned it from a Stephen <laughs> King book. I had a cassette tape of a band called Defenestration. Uh, and I might still have it around here somewhere. I'll try it out. All right. There was uh, a band from the late 80s called Defenestration. And, uh, it, uh, it, uh, of it, course I'll, there was. I'll try, find, I'll try and find that on uh, on YouTube and send it to you guys. Of course but there was any- a band in the 80s called Defenestration. I am not shocked. All right. <laughs> All right, I, the, the final prediction we'll get to will be who do you want on the Iron Throne and why, we've, which is the question we've asked at AWA for the past three years. To our, to our, uh, but first, I want to say my, my final theory is I think that whoever sits on the Iron Throne, and I don't think it's going to be Daenerys, I think Tyrion is going to be the Hand. I think that after this horrible war, they're going to need someone who's politically astute, good at forging alliances who knows how to get things done that tells me Tyrion. Mm-hmm. I think right. I I think which make which means I I am 100% convinced Tyrion is safe. He need, he is needed to put the, to stitch this either either it's going to end with Tyrion bring you know stitching the the you know the westeros back together or just it going back to the state before the targaryens came and it being seven separate kingdoms i can see Tyrion as a high advisor i don't see him being the hand again i'd see him someone very enforcerish being the hand like the hound yeah, let's see what happens all right the, all right, so we're going to end uh, with this. All right, who do you want on the Iron Throne and why? Who am I going to pick on first? Miles! Daenerys, because she's hot. <laughs> Michelle, what do you have to say about your husband lusting after Daenerys I Targaryen? Laughing, I could hear her laughing across the house. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. I think she's hot, too. Hey. Wow. Okay. <laughs> who do you want on the Iron Throne and why? Arya, and the hound is her hand. Do you really think Arya is going to be in the land of succession? It, it could get really bloody really soon. All right, all right. I Put, just said you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't say I had to have a reason. You just said who did I want, and there. Right, you go. right. I'm just <laughs> saying that sounds like a long shot candidacy. Well, that's who I want on the Iron Throne. Fair enough, Kenny. Uh, I have an audio clip. Uh... To represent uh, who I think will be on the Iron Throne. Oh shit! Get the fuck out of here! What are you doing? Go! Get the fuck out of here, you stupid idiot! Fuck! We're all dead! Get the fuck out! They're all dead. Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna gonna end fucking dark. There is gonna be no Iron Throne for anybody to sit on. The name of the show, uh, uh, Game of Thrones, uh, Game of Thrones is, is a ruse. Nobody. It's been uh, watching all the drama for the throne has been ignoring what's at everybody's back door, and that is imminent death and destruction. Nobody. So do you th- do you think that maybe I was on a sign when I said instead of it being one large kingdom that it might split, you know, might revert back to the state before the Targaryens? That's seven, no, seven, I'm saying every I'm human saying the White on, Walkers wins. <laughs> I'm saying every human on Planetos, which is the name of the planet the Game of Thrones is set on, it is, it is Planetos, uh, that every every human being on Planetos dies when winter comes. 
Wow. That's Are you being that's serious? Dark. I am. I'm saying I, I everybody's I, he, fucked. J.R. Martin said bittersweet, not holy shit, that's dark. I don't I'm just saying, you know, uh, it's um all right, all right. So if if I'm uh, let, let me steer clear of that Who's going to be on the Iron Throne? I, I would say uh, safe bet Gendry because everybody's pretty much ignored him for the most part. Oh. So uh, everybody else is going to fucking die, though. Gendry's going to crawl out of the mud, the snow and the blood alive, and uh, and somebody will be like, all right, go ahead, take it. Whatever. John takes King of the North. Gendry John's takes dead. the throne and takes Daenerys no, as dead. his wife. John said, John John has raised from the dead. Everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. There's just going to be a handful of... Everybody must get dead. Yeah, there's going to be a handful of Z-list characters left that are going to be like, here we are. There you go. (laughs) Braun. Braun what? (laughs) Braun. And to the king. (laughs) All right. Uh, Joe, what do you think? Let's see. To quote Clark Griswold, holy shit, where's the Tylenol? <laughs> I have a clip for that if uh, if you uh, uh, give me one second. Uh, yeah, I think it, it starts with hallelujah. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, I, I, I favor Daenerys. Period. Exclamation point. Okay. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Period exclamation point. Spicer. Spicer. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. Period. She's going to have the biggest c- coronation crowd ever. Period. Yeah. Period. <laughs> Period. You're, it's going to be like last day. Last day. <laughs> oh, man. You had to call me out on last day, too. Uh,. You mean last year day at CPAC? Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, last year day. <laughs> last year day. But, but uh, yeah, I think Daenerys. Or a White Walker. I think you're optimistic. <laughs> I think you're optimistic, Joe. Well, I, I'm. I think you're. I think you're being optimist. overly. I think you're being overly pessimistic, thinking everyone's going to die. Well, that's a that's a bit pessimistic. No, that, I'm, that's what I'm saying. But it's, it's but you know, it's rough. It's gonna be rough. I'm uh, not George denying that. Put me through the goddamn ringer for what eight years, nine years now, and I'm Ramsey just like, Bolton all right. Say? What did Ramsey Bolton say? What did Ramsey Bolton say? Indeed, if you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been haven't paying, been paying attention. attention. <laughs> so there's some credibility to that I, yeah. I just would, would like to see you know if I was writing this Daenerys ascend the throne but uh, yeah so I can see your point I, I can see your point about, think about this season one had Ned Stark who everybody all of us love Ned Stark we're mm-hmm. like fucking A look at him he's He's fucking speaking truth to power, and he's calling out Cersei, and he's calling out Jamie for their creepy incest and all that shit. 
You know, and he's like, oh, head of blonde, head of blonde, head of blonde. And the next thing you know, whack, Clang. his head's off. Clang. You think Clang. season eight is not going to fucking try and up the up the game on heartbreak and, and horror? <laughs> yeah, but no, but we've we been told the ending will be bittersweet, not holy shit, that's dark. But we should have known better than get invested in Sean Bean's character. <laughs> you know. He does have a track record. True. Yes. True. But that was like 10 years ago, so I didn't know any better. So Ramsey Bolton predicted what's going to happen. Yeah. All right. My final prediction, Ramsey Bolton zombie sitting on the throne. Oh, no. Ew. No. How about, his, how, about, how about his dog? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, tr- <laughs> the, the true hero of the story, the dogs that ate the Ramsey Bolton. That ate Ramsey well, Yeah, it'll, it'll have to be his dog, because that's where his eyeballs and brain are. That's right. Well, maybe so. maybe that's it. Maybe they'll just take a dump on the throne, and that'll be it. Sure, there you go, Ramsey There Bolton. he is. Put a little hat on him. <laughs> That's what's left. <laughs> yeah, put a little crown on that turd. That's uh, there you go. That's, that's the end of Game of Thrones. Ramsey Bolton pooped out by a dog on the Iron Throne with a little, tiny the... little crown. But... I like it. I like it. <laughs> this is what you get when you ask Joe to come on. <laughs> <laughs> you knew this was going to go way off road. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Susan has another comment real quick. She's been listening intently. I just want to tell you guys I started watching Game of Thrones because I was told there was unicorns. <laughs> oh. I was lied to so badly. You were. Susan, <laughs> funny. Thank you, Susan. We'll give Susan a rim. Oh, she says, I'm not kidding. Somebody told her. Somebody told her there were unicorns. A co-worker? A co-worker? Well, there are. The dogs ate them. Unicorns stay for the White Walkers. (laughs) The White Walkers kill the unicorns. They're now White Walking unicorns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, I don't even know. Uh, Things have gone off the rails. Yeah, yeah. All right. uh, I'm sorry, Joe. Don't ask me to come on again because they're going to go off the rails again. We like you, Joe. All right. I know uh, I into the, the show was a White Walker, and Joe coming on was a Valerian steel sword hitting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, all right. Well, uh, like I said, we're definitely going to have to to uh, to revisit this once season eight. Once we've had time to watch and digest season eight, you know, we will see who's right, who's wrong, and who's dead. Uh, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> Everybody, everybody's we, gonna be. We're dead. gonna have to have a long talk after the show pick. It's the gonna be the red, red wedding. Yes, red wedding all over again on a global scale. <laughs> Zombie nukes. I know it's gonna end like The Sopranos. Oh no! Everything goes dark. Oh fuck that! Playing a journey song. <laughs> Well, no, we don't have to play a journey song. <laughs> Wheel in the sky keeps on turning. <laughs> ah, they could play Enter Sandman. Well, oh, yeah. well, I think Wheel in the Sky, because Daenerys said she was going to break the wheel. 
Oh, yeah, there and you she, go. She won't because she's going to be killed before she can. Yeah, and then everything goes with our dark. I wear black on the outside because that's how I feel on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we got Goth Kenny Pick signing off. There's my parting shot. All right. Uh, so, okay. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, if there are any issues with the site, we need to know as soon as possible. You can find our new, our brand new shiny station schedule, uh, station schedule as well. Um, let's see. Southern Progress Revival is not on tomorrow. Instead, we'll be running this. It's gonna. I think it's gonna push six hours. Wow. I I'll, think I'll it's a uh, nine thousand hours. Uh, so we'll be running this. Uh, and uh, so yes, thanks for that, Kenny. Uh, and then we'll have this. Uh, I I don't know if we'll be able, we'll run this part on Wednesday, but I don't think we're gonna be able to run the full special. We're gonna have to keep sending that. But uh, yeah, this is. I mean, we're gonna have a lot of great nerd talk content this year. Um, probably next one is yeah. gonna be uh, Avengers Endgame. Um, and then we'll, you know we're definitely gonna do something for Star Wars. Yes. Uh, I don't know. for sure. I don't know if we want to do like the whole. Sa- I don't know if we want to do like a recap of the whole saga up to episode nine, or the whole saga. You know, the saga of the Skywalkers. Curse, curse, curse. So we'll figure that. So we out. have a lot of, but we have a lot of specials planned. It's over nine thousand. There you go. Yes, and like I said, and I, I definitely really want to. Uh, I definitely really want to work with Michelle on uh, a Critical Role Campaign 1 special. Because like I said, that is some damn good storytelling. Yeah, but I haven't watched much of it. so And I don't have the time to go back and watch it all. You don't have to watch it all. (laughs) Okay, I'm just letting you know. I have other things that I have to devote my time to. I'm well aware of that, and I'm not asking that you divert your attention from those vital, vital things. I, I, I am okay. not that selfish. It's, I, we won't have to watch the whole thing. Okay. I All promise. Right. There's like critical. I mean, there's like recap posts we can do. You know. Let's, like, let's just let's let's wrap. Yeah, let's work on wrapping things up now, and we can discuss this later in post if you want to. All right. I'm getting tired. I'm gonna fall All right. asleep here shortly. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We got we got stuff to do. Yes. Okay. Uh, parting shots. Miles, what do you got for us? Not nothing. I've said everything I got. Okay. Uh, Michelle. Uh, I really don't have a parting shot, but Cat had a very interesting, fun theory. For the for whoever's going to sit on the, the throne, and that'll be my parting shot. She says, so Arya is really Jockin Hagar, and we only find out after we think that Arya's taken the Iron Throne. All right. Interesting theory. Interesting yes. theory. No, that's uh, a Ken, you already <laughs> gave your parting shot, right? Uh, uh, no, I got one more of. Oh, shit! Get the fuck out of here! What are you doing? Go! Get the fuck out of here, you stupid idiot! Fuck, we're all dead! Get the fuck out! There we go. Wow. <laughs> Alright. I'm done, Adam. <laughs> okay. 
Joe, thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed yourself. It's always a pleasure to have you on. I always, always enjoy myself. Do, do you have a plan for the clown car tomorrow? Or wait, is there tomorrow is no best? Clown car tomorrow. That's tomorrow okay. Is best of the clown car. Clown car. Best of the okay. clown car tomorrow because we're not doing a show. What's special about tomorrow? Just out of curiosity. Oh, oh, oh! The, Tim is taking the the weekend off. He's had a bad head cold. I see. And, oh. And, and 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 he's and he's very very concerned about uh, Daenerys Targaryen. So he's not having a show. I see. Ah. Yes. House Coromal is silent. House Coromal wants to stay out of this <laughs> until we see what happens. <laughs> I think that might be wise. <laughs> We're going to be Switzerland in the Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, let them sort it out. We'll just walk in on the ashes. Fair enough. All right. Well, yeah. again, thanks thanks for joining us. I hope, I, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Uh, stay tuned for Midnight Sun. We'll be back next week. Oh, my God. We've got so much to talk about next week. Do you remember the first thing you were supposed to cut? That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> it was miles right when we started the show. Uh, yeah. Miles made you you got to take the notes there, uh, Adam. Notes. <laughs> all right. You got to take right. notes We've during been the show. Adam, you know nothing. <laughs> we look. It, I I could do the show, or I could do notes. That's the that's the that's the the thing about having ADHD. I could do one. I, I'm or the just other. fucking with you. Wrap I know. This up. All right. We'll be back next week. Everyone have a great week. Goodbye. Time for go to bed. Right, it is late. Shall we retire? Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye to you all. I'll never forget you. Live in peace. Goodbye, all. Stay happy and good luck. On our way to great adventures. Get out of here. Disgusting worm. Push the button, Frank. I'll get you next time, Gadget. Next time. Visitors, thank you for your attendance.